powered by the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Euless, Texas, and broadcasting from Illinois, North Carolina, Calgary, Alberta, and Miami, Florida. Welcome to Primetime Special Edition 132. Tonight, we're going to recap the CA Top 25 list with the Cigar Coop Coalition and special guests Hector Alfonso of Espinosa Cigars and the surgeon John McTavish of Developing Palettes. And as always, the Primetime Special Edition show is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand is consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly claimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo, 12 year, the Perdomo Double H 12-year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Line, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrelies, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of the Coro 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of their JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. And we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars, it can be the leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamasran Valley, in Honduras, Julio Oroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with JRE Tobacco, Julian and San Justo bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Classic. Each represent that golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Dupplement app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes or Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California Studios for the Thursday Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Special Edition number 132. This is today is Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. Will Cooper, I am on the black stage here in the Perdomo Cigar Studios. And I'm joined cross-country by my friend and colleague in the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios, Mr. Bear DePlissy. Uh, good evening, Coop. Uh, this is a delight to be in the company of such wonderful gentlemen tonight. This will be a fantastic show, as always. I'm so excited to see everybody. Um, and I'm excited to see you, too, Coop. So, um, Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, I say we bring everybody in right now. and Let's we, do it. Let's yeah, get it rolling. Yeah, so we have uh, fellow coalition members, uh, Ben Lee the, uh, of the Smoking Syndicate. Ben, welcome. Thanks for having me. Glad to be on tonight. Oh, thanks for being on. Uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, from Illinois, we have uh, our good friend, uh, Mr. Dialed himself, Aaron Nielsen. Greetings and salutations, gentlemen. Absolute pleasure to be here. Looking forward to the conversation tonight. Yep. No, appreciate it as well. And um, special guest tonight. First, we have uh, making his second consecutive appearance on the Tuesday show. Hector Alfonso of Espinosa Cigars. Gentlemen, glad to be here. Uh, you know, I'm just waiting for that uh, that offer to be a regular member. So uh, uh, you, might, you, you know, might as well. I mean, yeah. I'm, listen, I am looking forward. I am a media and I am media in wait. You, so, uh, you know, absolutely, absolutely. No, we we do appreciate you bringing your expertise to the table on these things. So thank and and it's always great having you. So welcome, Hector. We appreciate thanks. it. Thanks for having me, brother. Yep. And he, you're Hector is in Miami, Florida. Where what's the temperature there? I had to put on a sweater. It's sixty nine. Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys are Sorry. dying down there. Sorry, guys. It's sixty nine, yeah. and you so know, and it's a little nippy. So there's a hundred degree difference where Hector is. Versus our good friend from developing palettes, the cigar surgeon, John McTavish, who is in 33 below zero calorie, Alberta. There's an easy answer for that with a Cooper. Well, yeah, it's Mr. McTavish uh, is pickled. <laughs> yeah. So uh, first of all, uh, I'm ecstatic to be the probably the third warmest person on the panel tonight because I'm in the lounge and the lounge is sitting at a balmy 70 and a half freedom degrees, which is exactly where I want to be because, uh, yeah, I would last... I mean, I can handle the cold, but let's be honest. I'm going to last all of about seven minutes flat outside. And I'm going to look like, uh, you know, I'm going to look like a popsicle after, uh, and, and the cigar is just going to freeze to my lips. So I'm happy to be smoking in the new lounge and uh, appreciate being on the show. It should be a good one. I'm, I'm excited. Are you wearing short sleeves, John? Yeah, I sure Damn. am. Are you wearing shorts too? Because that would just be awesome. Well, you have to be in a lounge to know for sure. That's, uh, you know, you have call. to be a local audience. No, no. Wow. <laughs> No pants. <laughs> no pants. Come in, though. Yeah. Knew yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um, hey, a couple of housekeeping before we get into tonight's show, which is uh, the, we're going to get into the CA list tonight. But uh, first, there's no contest tonight. The contest will resume in January. Uh, some folks are out of Altidus, so we'll just uh, – we'll, but the contests are resuming. Uh, Mark C. was the winner of the Monte Cristo gift pack last time. Because I've been asked to announce that. Um, and then second, Barry, I know you have a hot take, but why don't we get the sense of what you're going to smoke tonight? Sounds good. Are we just going to skip over Aaron, though? Or did we wait? Did we skip over Aaron? I no. You got no. You, no but thank he you. gave us he yeah. gave us salutations. Yeah, you know, Bear. I, you know, it, it warms my heart. Wait, I didn't skip over Aaron. No, no, I. You got I did me. skip over Aaron. I did skip over Aaron. Oh my goodness. What, what? What? No, you didn't. I said greetings and salutations to you guys. No, so thank you for be allowing me to go two times. I mean, it's going to be hard to get a word in tonight, so I might as well try to get uh, it in early and often here. Fair. I know Friday can't come soon enough, but man, I, I can't. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. Are we yeah. I do. I would like to light up a cigar tonight. So, um, uh, John, since John. Um, <laughs> John, since you're uh, making a special appearance here, I'd like to uh, ask you a favor. And yes, I sir. You, I would love for you to pick uh, one of my 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 first cigar for me. So depending nice. on the one you pick, it might be the only one. We'll see what I mean here in a second. <laughs> um, 
So I've got a, a pretty nice selection for you. Uh, Coop will notice the theme because he notices everything. Uh, so to start off, I have the Christoph Vengeance uh, Perfecto. Ooh, I know what it is already. <laughs> um, I have the La Barba uh, Ricochet. Oh, is Crumex it the Soul? The Crew Mexico Soul, yeah. Yeah. And Robusto. I have a Warzone like Rubito, thanks to our friend, Mr. Hector Alfonso. Oh, that's a good um, size. The Alec and Bradley double broadly for Busto. I do like that. All right. Now I don't know what the theme is. Well, the first two were a theme. Um, <laughs> the uh, Romacraft Cro-Magnon uh, Anthropology, which will come up later in tonight's discussion. Um, and the pissed off Christoph, excuse me, the extremely pissed off Christoph. You can see Oh, why. man. So. You know, um, I'm going to say go with La Barba because, uh, I mean, they're all great cigars, but the La Barba at least gives you a shot of perhaps finishing that while you're still live and lighting up a second cigar. Good call. Which I assume uh, number two should be the Robito. That would be my pick. Oh, I will do that. I will follow that order. And and just so folks know, the theme of Bear's first two cigars, I don't know if you want me to say it, Bear. That's fine, you can. Uh, they're former cigars. Gar of the years by El yeah. Fumar. Oh, yeah. good choices. Yep, yep. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to bring on the Espinosa Habano because I've the only ones I have are my boxes that are aging, and I really didn't want to crack them open. <laughs> aging Espinosas, uh, yeah. Cuban of us. <laughs> so great. So I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd about it. Yeah. This is hey. our cigar. Please let it sit yep. two years. Right, um. <laughs> hey, let's go around the horn and see what everyone else is smoking. I'm going to start with Aaron, so I don't forget him this time. Like <laughs> Thanks. If you don't say I don't forget. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I am smoking the Espinosa 10, not only because my good friend Hector's on the show, but also because I absolutely love the cigar. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Ben, what do you got? <clears throat> well, tonight I'm starting off with the. Romeo Juliana Reserve Real Nicaragua in the Churchill size, which we're going mm-hmm. to talk about. Which is a very well. We'll talk about it. It's a, I like that cigar, by the way. Yeah, and then the next one I have up here. I don't know if anybody can see this real well, but it's the Christoph Gargrill, otherwise known as for me the Zimbabwe. The the best cigar that has Zimbabwe tobacco in it. Well, yeah, that's the only <laughs> maybe the only one. <laughs> Everyone else is number two or less. <laughs> yes. That's all I got for now. I, I had a Espinosa box best crumble, but I don't know where it went. It was weird. It was here. You, <laughs> smoked, it. you smoked it, probably. Oh, that must be what it was. That's <laughs> it. I'll Just have to one, get pick, some more somewhere. Pick, pick one up at your local store. Yeah, I'll see, <laughs> Gavin. Uh, all right. Let's speak of Espinosa. Let's go over to Hector. Hector, what do you got tonight? Uh, because new news is good news. I am smoking the brand new Knuckle Sandwich Connecticut Short Churchill. Nice. Okay. A big surprise, and, by the way, that was coming out. Yeah, yeah you've been talking to states, huh? Uh, <laughs> he, he hasn't been watching. He hasn't been watching. In fairness, he hasn't been watching Prime. You said it on this show. It was coming out. Uh, he was. He's too busy picking Cubans. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so it's, uh, and and it's in our it's in our go to size, which you know what it is. Uh, the Short uh, Churchill. Yeah, Short Churchill, uh, and. Uh, Shipping started shipping yesterday. The six provinces come away, so I've got a yeah. I've got a couple of cigars. Nice. I know we're not going to do the b- baseball three hours trip. No, no, it depends. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. it'll be the CA, it'll yeah. be the CA four hour show. Yeah. Worst 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 case scenario, I have a, I have a Shaolin sitting there on on, yeah. on 
on ready reserve, oh, as we said. Nice. Good, yeah. good, good, good cigar. All Great right. Cigar. Nice. Oh, John, what do you got? Well, I started things off with a little shorty intemperance, the EC, because, um, you know, uh, I don't get a lot to, a lot of chance to smoke for myself. And I was like, that's a perfect green room cigar. And then on deck, uh, which will be coming up short, I got the uh, Warzone. I think I have a few Larages here and I was looking for them before the show and I could not find them. That would have been, that would have been my, my pick. Oh, and also I have, you know, the 10 years, but um, we're, we're holding those for review because the boss man, uh, if you saw me smoking them on the show and not reviewing them, uh, I, might might revoke my. It's the CA show. He's not watching. It. <laughs> he's not, oh, he's watching. Trust me. Because he wants to say watching. something about it. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> no, no. All right. Uh, so I'm going with the Espinosa Knuckle Sandwich Maduro. That's the cigar I thought should have been on the list this year. But I also have a Habano that's going to go next. So yeah, I, I'm with still. you. I'm with you on that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Team Maduro. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. But yeah, uh, but wait, Habano's very good cigar too. So, uh, but I, I'm, I'm more on board with the Maduro. Uh, I haven't spoke the Robusto a lot. I mean, I tend to go to the Toro, but I had some Robustos. Uh, and again, I'm holding my Toros for. There's a review coming up of that one, so I held those back yeah. as well. Glad I'm not the only Aaron one. Aaron, and, Aaron and I on the other side of that. We prefer. I don't want to speak for you, Aaron, but we talked about this that we like the actual, the natural version better. I do. Habano. You're, you you can speak for me, and you're absolutely correct. That is, uh, that's, that's, there's been some, well, I mean, I don't want to, uh, if you've got a segment for this, Coop, I, well, I'll, so I'll, well, I'll wait. Well, there should be a segment for this, because there'd be some well, spicy well, conversation. Well, we're going to have number, tw- when we get to number 23, I, I'd say let's, let's do that then when we get to the, because I think that'll be a good conversation there. No problem, brother. Yep. All right. So we got all, everyone's smoking. So Bear, what is your hot take for tonight? Okay, so let's kick. I, can't, let's kick I have no off. idea what he's going to say. By the way, I want to kick. I want to kick things off with something uh, that I've been wanting to ask, and I think it'll be interesting to ask the panel, including a representative. Now, I, I don't want uh, Hector. I'll just preface this. I don't want you to speak for anyone else. I don't think you would speak for anyone else. But, um, but I'm curious. So this, the publication that we're going to be talking about tonight has, you know. It's done a lot of positives for the industry. I'm not trying to take away from that, but what I'm trying to what, but my my big hot take is, as as staunch as a a really nice majority of manufacturers in this industry, very popular old school legacy manufacturers are, um, that hail from the country of Cuba, and were forced out of their country, forced to give up, you know money, their businesses, land, et cetera, like the, the whole tragedy of it all. I don't want to relive it here in the next five minutes or anything, but but I also don't want to make light of it either. Anything to associated with this country, there is an automatic snap and understandable hatred towards it. Why do some of these manufacturers overlook slash tolerate the positive relationship that cigar aficionado has with habanos that's my question slash take i'll go last if you don't mind no problem and you you so, have the right to take the fifth so too I'll, so, I'll, I'll, so, I'll i'll i can come in spicy on that one if you like please i i mean i have a, I mean i have a hot take too but i wanted to put that's my hot take question and then i have an actual opinion as well 
I mean, it's the same reason that people in the industry will do business with other people in the industry and then talk crap about them behind their back because at the end of the day, money talks. And, you know, uh, as much as I like to, to take jabs at the industry now and again, uh, at the end of the day, people are in it to sell cigars. And they know for a fact that Cigar Aficionado, like it or not, is the number one magazine that legitimately moves sticks at the point of sale. And there are absolutely a ton of regular cigar smokers and new cigar smokers that will use that as their end of year shopping list or 2023 shopping list and come in buy cigars. So, you know, it's, uh, it's all fun and games as long as, you know, the non-Cuban industry has that, you know, one, two, three spot. Um, but unfortunately, you know, and we'll get into it, but it, it, it was a surprise to see a, a Cuban go number one. And I think that's, that's, that's where a lot of that comes from. So I'll, I'm going to take a different. I want to take a positive stance on this, or at least uh, opinion. My opinion is that I would like to think that when you look at the cigar industry, and I'll boil it down to me going to a cigar lounge or and, and meeting somebody for the first time. If you have nothing in common, you can kind of bond over a cigar, right? You can you can pick up a conversation. Usually, make somebody relatively friendly. I'd like to think that the cigar or the idea of the Cubans and the idea of just cigars in general kind of doesn't have what I'll call limitations or boundaries, right? So I, I think that the idea that it's a Cuban doesn't matter. I just think people want or look at it as cigars in general have a positive connotation to it. And therefore, you're not pigeonhole or stereotyping or whatever the case may be by saying, oh, this is a Cuban or oh, this is Nicaraguan or whatever. It doesn't matter based on the fact that you want to smoke a good cigar. I'm usually, the, I'm usually the idealist, Aaron. This is kind of refreshing for a change. <laughs> Positive, Bear. It's a, tis a season. <laughs> ben Coop. Hector wanted to go last. So, okay. Any thoughts or, I mean, you don't, you don't have to have thoughts. I'm just curious. I can go. Um, you know, the way I, I, you know, I look at it like this. I don't agree with the politics of, of Cuba, but when it comes to like what we do in media, I've always said the only politics I'll talk about are the politics around cigars itself. Right. So, and I know there's, there's politics in Cuba. It's, it's, it's horrendous what goes on down there. Um, but the people I, when I, when I spent time with the people down there, I couldn't believe how warm they were. And it was something where it was, you know, it's a shame that they're under that oppression down there, but, they, but they are, but this industry is a bunch of hypocrites for the most people, not all of them. Okay. They're, they're, they're I see reps and I see retailers bashing this pick of number one on cigar aficionado, but they're like, congrats. Like, then they're like, great job, aficionado, for picking Rocky Patel. Great job for aficionado for picking Oliva. You know, and it's like, but on the other, oh, terrible job. How can you do this? This is the worst thing in the industry. And I've seen, and look, you can go on Facebook and you could see what I'm talking about here. So sure. it's, it, it's a very convenient thing that, the, that people have. And either you're all in with Cigar Aficionado or you're all out. I, I don't think. I, I don't think there's an in-between. I don't I don't think you could sit there and say there's an in-between. I, I could say, all right, that I'm into a point because, you know, we compete with them. They they own this. This list is the one they own. So it's kind of one of those, you know, 
ultimately everyone's call, like my phone was blowing up Thursday, right? With talking about cigar aficionados list, not my not my unveiling of the number twenty three cigar <laughs> of the year. It's like you know that, that that's 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 what this shows, you know. Or hey, look when when I'm gonna pick right, I'll, I'll I'll put it out. How many people shared the article that Espinosa cigars got number twenty three cigar of the year by aficionado? And then how many people? And Hector shared by the way the article when they got number twenty two. Uh, for um, the States Provincias from me. He did share it, okay? But a lot of those same people did not share my article, and it was a higher-ranked cigar. So what does that tell you? You know, so, can, can, I, can I make a comment on that, Coop? So here, I'm going to go back to being the, 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 the glass half full. I right. think maybe we'll talk about this when we, yeah. we get down the countdown. But I think the reason, at least for me, and in talking to some of my fellow cigar smokers, uh-huh. we'll call them, I have a bigger problem when they put cigars like a Cuban number one when there's no availability, right? Like how many people are going to be truly going to be able to smoke that cigar? So when you have when you have a audience and you have the 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 I guess the um, the command, for lack of a better term, of a list that people to I think John mentioned that they're going to go out and buy their you know, top 25 just list as a, as a gift this Christmas, how many people are going to be able to get the age of number two? Right. So I have yeah. a bigger problem with that being the, why it's number one versus it being Cuban or uh, it being whatever. Yeah. And look, we've seen that with aficionado in the past with some of their picks. You, you could not get these. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm thinking, yeah. I, the shark was a great the example. Shark. You could Andalusian get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you're right. I think that I think the Cuban thing, though, what happens is like, look, people like Lido. They like Carlito. Right. They, But it's easy to pick on Cuba here. And I'm not saying they're not justified in what they do. Right. But I'm just saying it's a lot easier to, to take your frustration out on Habanos than to take it out on those Lido and Carlito is what I'm saying. So. Um, nor should you be taking it out on Lido and Carlito. Those are, those are always meant to be limited products. So it's, it, they just got an accolade on that. I, I don't know. I, th- to me, we're we're looking at this from the American perspective, which we're American. This this is a this cigar well, aficionado John's is red. Not, well, I know but yeah. we're gonna. He's honorary. Fifty first state, baby. Close he's, enough. He's close. Yeah. <clears throat> this is red all over the world. It's not red just in America. Yep. Right. And it's covering cigars, not just you know cigars available in America. Right. Because sure. we can't buy this Cuban doesn't mean that others and other people in other countries can't get this cigar. I mean, they're probably not going to get a four-year-old one that they put out there. Probably but, not. Sure. But they, they've had plenty of, you know, what we consider like staples, like, you know, Party Guy Serenity number four, Monty number two, you know, whatever. H. Upman, you know, all the, the various ones that they have all the, on there, they're available to other people, just not us. Yeah. So you can't ding... Cigar aficionado for putting them on there when they have a worldwide readership, right? And they're okay. reviewing cigars, not just what's available in the United States. Yeah. Okay. That's the way I see it. Yeah. No, I and mean, th- I mean, it's fair. It's an international publication. You got a point yeah. there. So, uh, Aaron, I don't want to mischaracterize your words. And uh, Aaron, Coop, it sounded like you were going this direction. So, uh, it, it, am I understanding too that part of your part of your point or part of your opinion was the was the media card that they're they're a media that yeah i mean ultimately okay. like they're a cigar media publication they're not a political okay. journal here 
So yeah. I know that's sure. not answer everyone wants to hear, but okay. that was like why okay. I went to Cuba. That's why okay, I went so to Cuba. Yeah, I kept the politics <laughs> out of that piece. Okay, so here's, so here's my counterpoint before Hector goes. All right, here's my counterpoint, and here's my biggest beef. If you're going to say that they're they're not playing politics, they're playing to the even field, and that they're an international publication, and all those are great points, and all those are right. But if they're all about fairness, and they're all about you know covering the industry as a whole, then why can Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust not get a review? And we all well, know the answer. I, I, I'm just saying. Set, I'm just no, the, but that's the only no. It's not a separate now. argument. That's not yes, my. It, no. Yeah, it no. is. It is. It's because now we're talking. We're not talking politics. That's talking about. That's now we're getting into the politics of the media piece. Okay. So I, okay. I know what you're saying, Bear. It, it's a fair. You're, you're totally right. It's a fair thing. While while Dunbar and then Nick Perdon, we should have an ample and equal shot at this. You're you're right. But you're you're right. But I think in that's look. I look. I can beat up a lot of publications for the practices they're doing on their list this year, and that's certainly a valid one that 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 should be hit on 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 cigar aficionado. Shame on them for not doing it. Well, well wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, Saka said many times, this is a mutual thing. It's not a, just a C8 thing. He yeah, said but, but regardless, I mean, if you're in the business of reviewing cigars, how is it that you've got an inherent bias against certain brands where you're like, you know, there's an embargo? Like, yeah. listen, if you're going to embargo anything, you're going to embargo something within the American cigar market you're gonna you're not gonna embargo something that isn't you, even available in the yeah. american market that 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 that's you know that's where they lose me a little bit it's like listen i have lots of biases there are certainly people that i don't that don't necessarily get along with the industry uh but we review their cigars and we you know uh yeah. we're very fair about it um i take the bias out of it and i would never even consider um you know just excluding an entire brand because the guy didn't like me one time. Like that's, that's not what this is about. Yeah. And bravo to Steve and Nick for taking the high road. That's great. And that's a fair point. Ben, you, like you said, he said, he said it thousands of times and he's probably screaming that right now. If he happens to watch, he's like bear, I've told you, yes, he has. And I, and and that's great. That really is. But I'm talking, but I I just don't, I, I can't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I can't make a lot of sense. But after looking at some of the lists that have come out, they don't make a lot of sense to me either. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but now we're going to a different issue. Yeah. Still, the still the thing is, Socket says he doesn't want them reviewing his cigars. Ah. so it is what it is, right? I mean, I think this is a mutual. Yeah, I think this is a mutual <clears throat> divorce settlement they've had or a separation agreement. I don't know whatever you want to call it. I think it could maybe change. Maybe it will change someday. I don't know. You know, the publication could be sold. You know, so who knows? It, it could change. But at least that's the position. Ben, you're right. That's the he's taking a public position on that. I don't think Nick. I don't think Nick. I Nick's position is a little different. I think. Yeah. I think. But they have reviewed Nick's stuff. I have seen them review Nick's stuff. So we shouldn't. It's just they haven't gotten on the end of your list. All right, Hector. Hector, this is your this is your table (laughs) floor now. All right. Uh, If you were to write a book on the history of rock and roll. Could you exclude the Beatles? No. No. All right. So it only makes sense that if you have a national, if you have an international magazine and understand, yes, we know that the United States is the world's largest cigar market and being Americans with the exception of our adopted brother, Johnny here, uh, we're, all, we're North Americans. We see things differently, obviously. I, I you can't, I, I understand 
the the need. I understand the I understand the need to put Cuban cigars in there. It's an international magazine, and you're talking about cigars. And can you have a conversation about cigars that don't include Cuba? You, you can't. I mean, it's it's it not having Cuba in the conversation about cigars or tobacco leaves is is leaves a huge void, a chasm in your conversation. Now, my personal opinion aside, uh, you know, when you talk about manufacturers, you know, a lot of these guys were, you know, Cubans and they left Cuba in the sixties. Cigar aficionado is 30 years old. By 1990, the situation was different. The, 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 the Cuban exile was a different exile. The, you know, the, the, the second, the, by night in 1992, I was already, I was, shit, I was 26 years old. I don't think the way my parents do. And even I, even though I'm an hardline anti-Castro, hardline anti-Cuba guy, that's my personal opinion. But I can't, I can't, I can't file, I can't, I, I can't take a, a stance against it because they're, they're, it's a business and it would be ridiculous. It's like doing a mag, a wine magazine and not talking about Merlot's or doing a wine magazine and not, 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 in, you know, not talking about dessert wines. It's, necessary because if, if you don't add the cuban component to the magazine you really do have an incomplete magazine i don't hear the complaints when there are magazines that are when they're european magazines and they have cubans in there all oh, good points good it's point just because we're here now yep. I, and here's another reason you can't blame cigar aficionado because cigar aficionado got something that nobody got when it comes to cuba they got access big time access they have access when you have access to the hermit kingdom in our hemisphere, you know the 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 the, the, for, the what is it the the forbidden fruit? Right. It, it would be it would be ridiculous for you to not take advantage yeah. of it. Do I have did I did I have issues with the interview? Of course, but that's me as a that's me as a personal citizen. You know when it when, you know I I've, and we we had a show not too long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, and we talked about Cuba and travel to Cuba. Yep. And I said, listen. My biggest problem with traveling to Cuba was Cubans going back to Cuba. That was my biggest problem. Cubans yep. who left Cuba, who were kicked out of there, who, you know, who had everything taken, and then were going back. I had a bigger issue with that. I never had a problem with Americans going back to Cuba because it's not an American issue. It's not, a, it's not an American citizen issue. It's, a citizen, it's an issue for Cuban Americans. Americans love that. Americans love time machines. How often do you get to go in a time machine? Because this is the only one that I know of. You can hop on a plane in Miami, be in Cuba in 90 minutes, and you're driving around in a 54 Mercury, you know, and you're seeing buildings that, you know, you're seeing buildings on yeah. the verge of collapse or whatever. And if you find some kind of romanticism, in it, that's fine, but it's not personal for you. So I have, I don't have an issue with the American. What are Americans? If, 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 if what are, and when I can say Americans, I'm an American. I don't play that Cuban American bullshit. I was born in the United States. I served my country. I'm an American. Yeah. Americans love to go back in time. Americans love to explore. Americans want to see things that, you know, that, that they never got a chance to see. That's what we do. That's what we are. So I can't, you know, I, I can't hold it. I can't hold it against it. And listen, it's business. I think it would be if, if we were, we could sit here easily and turn the table on this conversation and said, well, let's, let's use ABC magazine. Well, any other magazine. Well, they don't talk about you. How can you have a how can you have a conversation about tobacco and not include Cuba? You have access. You have access, unlimited, yeah. unfettered, unheard of access. Unheard of. Unheard of. They took advantage of it. It's yeah. been good for their magazine. It's been good yeah. for business. And let's not forget, 
that in 1992, there was nothing. You know, say what you want about them and how you feel, and and, and we're going to talk about the list and things to do. They are when you when you when we look back in 25 years, and we look, especially you guys who are media guys, you have to give you have you know it's they're the Kurt floods of this industry. You know, they were the first guys. They were the first guys there. They were you know the, the magazines and the and 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 took something that was a hobby and took it to the next level. They did. So you you have true. to give. You have to give them. You have yeah. to give. Them we credit. we. Oh, no, I give them. I give them a lot of credit, Hector. I'm not trying to take. I'm not trying to take away what. And as done for as as for this thing with Steve and 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 Mr. Perdomo, I I don't know anything about that. But listen, I'm remember we we always talk about the three sides of things. I'm sure that everybody has a side yeah. here, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, Steve is making incredible cigars that are being reviewed by aliens in other universes and are getting number ones. I mean, he's Steve doesn't need any help. Steve is doing great. Steve's a, a wealth of information. Uh, he makes great cigars. And if you didn't know it, he's gonna let you know about it. And once you smoke it, you're gonna agree with him. And as for as for Nick Perdomo, who I don't know personally, but I know that I see him in plenty of stores. So obviously his cigar does very well as well. And he has a following. And you know, maybe they don't they don't need it, you know. This is it's it's just one of those things. Yeah. You know, we're we're fans. We're on our chat all the all the time and we talk about a thousand different things. And at the end of the day, you know, that's no nothing is perfect. It's not a perfect world, but I think we have to we you, you can't blame them for the access. You can't blame them for for doing what they've done and 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 promoting talking about tobacco and talking about, you know, you know, some of the greatest tobacco in the world. You know, you have to, you know, you have to put your personal feelings aside. And this is coming from a guy that you guys know me very well, you know, but I, I have to, I, I have to be man enough to say, listen, I can see the other side of the story. Sure. Here, let me ask you a question here. So sure. don't name names here. I don't want you to name names. Is there a company that you would not put on LL so Fumar takes? Is there a company that I would not put on LL so Fumar Right, takes? right. At this time, is there a company? No. If okay. they qualified based on my criteria. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, I've had a couple of dust ups with, with some companies too. But I mean, general, I, 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 have, I have always, too, but it, yeah, if they qualify with the criteria that yeah, I have. Yeah, then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing I would go with too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm just saying too is, um, you know, as long as, you know, if, if that meets their criteria to cover the international market too, we, we, have, we have to do that. Now, again, sometimes personal dust ups do affect things you know like so if, sure if someone my, my list is just as subjective as anybody else but i mean sir but look so there's certain like personal you know I, i'm i'm thinking you know i'm thinking like the person who like well i'm not gonna name specifics but you know like no shows or something like that you know and then you sure. probably say well if someone doesn't show up for a show you're not gonna put them on because it, it's a risk next time you know what i'm saying so but, you guys so can't afford, afford, you can't but that doesn't mean i won't put their cigar on the list and that, i think that was my next part of that yeah, you know, you can't afford to be petty. Somebody's petty yeah. with you, you can't afford to be petty. You can't be able to be petty. You, you can't not, do it. I am not a high road to, guy. Yeah. I, I think the yeah. high road is for yeah. fairy tales and money rails. Yeah, I've pissed but, a lot know, of people off too. So but, I mean, it's uh, if I had my own media site, it'd be like twelve. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like twelve companies only. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everybody yeah. else pissed me off. They're yeah. out there. Well, I pre I appreciate you, Coop. Let me uh, no, let no, me I think the idea was a good startup. Kick the kick the hornet's nest a little bit. Yeah, no, I think it was. 
I was a good start. So, so guys, we're going to go through the top 25, and I just wanted to put up uh, a couple of pieces of background information uh, before we start going. We're going to go reverse order of the list. And I want to bring up a point that Jordan Gutmerson brought up on the, his show on Friday night um, on this list. And it, and it was actually something that made me rethink this quite a bit when I did. So I'm going to put up um, a list of companies and kind of, you know, you, if, if you've seen this show before, you've seen this, I call it the bracketology thing. Um, and let me pull it up. All right. So if you look at this first column, these are every, we kind of, we didn't do a, by the way, we didn't do a preview show this year because they moved the date up and there was no time to do, do this. So that's why we didn't do a preview show. But knowing the preview show, there are these, what I've called these lock spots. And there's a list of 15 companies on there. Uh, this year, I added Tatuaje to the list. We used to be 14, but I added Tatuaje is the 15th company. They've been on a lot of consecutive years. I'll talk about what's in red in a second because that's related to what Jordan talked about. So that's 15. And guess what? All 15 of those companies landed on the list. You could you could put these 15 companies down. You could figure out who's getting 15 of the slots every year. We've never we could miss with the cigar, but not the brand. Then there's a list of small companies. I put eight of them. I'm actually tempted to drop Aganorsa Leaf down because they haven't made a list in a few years, but I kept them on for now. And if you look at these eight companies, the ones in blue are the ones that landed on this year's list. So you had 21 slots of the lock slots and strong contenders taken right away. And that left only four slots for outside outsiders. One of them actually went to Cuba. Cubans have normally had three cigars on the list. This year, I think it's the first time in a while they had four. So um, that, like I said, this is a very competitive list to get on there. Let me go back to this first column here. So Jordan came up with this theory. And when he said it, I, I, I probably should have known it, but I didn't realize it until he said it. What are all like these companies, right? These are all companies that, with the exception of my father and Tatawahi that are in red, these were like from the 90s boom for the most part. These are companies that Aficionado was dealing with when they first started going into publication. Yeah, they're longest-standing relationships. The longest-standing relationships, all right? My father and Tatawai came after 2003. That's why I, I put them later, even though they were known. Uh, some could say E.P. Carrillo, but E.P. Carrillo had, you know, he had his um, – he didn't have E.P.C. He had uh, El Cardito back then. Mm -hmm. So it's been very hard for anyone on the right side to push into this club. I mean, the only two that I've seen in the last 20 years do it my father and Tatawai. I think Illusioni's tried. I think JC Newman just quite hasn't gotten there yet. Uh, Placencia may get there. Espinosa, I know you guys are trying. So that's kind of how I looked at this. And I, I don't know if anyone has any thoughts on what I just said or how I laid this out. But that's that's how I approach this every year. It's pretty easy to get most of the companies that are going to land on the list. Well, I listen, no disrespect to Jordan. and I, I think Jordan's a great kid. And I, I haven't seen his show, but I think Coop, if you look back through our emails of save three or four years ago. You, yeah, you know, you did. That's why I said I should have realized it, it was like an epiphany I had. I, you, I, I, I wrote this for it. It was the year that uh, I think it was the year Roma made the list. You know? Yeah, so, you did. You did. You did. Yes, you did. I know what you write and talked about, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, it's, it's, it, and it, it, when it's, when it's, look, Ashton, there was a year that, that Ashton made it twice, uh, one, one with, uh, with Fuente, one with my father, 
you also have, you know, you, you, you know, in that 15 for 15 side on the, on the projected spots, you know, there was a time that it was, uh, you know, it was Pete two years and then maybe Atelier one year and then back to Pete, you know, and, and, and all, listen, there's nobody, there's nobody on that list who doesn't deserve to be on that list. On the, on those 15, they all make great cigars. How many, how many Fuentes were rated over 92? How many Padrones were rated over 92? Uh, you had, you have the Drew Estate Hoya Coalition. It's either Drew Estate or Hoya or Herrera's Delete. You know, you always had that, that, that little mix there. Uh, that second list, AJ, AJ's, an, AJ's, an, it's a, he's, it's a, you could probably put an asterisk next to it because AJ's, you know, I'm talking about AJ Fernandez Cigar Company, his brand. Right, right. Yeah. How many, but, you know, you have to look at, you know, you, you, you claim the spot as a manufacturer or you claim the spot as, uh, as the factory. You know, how many of his cigars made the top 10 or made the top 25 this year? You know, he made it with uh, the one, he did one for Alphidus, he did one for us, he did one for himself. You know, he had three in the top 25 that I can think of off right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I would, uh, building, on, building on that, Hector, I would actually say at this point, based on the last couple of years, um, I think you can probably move AJ into the lock spot, either, as you say, as a manufacturer or as a brand owner. I think we have reached the point where they are consistently on that list as a lock spot. It's a fair, I mean, you can make a fair argument with that for sure. But I think if, okay, let's say we move AJ there, right? Wasn't Davidoff, uh, wasn't Davidoff on the list early in the back in the 90s? They, uh-huh. they were on the list a couple of times. Uh, and they were on with Davidoff Nicaragua in 2013 as number three as well. Right. And then there was one other time they got on. But uh, I would say Illusione has actually uh, joined Tatuaje, my father. They've missed I, one, I, I think, one year in the last 10. Okay. Maybe. Okay. So if we add those in, now you're up to 17, and these slots yeah. get more and more limited, right? Sure. And, and here's the thing. You can go with those 17 companies, right? And you could easily find a cigar, okay? That's a cigar that would be a top 25. Like a great – if you could find a great cigar from all these companies – smoke it and guess what it could get a 93 rating it can qualify for the list and get in the top 25 and i think that's where people have the argument with how cigar aficionado does this because these companies tend to have these lock slots and they have great cigars that perform consistently that they can get on there and we'll debate some of that tonight obviously yeah i mean i think we've reached the point because you guys have done a really good job the last couple years of the show and, you know, to, to people talking about like you, you, you have all as a panel consistently locked down the manufacturers repeatedly in the slot. And in many cases, the actual positioning in the slot, um, you know, and I think that the real, the only surprise I think at the end of the year for me is if one of those locked spots actually were to miss, that would, that would be the only kind of shock for me is if one yeah. of those mainstay companies actually got excluded um, that might create as much or even more drama than, you know, uh, yeah. a Habano cigar placing high in the in, in list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or I mean, I remember. We're having four Habanos. Like yeah. So I remember doing some of the shows with Hector and with Aaron and with Bear before we brought everyone on. And there were times we looked at like Alec Bradley. We looked at LaFleur, Dominicana. And like, they might miss the list. They only had a 91 rating and they only had one or two cigars rated. And I said, no way do these companies miss the list. And guess what? They were on the list is what I'm saying. Well, I remember last year, I remember the, my father came up last year and Hector, you call it, you're like, there's no way. And that, you know, the judge ended up going on there and Hector was like, guys, there's no way yeah. my father is missing the list. And so I don't know, we'll debate it. What I, do I have a problem? How do I put this? 
I think by having locked spots, right? And this is we're, we're we're but Aaron, let me get. We don't know. We just we're assuming this, right? So we don't want to. Well, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, what do you? You got enough to go out. You, you know, there's no need. To I know you're right. Yeah. Coop. I mean, come on. What are you assuming? I mean, they're all every year. It's the same ones, and that's where. And we'll probably get into this, but that is where I have the biggest problem because. Yes, you can say that they're deserving in terms of did they put out a top 25 worthy cigar in terms of was it, you know, was it good? Okay, I, sure. You can make an argument for a lot of cigars. My problem is that I don't necessarily feel like locking them in. Then what you end up doing is excluding ones that were superior to something that was quote unquote locked. It, to me, it's not a... You can you call it a tournament, Coop. I mean, I guess it is, but it's a tournament amongst 20, 30 yeah. manufacturers. That's what it is. So, so Aaron, here's the thing. Let's go with Padron as a great example, which is something that hasn't scored very high on Cigar Aficionado. If they just went and reviewed Perdomo, I'm sorry, Padron Damaso, I'm talking about here. Which yeah. ha- the Damaso hasn't scored as high as the other Padron. <laughs> so let's say the only Padrones they reviewed over the past year are Damaso's, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're they they're gonna have a tougher like if they're gonna have a tougher time getting on the list, you know, than with a blind taste panel than a Padron nineteen twenty six. Well, I, I, yeah, okay, I don't disagree with that. However, they never put themselves in that position. They end up rev- they they end up reviewing yep. enough samples of said locked yep. org companies manufacturers uh, yep. that they'll they get got- somebody on the list. Yeah. They got close. I'm, they got close two years ago with La Florida Minicana. They had two qualifying cigars, and one of them made it. So right. they were they were both low too. They so I, wanna, I remember. I wanna, that's what I was saying. We we had a big talk on that one. I remember it was Lancero that got on. I think it was. I, I want to build on this because it is this is this is a really good segue to the fact that you know now that you've got a locked spot and Padron is is the one that's you know I'm an analytical guy. I deal with data. So in total, there were there were 16 cigars that actually scored in their reviews, 94 and above three of which technically not eligible because they've been on the top 25 list. So you have to consider the fact that if you, if that cigar is previously placed in the top 25, it is automatically excluded, whether that's official or unofficial, it is automatically excluded from replacing. And Padron this year actually had three cigars that were in contention. So it's one of those things where, you know, you could, you could argue, certainly make a strong argument that, you know, there's a 97 rated Padron 1964 anniversary. There was a 95 rated, uh, uh, 94 rated Padron series, 1926. And there was also the 94 rated Padron 1964 Principe, which ultimately made it, but there were three cigars from Padron that were eligible, but unfortunately there's only one slot available for Padron. So those other two, you know, once that one cigar makes it, those other two cigars, they're not going to make that list because that slot is taken up. Okay, hold on. Say that one point there one point one more time. If a cigar makes the top twenty five, they're you're saying they're ineligible for replacement. Correct. That's then the kind of the unofficial what, thing we've seen. That's un, unofficially. That's unofficial. It's, it's not. That's not a rule. But we like we okay. never seen number one cigar by, by Tola. So you're talking by, by about two thousand and fifteen when Libajun nineteen twenty two gets number one two years after it was number five. Right. So that's, the that's, is an, it's an exception to what you're saying. That is that is an exception. So the the okay. so as soon as the Padron 964 anniversary series torpedo rated 97, 
when I was compiling my list, and thank you for prompting me into doing that, Hector, um, I knew that I, regardless of the fact that it scored a 97, which was the second highest rated cigar all year from Cigar Aficionado, that there was no way that that cigar was going to make the list, despite the fact that it scored a 97, which, and, and, and we'll get into it, but the argument there would be, are you telling me that you put you smoked a Padron 1964 uh, torpedo? It scored a 97, and then when you re-smoked it, that score was yep. lower than yep. 92 points. There is no way. There is absolutely yep. no way that anyone who has a palate would have scored the Padron, who was previously a 97, below a 92. So the, the only thing that makes sense in that in that situation is because it's previously placed that that Vitola, it's no longer eligible. At least so that, that was year. Good. At least, At least for that, that well, year. Yeah, and that we'll get into more. It's a great topic, John, because this is what I when I looked at the can filter. You can go by the ratings, and all of a sudden, you, you know, you see ninety sixes and ninety sevens on there, and then they don't appear on the top twenty five. The immediate thing I say is, wait. So you re reviewed it, or you know, in the quote unquote tournament, and suddenly it's a ninety one. Bullshit. Right. No, not a yeah. not, not a, a chance. chance. I know they go reacquire the cigars for ah, the tasting. That's yeah, what. Well, okay. and we're going to talk about. I know we're going to talk about this. Well, tonight, right? you know, they did have box codes for the the Cubans, so there is there is uh, some good discussion on that. That's going to be coming we're, up. We're going to be hitting a lot of stuff on the Cuban boxes tonight. Yeah. Oh, uh, but it was interesting because this year, for example, Casa Magda, Colorado Robusto placed at number twenty. Yeah. And. That was a cigar that was number one in 2008. Now, Ben, a bunch of us on our team smoked the Casa Magna Colorado Robusto. And we thought it was smoking better than ever possible. I mean, we did. We, we thought it was smoke. It was the best I thought it was. It was my highest scoring cigar of the year, but it was an older Vitola, so it wasn't eligible. But, um, you know, and it, so it got back on there, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if they were suddenly, you know, hey, let's kind of re, re uh, look at this cigar. We haven't really touched the Robusto in many years, so. It's hard to tell. They've rated other Vitolas of Casa Magna. Yeah, I don't think oh. there's I don't think there's a single person in like all fairness aside, I don't think there's a single person, uh, brand owner or manufacturer on the non-Cuban side who would who would have smoked an anniversary torpedo, rated a 97, and then re-smoked it and said, ah, you know what? These padrones are just not consistent. Uh <laughs> I, 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 Bad Literally, draw, no draw. one in the industry has ever, in the history of the industry, regardless of their exp- their relationship with drone, has ever said that. I mean, never, never happened. <laughs> Damn, man, you know that. Uh, you know, that draw that draw is no good. That the draw is bad. <laughs> that is rapper is just uh, man. It's just this you know cigar. using low grade rapper. That open no sex is no. That open sex is no good. Just, just. I mean, how are we looking at this list here without open sex on the list? That was another fascinating. That was a surprise. I was waiting for Ben to, to, to start getting uh, maybe at one point when it comes up some snubs. I'm thinking I'm looking down the list of cigars that were in that 95, 96 range. And I'm coming across the Opus and I'm thinking Ben is going to just I, go I'm lose waiting it. To yeah. See. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna, like, seriously, what the Opus all of a sudden got bad. Come on. You know, and go ahead, I think Ben was going to say something. I was just going to say, too, I mean, if you look at the list overall, like we always talk about, there's absolutely no chance in hell like that a a boutique brand is going to make it into this list. It's impossible. We just very, showed very it. Hard. We just showed very, it. There's, very, only very a few, there's only a few slots. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my point. But if you look at the list, all the cigars that they rate 
are cigars that will be mostly available at any decent cigar shop, right? Yep. You could go at pretty much any cigar shop. You're going to find a majority of these cigars in there. Boutiques, they're all yeah. hit and miss. The odds are you're not going to find most of them anywhere. So to me, this list not only is about the you know the ratings that they put in, whether they're reviewing, they're also reviewing stuff that are predominantly available in most cigar shops. Except for their number one cigar. <laughs> yeah, about, I mean, worldwide, right? But I, and, and I think that played into the Coiba 55, which we're going to talk to tonight. And they did play it into it. They they did something very different that they never did before. And we'll talk about that because that wasn't available. The uh, you make I mean you make a good point, Ben, because a lot of these um, there's not a lot of one and done cigars that make the list. I can think of a few that have in over the years, but for the most part, they're there's some that are regularly available, and then there's some that come out periodically. You know, I'm thinking like Eye of the Sharks, a good example of that. But they do come back well, out again. Well, how about the the Padilla that made it last year? What was the 50th or whatever? The, I mean, that that that's not widely available. That's not coming back. No, so there's examples of it. But yeah, but there's, I hear what you're saying. There's yeah. examples of it. I mean, yeah. there's, they, they do put examples of it on occasion, but anyway. Yeah, that is. All right. So, guys, are you ready to get into the top 25 at this point? Or, Let's wait, do it. I, I, have one, I had one more comment I wanted to make on this. Um, before, and this is a question beforehand. Do you, we've talked a lot about 2022, and, and, and I don't want, I'm not going to speak for everyone on the panel, but some of us have talked about this has been a bit of a down year. And I'm wondering if this list reflected the fact that there just wasn't a lot of new blood that was ready to energize this list this year. Now, obviously, Hector Hector and Espinosa had a new cigar on there, but there wasn't a lot of that this year. And I'm wondering if that's a reflection on just the state of what we're seeing. And they just went back. All right, we're going to put ones in there, tried and true. So so can I, number one, and, and I'm going to credit bear for we were going back and forth and i i started the, the, the text chain amongst us and i said this list in my memory was the worst list i can remember in a bunch of years and bear said and, and i hope that i'm not seeing your thunder here bear but since 2015 so to your point coop okay i we've all talked about this potentially being a down year and if that's the case wouldn't this been a great opportunity for them to go outside the box a little bit versus going back and putting the brick house on again? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry. I, I'll just, I, okay, I'm just going to say it right now. The fucking brick house on the top 25? Really? No, I was laughing at when you said cigar aficionado going outside the box, man. That's just something they don't fucking do. Well, yeah. it could not be more in the box. Yeah. I know. Well, but you could pull that list. You could pull instead of the locks. I get it. But you could have pulled maybe some of the over to the left column is it maybe is the where I was going with it. I mean, that's probably well, the most out of the box they're going to get, but come on. Well, let, let me, so to, to Coop's question. So let me ask this, how many years did it take the wise man Maduro, which was the darling of all the boutique cigar reviewers out there for not just one year, but like two years, how many years did it take the wise man Maduro to break into the cigar aficionado list? Two, one, two, two, two. So, you know, and those were those were pretty good years. There was a lot of different new products on the market. 
and it still took a cigar that like like was making repeated rounds in the cigar industry for lists and it still took the publication that many years for them to actually review it and put it on the list so i don't know that it's necessarily a factor of sort of what cigars are available that year i think it's it's agnostic as far as that i mean um you know if you look at tatuaje tatuaje's put out a ton of new product this year and you know, if there ever was a year where uh, one of the sort of non-mainstay tatuajes would make the list, this would probably be the year. But it didn't because, again, you know, to your point, there's locked spots. There's only a certain amount of spots available. Um, the Cap Especial is the one that made it. Uh, you know, none of the other tatuajes made it. And maybe one of those will make it next year. But I don't think that's a, a measure of, you know, quote, unquote, a down year. It's because... It's just a factor of how they review cigars and what cigars get reviewed throughout the year. And I mean, you can also look at the list. You can also see what they reviewed before the top 25 list comes out. They simply didn't review those cigars. So there's not even a question of eligibility. They weren't even, they weren't even in contention. So it's kind of a non-factor. Let me, let let me, let me throw a monkey wrench in there for you guys. And this is a conversation that me and Johnny had last Saturday. This is, and, and, and it pains me to say this. Maybe this is just a great year for Cuba. Johnny, yeah. how many cigars? Yeah. Johnny, I mean, and for you guys who weren't on the on that chat with me and him, he was beside himself. He's like, seven. No, wait, eight. Wait, nine different Cuban blends made high over scores. 90. Yeah. High, high scores. Okay. I mean, listen, I mean, could that could it be that they just had a banner year? And, and, and how many people smoke those cigars? In fairness, who are criticizing it? Probably very few. Listen, you so, guys know my feeling on Cuban cigars. You know right. I don't smoke them. However, right. however, because I'm human, uh, somebody brought me a number two the other day, and I smoked it. I put it. I put a picture of it in the chat. It was delicious. It pained me to say. I'm sure that my grandfather was rolling over in his grave somewhere. But you know, they just they had a monster year. John, you more than anybody can attest to this. Did so I have a master year, a monster. Year? Yeah. So I've got the, I've got charts and flow charts and spreadsheets. Um, so there were 20 Cuban cigars that scored 93 and above for this year, which is uh, like, it's a astronomical, huge number. Like, I don't even think that, that might even be double from previous years, but that's a huge number. Technically three of those are eligible, uh, not eligible, pardon me, because they'd already placed. And of those 20, 17 were eligible and four of the 17 made it. So that actually is a very small number when you compare to the fact that there are actually 16 cigars in the non-Cuban market that were 94 and above. And, and of those, only 13 were, were eligible and only four of 13 made it in the, that scored originally 94 and above. So, you know, despite the fact that they had more cigars on average that rated higher their percentage of cigars that made the list was actually lower as a, you know, as a country, um, which was, you know, not entirely unexpected, but if you were basing it on score alone, um, you could say that Cubans got shafted based on the number of Cubans that scored extremely high this year. What did you tell me? Seven different lines were eligible. Oh, it was insane. Yeah. You know, uh, licenciados that nobody, you know, Everybody knows the four. Kador Say, Ramon Aones, Por La Arnaga. Jose Lopez. I mean, everybody knows Partigas and, 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 and the, uh, you know, and A. Chupman and, and, and Cohiba. There was but, no Partigas and Monte Cristo on this list. 
but but you had everything else. Every other Cuban cigar did help. Can you yeah. imagine what the conversation would be if they had put six cigars on the list or seven? It would be in, it would be yeah. And, be and, you could an and you could have made an argument based on but, how they assessed during the of year. Of course, that's my point. I think I, I, maybe it's not so. Maybe it's a combination of there. Maybe there was they just didn't get around to smoking but, a lot of cigars, or, or maybe they couldn't get another box. Like it's hard to say. Yeah. But you, you know the Cubans. The Cubans fared well. I mean, they, could they you pick well. your Saka had like three cigars above a ninety-seven on someone's list, and and like only one of them makes the list, right? And people be going crazy. Like why? Is, you know, and, and so he would unleash the army. He would. The army would. The army would be mobilized, ready before that. Yeah. The faithful would have their pitchforks ready. Yep. I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised, considering you almost can't get Cubans anywhere right now, unless you're in Hong Kong or something. Yep, or Miami. Oh man, <laughs> or Miami, or, or Canada. It's got to pay to pay. Got to pay to play, baby. As long yeah. as you got, the, as long as you got those uh, American dollars, and you're willing to part with a lot of them. Are you sure that's Cuban? It's got a plain wrapper on it. Don't worry, it's Cuban, buddy. It's Cuban. <laughs> peel the wrapper it's, off. It's plain it's packaging. Fine. It's Cuban, though. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I do smoke a lot of Cubans. But I have it the past few years of it's drastically dropped because harder to get, yeah. They're just impossible to get. Yeah. And I don't live in Hong Kong or Singapore. I, I, or I can I, I can tell you from a source, a direct source, the the uh number two H uh, H Upman number two was two sixty for a box of twenty. Mm -hmm. The day before the number it became number one. Then it went up to three twenty five. <laughs> it went, it went up to three hundred. Sounds about right. By the way, that cigar scored a 96 during what I call the regular season, the review cycle. Well, normally sure. it was uh, 2018. Of course it did. Normally you see 96s. <laughs> We're going to get that. Normally you see 96s reserved for the top 25 when they re-smoke these things because the numbers are higher for the for the top 25. So that was an unheard of score for during the year. Yeah. Um, which that's why it wasn't a total surprise. I kept saying it was not going to be the Cohiba. I, I was convinced it was. You did say that. Yeah. I said, I said, yeah, I was even say, save this page. It's not going to be the Cohiba. Uh, so, but I wasn't, to be honest, did I, was I 100% sure on the Nick or on the H. Upman number two? No, I wasn't 100% sure. I, I, I did have on my unofficial list, I did have the Cohiba 55 based on score and based on, you know, Habanos pushing that brand. Yeah. I had that as a lock. And I also had the um, uh, the Trinidad because again, it's it's kind of one of their quote unquote marquee brands, and it scored really well. And I was like, well, the two the two brands that sort of represent Habanos right now, that Habanos wants put forward, are those two brands. So I yep. don't see those making the list or missing the list. And of those, only the Cohiba made it, and kind of just barely if you look at the rankings. How much is that fifty five again? Three hundred euros. Is is a hundred euros? It's 300 euros. 100 euros a cigar. A cigar. A cigar. I thought it was 300 euros a cigar for the 55. It, it's 300. Well. 300. Well, that's what I, it, that's what I read. It's 300. Depends that's who you a, talk that's, to. That's a lot of money, baby. That's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of cheddar, yeah. yo. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of cheddar, yo. Yeah. And, you know, at the end, like at the end of the day, you know, and we're not going to talk about it, but, I mean, you talk value proposition. Listen, Cohiba 55 is a fine cigar. But if I could smoke, I don't know what the price tag is on those 64 anniversary torpedoes, but I'm pretty sure I could buy four of those for one Cohiba 55. And with no disrespect to Cohiba, uh, Johnny's going to do the math on that and say, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be smoking the four Padron 1964s. That, that's some easy math. Yeah, that's, a, that's an ROI right there. That's some ROI. <laughs> right. 
Well, I, I, I had this conversation with my friends and I, I do it in the group chat too. My barometer is always the, I think Hector, maybe your favorite cigar. I don't want to put words in your mouth or one of your favorites, the 26 number nine, right? That's, that's I can get it for, cigar. yeah, I can get it for, let's just say 20 bucks or whatever thereabouts. It's you, if you're going to be charging me 18 or 20 for your cigar, it better be damn good. Cause otherwise it's not, I'm going to, it's going to be a one and done. Cause I'm going to go back. If I'm spending my hard earned cheddar, for 20 bucks i'm going to number nine all day long and by the way let me know where you're buying them for 20 i'd like to <laughs> I'd, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I'd like to go I, uh i'd like to go see your friend over there where you're yeah, getting i got a 20. guy i got a yeah, guy yeah. yeah you got a guy all right hey so let's get into this list here we'll start at number 25 uh we'll have some general thoughts um i have some introductory thoughts on some of these normally the number 25 is always the most interesting one because i want to see usually it's like i always my theory Number 25 on this list is more important than number one on any other list. But this company didn't make a big deal about getting number 25, but I thought the cigar was really good. And it's the Placencia Reserva Original Corona. That is the most underrated Placencia out there. That is a good cigar. And it's probably, I think at 25, it's about where it should be. I'm not saying it's a number, but that's a consistent cigar. And that's probably one of their cigars that doesn't sell very well. I mean, that I shouldn't say that. Almost... That's that, I shouldn't say that, but I don't see yeah. it as much as the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's 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 overlooked when it shouldn't be, and I, I think the only surprise looking at the scoring was that the the original review score on that was a ninety two, and the resmoke was a ninety two, and 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 I would have just based on score alone, I would have expected it to come in at a, at least a ninety three on a resmoke. So I was actually surprised that it placed that low on the on the sheet because I think Placencia makes fantastic cigars, and, yeah. and you know to only get a ninety two on a resmoke. That to me was a surprise. I, yeah. I was not expecting that. This is the line they promote the least. I think it was the old, uh, the old Organica line. They rebranded it. But yeah, I, like I said, I thought it was a solid pick, uh, a safe pick. But you know, Placencia is a company. If they're not getting top ten, I don't think they're very interested in the list. Yeah, this is a cigar I, I enjoy a lot. Yeah, I, I, I love Placencia stuff, mm-hmm. and this is one that I, you know, I can, I know when I go to it, I'm going to get a really good, satisfying every smoke. time. Every you time, know? yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So it didn't surprise I, me to see it, but I I thought it would be maybe another Placencia, but this this is a solid pick. To, I think I, I had the on the list. I had I had predicted the Placencia. Yeah, same. It's a more it's yeah. a yeah, and that's been a more flashier release, and it's done yeah. well. Yeah, but for personal personal smoke, it's for me. It's the uh, Almaforte or the Almavis or the Fuego. That's that's yeah. my personal my yeah. you know I. I'm very good friends with Javi and, you know, and I, I respect the, the brand and the, and the tobacco, yep. but for me, it's the, it's the, it's the black and the red, buddy. I was glad that this one landed on it though. It gives, it gives this line a little more credibility, which I think it, it's been highly, highly underrated. You know, people, if you haven't smoked this one, give this one a shot. I think you're going to be really surprised. Um, and I think it's got a good price point too, for Placencia. I think it's under $10, uh, 824 for the Corona. So yeah, it's about, you're looking yeah. close to that $10 point. It's one yeah. of their, it's one of their, I guess you could call it like value, but it's one uh, of their value scores. I mean, look, an Alma Forte is going to run you about 20 bucks, right? So, I mean, it's, again, it's a pretty good value. Yeah. This is a really good value pick. I probably would have put something like that on there first. And so, no. but, uh, you know, I, another this, shameless, I, shameless plug right there. It's, hey, <laughs> thank you. Thank good you. is good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Dialed. Yeah. That is dialed right there. There you go. It gets the dialed rating. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right. Going to number 24. 
So I have something to say on this. This was the Gloria Cubana classic glorious. So I have an article coming out next week. My uh, top stories of the cigar year. STG this year, which is what Gloria Cubana is a brand under there. They had 59 new releases this year. Forged, <laughs> by the way. Forged. Yeah, it's on the Fords, but I counted Fords in general together. Okay. Uh, I counted STG, yeah. 59 new releases in a massive portfolio already. And this is the cigar that was, you know, and STG is one of those lock spots. This is the one they gave it to. I, I just, I didn't see it. It's, it's, it's a size I haven't smoked. It's a five and a half by 43. I, I can't say I smoked it. Gregorio Cabana, nice line. I just, I was surprised with everything they came out with. They couldn't get one of those new cigars on the list. What that well, we know, we know Ben was really hoping the CAO vision would make it. So yeah, it was 26. We know Justin was secretly rooting for Diesel too, but I don't think Diesel qualified. If the Look, CEO think... showed up on this list, it would, this would be a really short fucking show. Ben's turning tables over. Yeah, I think you know for the the brand, I think it's very popular in the shops that I go to. I think this gets you know for Lagoria Cubana. I think it gives some additional exposure to probably a cigar that not a lot of people gravitate towards in that line. I mean, I haven't smoked that size, but I think it's a good cigar. I mean, you know, I think when you get in this, when you're in this, you know, the 24, 25 range and you put something on there, it's going to be far less controversial when you put something up higher. So it's fine. Yeah, I can see that. Um, is that, you know, I, I the, the question I have is, Again, going into the, the STG portfolio, was that the best that they even reviewed this year? It, it that's a little hard for me to determine with the data because I don't I didn't do a data dump this year because again it, it was a timing issue. John, did you see any other STG cigars that could have gotten in better? I had nothing else on my radar. So, but that that said, um, that one did come like to your point. I, I wouldn't have expected no disrespect to La Gloria, but that's not the of their portfolio. That's not the cigar I would have expected them to um, prioritize on the review list. So I, I was kind of surprised based on the releases from last year and the releases from this year. There's so many other products to choose from out of the, the general and forge portfolio. I'm surprised they didn't go for something else, but without, you know, having a deep understanding of, of how that buying is being done, um, it's tough to understand, you know, how that came about. But uh, no, I didn't see anything else in the list that would have been that would have been in contention. I thought um, the I thought on, on when I did my little my little research, I thought it was and it's a cigar that I had was the limited reserve of decades twenty twenty one. I actually have a re the blue label one. I think so. Yeah, I'm actually in the on, middle of that review right now. It's interesting, I, and it, it it did very well. It did, it got over ninety two, uh, and I thought it was I thought it was a good cigar. I didn't have the Gloria. But I saw that was a good cigar, and I thought it was. I thought yeah, that was nice. that was a surprise I cigar. That, that, been, that, that, that would have been the general rep for the. For this, this, yeah, this I, I'm with y'all though. This is not. I I don't have a problem with this being on here. Not anybody gives a shit. But I mean, I haven't smoked a, the La Gloria line, the like the classic one in, in freaking years. Not not because I'm trying to avoid it. It's just I, there's so many other more things that I'd rather be smoking at this yeah, point. For, it's forgettable. That's yeah. why. Say yeah. it. Well, no, Lagoria is. I, I think is a solid line. I, you know, in fairness, like I said, I have to go back and smoke this size. I'm gonna go. I'm kind of curious. Lagoria is a small, solid brand. This is a very. This is this probably. Is their, but this is their original brand. This is the original brand that Ernesto brought into it. 
quote unquote. Uh, I yeah, right. I agree with that. But like what we're talking about, there's all the releases they came out with this year. None of those could top this cigar. None well, and yeah, and and again, I mean, all the releases from last year too, right? Because it's not just the releases from this year. They'll they'll reach into the uh, tickle trunk and they'll pull out stuff from last year too. Oh, I agree with that. I'm just saying, just just taking just what came out this year was so much stuff that something you know something has to stick to the wall, right? Something, but okay. So now are we saying how bad was the 59 releases this year that it couldn't beat out something that's like freaking 20 years old? I mean, really? Yeah, I should say yeah. about five or six of those new releases are gift sets. So, but but for the most part, we still have over 50 new things whether they were lines or line extensions that came out which is a, a i don't think i don't know how stg keeps that pace up next year it's way too much it was way too much they released oh cool come on now well i we bet just... it goes above 60 well i have i have two copies of cigar aficionado just as a, a small sample size here from 2022 i have the march april uh edition and the july august edition uh Oh, and and it was in actually it was actually in the in March April the glorious was in. Um, out of those two out of those two issues, there were, in addition to this Lagoria, there were nine other general products, none of which were released in this year, mind you. Uh, nine other uh, STG products that were reviewed, none of them got above an eighty-seven, with the wow. exception of this one. So, so again, if it's a locked spot, you know. Beggars can't be choosers. And you go to a safe line. You, you Pickens get slim. Right. You go to a safe line that, you know, this one's been out for a while. Right. But, you know, for example, I had, um, you know, I like that CAO Pallone and Yeho this year. I thought that I was good. Too. I thought that was I a think good that's, that's much better than this one. It is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? much better than this one. It, that could be it a is. 2023 list thing for me, actually. Um, yeah, well, I, I think that's that's the issue. If you, you, you start to get into an issue of if it's a same year release, the likelihood of that making the list of the year was released becomes yes. very, very challenging because, mm -hmm. you know, unless it was a January, February release, the likelihood that it gets in their buying cycle and reviewed that year, very, very, very difficult. Yep. Yep. I guess I, I could think, I mean, this cigar is good. It's a classic, right? But I, I could think of probably 20 other cigars that we should be in this spot over this. Right. I, I would agree. That's what I would say too. All right. So we'll go to number 23. And this is a cigar Hector may know a little about. The Espinosa. Well, I'm sorry, Ben, you had something else? No, I was just laughing. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, this, so this is the Espinosa Knuckle Sandwich Abano Corona Gorda R. So congratulations, Hector. Um, you know, you. Um, look, Hector, you've been, let's give you some credit here. You're blending cigars that are landing on this list. And there's not a lot of people in the world who could say that. So congratulations here on that. Um, I think we can all say what our personal preferences are on the knuckle sandwich line, but I think, you, you know, I, I think I didn't have a problem where this was slotted with this size, to be honest with you, Hector. I thought it was, I do. I, I like, do others. I know Should you guys are. Uh, okay. Be, I, I, just, I, go ahead, guys. Go ahead. I'll let you go. No, I just want to interject. I just want to interject to, to, to Coop's point. I, Hector, I got, I, I have to know how that, I mean, how, you have, you have to feel honored. <laughs> yeah, that, that you have to feel Fair honored. Up. I mean, that's 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 amazing. I consider you a friend. Yeah, and, and you're, you're to me, I mean, this list. yeah, by proxy, like I'm like I'm excited for you. Yeah, because I know how hard you work, and right. I know the incredible opportunity that Eric's given you to to do this, and 
you know, we, we all have our, you know, criticisms of the list. We've talked about it up until this point, but like, this is, this is a tremendous honor. And I, I mean, congratulations for one, but I mean, I got to know how it feels personally. I mean, listen, I mean, uh, we, we sat around, uh, as Coop knows, and I'm sure a couple of you guys know already by now, December's a hard month for me because I, you know, I, I, we usually get one or two cigars, uh, that are, that are eligible. And we feel that, you know, we're one of those four or five, uh, you know, boutique cigars every year that might have a shot of making the list. And listen, I, I, I feel honored when I make any list. Uh, it's, it's great for the company. It's good for Eric. It's good for, for us sure. as a team. Uh, this, this cigar is a surprise because it's personally, I, I, you guys know my feelings. I'm, a, I'm team Maduro, not team natural. Yep. And this, uh, and this, this cigar here is, it's, I didn't think it was in their wheelhouse because it's, it's kind of a firecracker. Yeah. I, I uh, prefer to Robusto. The it's yeah. a very, uh, it's a very, it's a, it's a punch in the mouth. It, it really uh, is. That's what surprised me about that. And I, I like the Robusto better. That's why I was right. saying, you know, Corona Gorda, I didn't have a problem with it was, but I know what you're saying. But I, but See, listen, so, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Kirk. No. It's it's you know I I thought I I I still believe to this day and to my dying day that the the Maduro is 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 a is a better cigar for me personally. Uh, yep. Eric will argue we we can we'll spend a week arguing about the Habano versus the Maduro. Oh, uh, bro, uh, landed on aficionado, bro. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna like I was telling you, we sat around, uh, we sat around uh, prior to the beginning of the of the the reveals, and I thought it would be somewhere in the middle of the pack. Uh, and on the last day, uh, Eric, you know, we, we, Eric didn't think it'd make the list. I mean, you know, he goes, oh, I don't think it'll make the list. And, you know, cause we, we, you know, for a small company, cause we are a small company. Uh, we've been in the list since uh, we've made the list five times prior, uh, four times in as, as Espinosa once as EO. And, uh, it's, it was an honor. It really is an honor. Listen, uh, yeah. and I've, and I've had this conversation, I think with all of you guys privately, there are guys who've been in this industry 40 years and have never had the opportunity to make yep. a list, uh, a presti- any kind of list, or, yep. you know, a, a list with this kind of magnitude, with this kind of reach. So it really is an honor. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's it, like I said, it's good for the company. Uh, it, it just shows, it shows that we have, you know, it, and I don't, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to sound, you know, trying to put my, you know, I'm not trying to give airs or anything like that, but it kind of, it kind of shows that, you know, we went, you know, we did something new. It was a cigar that was just released. I mean, that cigar was released in March. Yeah. March 1st. And it made it. And it made the list. I mean, obviously, you know, for those of you guys who aren't, aren't Gladwellians and don't believe in the tipping point, you know, that cigar got in the right guy's hands who put it in the other right guy's hands and, and they smoked it and it did well. So, I mean, I'm very happy. But, you know, also, Musiago was available. The Musiago Lancero was a cigar that could have made the list as, as well as the, the, I like as the Azaleo could have made the list. And it, it was this one. And yeah, you uh, love that blend. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Azaleo, Azaleo was tremendous cigar, by the way. But, you know, it's, we're very happy. I think it's great. And I think it, it, it also shows that, you know, uh, we, we got a lot of criticism at the beginning of the year because, oh, here's another celebrity brand and everybody knows the history of what happened to celebrity brands. But as you guys saw, he went to the trade show you know, he went to Abe's event. Uh, you know, he's done videos. Lazona Palooza. He, yeah, he, he went to Lazona. Came to Lazona Palooza. You know, he he was at the at the Big Smoke. 
uh, for both days and, you know, grown men in line for an hour to get a signature from, from Guy Fieri just to take a picture and, and tell him, you know, say hi to him. And so, I mean, I think maybe they, 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 it's, it's, it's shown that a celebrity cigar can work, you know, and he, he did miss coming out to the media house though. I have to, I have to say that. I know, right. He had to get on his jet. <laughs> hey, so Hector, you know, Hector, congratulations. And, and, I know again, consider your friend. I, I want to say I smoke more Espinosa's now and not because we're friends and not because I've, I've gotten to know you, but I mean, you've done an unbelievable job with your portfolio and congratulations. And, and going to this cigar, I will disagree with, with the Maduro. I love, I mean, not only do I like it in the natural, but I, I will tell you that the Corona Gorda, is my favorite size in that cigar. I've tried all of them, the different Vitolas, and the Corona Gorda to me is the best. And bro, so, bro, bro, you know what you're smoking, bro. You're just smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he has said that throughout. Him and Ben was saying hey, this throughout the year. I was going to say, so, yeah. I was going to say, Aaron. Yep. You know, listen. Yep. I have smoked this line a lot, every size in both wrappers. And Aaron, what do we always say is our favorite one? Yep. They do. Yep. This one. Yeah. The yep. Corona Gorda Habana. Yep. yep. I, oh, and to me, this is too low. This is too low, man. I agree. I mean, I, I'm, I'm Hector. I know we're good friends and all, but this shit was spectacular. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate it. Listen, yeah. it's like I, I appreciate it. And it's, 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 it's great. Like I said, it's great for the team. It's great for our company. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the first year of the cigar. It's the first the, year of the cigar. Uh, you know, listen, I'm surprised. It's just not a size that I think is in, in falls. Cause you know, I know we're going to talk about Churchill later on in the show. And, you know, we, we talked about some sizes just don't make it. Some, some rappers just aren't, aren't relevant. You know, don't, don't make the list a lot, but like I said, I was very surprised. I was very surprised. And especially with the strength profile of the cigar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm also, sorry. I was going to say with the Maduro. They didn't rate it this year, so the Maduro could yeah, be playing next year. Yeah, the Maduro could be in play That'd for be next nice. year, as, yeah. as well as the Connecticut could be in yep. play for next year. Yep. Yep. Well, yep. I mean, go yeah, John, go ahead. You go first. Uh, so first of all, definitely Team Maduro and uh, Hector Vine. Hector and I have talked about this, and I sm I smoked them uh, before Hector gave his preference, and he and so I smoked them both, and he's like, "Which do you want?" I'm like, "Team Maduro all day," and he's like, "All right, there we go." Um, and I actually had. The, so, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty conservative on the cigar aficionado list. I actually had this placing 21st on the list. So placing 23rd on the list was actually surprised me, you know, even conservatively on cigar aficionado's list, I had it showing as 21. So, uh, you know, Listen, I, 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 there, yeah. there, there are a lot of great cigars on that list and, and I'll be the first to say it before we talk about it later. There were a lot of great cigars that didn't make the list. Yo, yeah, so that's true. So you know, like I said, it's an honor for our company. Uh, it's you know, I it's I'm very thankful that Eric, you know, like, that I've gotten this opportunity with the company. And and this is this is this uh, we've done ever since Laranja hit the market. Every year we have a, we have growth, and you know, and and we're we're headed in the right. We're trending in the right direction, and uh, I think that's uh, that's only that can only be good for our company. You know. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, you. Hector, you know what my favorite cigar is y'all make of y'all's. Roger Reserva Rebuso Extra. Oh, I thought it was I'm, the Espinosa 10. I'm sorry. It's, it, it, I, that's limited. We're not oh, talking right. limited. Or the crema box press that I got a text message about. That's 
That's true. I'm, this is trending, man. This is like number two. But I tell you what, this year, I've smoked so much of this. It's ridiculous. You know, and I th- I honestly, I figured, I, I mean, I didn't know if it would be this one or not, but I figured one of the knuckle sandwiches would appear. Honestly, thought it would be like 17, 18-ish realm and somewhere in there. That's what I thought it would be in this list because it's really good. And like you talk about the celebrity cigars, like, there's so many of them come out that, and they're mostly just not good, right? <laughs> this one is spectacular. This is really good stuff. I mean, you've, you've talked about how Guy put a lot of effort in this. He didn't just mail this in and say, just could, give me something that would slap my name on it. Listen, I, I, evolved in I stuck cigar. I had him for three hours, and I must have put 10 cigars in his mouth. Here, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And, you know, he'd smoke a little bit, and then I'd give him another one. Well, I haven't finished this. It's just here. Because I'm trying. Because to, I, I'm trying. I've been on the receiving end of that. The, the warehouse trying, experience, yes. I've been trying, on the receiving end of that. I'm trying. I'm trying to get a baseline of what, what yeah, blend to make can, for this man. You know, so I'm. You know, here, here, try this, try this, try this. Yeah, you know, and yeah, yeah. Once I had an idea, you know, it was good, and and you know, he's look, he seems very happy with it, and really, there's not much, there's not much really more I can add, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's almost to the it's almost to the point where is by the way, Hector too. By you know, like in two hours, you're going to be like in a snowmobile suit. I see you've got like the blanket going in, in an hour and a half. Dude, it's it's, it's gotten down to sixty five. I mean, oh, oh my 65. god, oh my are you god. okay? Are we, did we? Yeah. Need- I may have to go put on sweatpants or anything. He's a tiki torches out there. So I'm going to have to put sweatpants on. You need an electric blanket. If anyone wants to get hacked or something for Christmas, an electric blanket. He's got got long johns underneath. I don't make fun of. Actually, I'm wearing the world's greatest underwear that I. Underwears? Yes. Listen, this is not a. What do you call this? This buck naked stuff? From uh, yeah. who makes the Duluth Trading Company? Duluth, that is the greatest underwear in the history of underwear, and and they keep everything warm down there. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm still wearing shorts, and it's you know 65. Listen, I don't make fun of you guys for living in the snow. When it gets cold down here, you know, 65 is cold, man. Well, I live in Texas, and it's 42 outside. So man. I mean, it's Woo. not it's not it's not McTavish weather, but it's still fucking cold here. There's no, oh. I mean, he he lives on the polar cap. I mean, you know, we can't yeah. really. I threw in the towel, gentlemen. I'm smoking indoors from from now on. There's no more uh, no those more eight, winter smoking for me. Those 18 hours of spring, he'll see in about four months. Well, that's right. <laughs> enjoy the. John, I'm gonna miss your reviews with your glove in your hand when you're. I'm, I'm seeing the cigar being, you know, down halfway through. Yeah. So is, is he retrohaling or is that just the air he's blowing out of his nose? I can't even tell, man. Well, <laughs> but seriously, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, well, this, but. This is the last thing I'll, I'll say to this, just because um, Ben's absolutely right about this being not uh, being too being too high and not low enough on the list where it should be. But if if Cigar Fish has taught us anything about Espinosa, is they continually uh, they continually rank you too low. I still say 2000. Uh, Aaron, right, you're right. You did steal my thunder. 2015 was absolutely the worst year uh, the Cigar Fish ever put together on a list. And it wasn't that there weren't good cigars on it. There was a fantastic cigar, one of the best cigars. Up until that point, it's probably the best cigar that I've ever smoked. Uh, most unique, most flavorful. And that was the number 13 cigar, which was the Laurent. And the fact that it didn't even crack the top 10, I thought it should have been number one. Learned a lot, a lot, lot more about this uh, slotting years later. But at the time, I was so fucking pissed. And that was years before I even met you, Hector. I was so goddamn mad about that. I got to tell you. That was unbelievable. Uh, it was just a that was a, just a that was a shit year. And we're gonna talk more about that year here in a second because I've got thoughts about 2015 and how it compares to this year. Well, before we move on to number 22, 
I got one thing to say. Liquid chicken out of a unihole. <laughs> the line of the trade show. Liquid there you go. Chicken out of a unihole? Oh, my God. How do you not you, know that story? You don't know the story, Hector? No. no, 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 no. Go ahead, Bear. You tell it the oh. best. Well, look. Look, we all we all know that Coop did not understand this whole Guy Fieri thing when Guy when the, when the knuckle sandwich thing started. He didn't understand the celebrity, the awesomeness that is Guy Fieri. He just didn't get it. He's and he even said he didn't get it. So I'm not even putting words in his mouth. He's like, I I I just don't get it. And I was like, man, you don't understand. And I, and I was holding something back that I was like, man, I am holding this back. This is going to be the gem when they finally get to meet. Hopefully, we get to meet him. Oh, I, I was know, so I, excited. I, I, I know. I now I know. Now I know. I was so excited. I said, and I when we got and again, thanks to thanks to Jack and thanks to you, Hector, for making that possible. Uh, uh, we got to meet Guy, uh, which was a thrill for me and Ben. Uh, we're big Guy Fieri fans going way back. Um, but I said, hey, I said, Guy, I got I got to tell you something. I said, Coop, I've been saving this for you. I said, I, I said, uh, I said, Coop, Guy, you guys both hate eggs. And it was an instant bonding moment. And, and Guy went on to this like like three minute diatribe about how awful eggs are. And that's when he dropped the line that Ben just said. Yep. Oh God, it's awful. I it's hugged, I, we were hugging, we were hugging at the end. I'm like, I love this guy. Like, all it took was the hatred. Next year, I'm waiting online for this guy. I'm like, yeah, dude, I've I've laughed at that that line. Since we should have got that on left. video. We should have got that on video. That was the one thing. I was laughing as a heart. I almost thought I was going to pass out. I went lying. <laughs> I, I that made my whole show. That made the whole show for me. That was welcome. a part. There's a part two to that story. <laughs> that's Aaron's. You can tell if you want, or we could talk about it offline because I don't think Hector knows that part either. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll talk about it some at some point. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> off, off the air. All right. Number 22, Coop. All right. So number 22, this was one I was glad to see on the list because I think uh, this is coming from Tatawahe, which I think has had a banner year. And mm-hmm. this was one of the banner releases, I thought. Uh, it was the Kappa Special Kohite. Mm-hmm. Um, I was glad to see a Kohite land on, on the list this year. Same with me. Like, so, I mean, look at my backdrop here. What am I going to say? But, I mean, no, honestly, I, I – <laughs> I love a lot of the stuff that came out that Pete put out this year. And what came, what preceded this were the T110s. And everybody yep. had their favorite, right? But most of us who said our, the least favorite we liked was the Kappa Special, the Sumatra. Yep. Now, so when the these came out, I, I, I got a, you know, I got a five pack of each one from our good friend Jay Davis at Blue Smoke. And with the Use first that code DP0 for no discount. There we go. <laughs> Push that in. Jay, Jay, get selling here. <laughs> you listening? But the first one that I pulled out, and honestly, I pulled it out just to try to go ahead and smoke one, which I thought would be the one that I wouldn't dislike as much because a lot of the Kappa Special stuff, it really hasn't ever really hit me. Me like, too. You know, me too. Me, but- it's not. It's not been something that I've been drawn to. But let me tell you, when I pulled this one out and started smoking it, holy shit, yeah. it was awesome. And then yeah. I went and smoked the, you know, the natural, the regular one, and then I smoked the Maduro. And this one's like, holy, this was the best one by it far. Was. I loved it. I love this blend. Um, so I, I differ from you on that, Ben. But um, 
I was so thrilled to see this make the list because it was absolutely the best Cohete. The Cohete was, was one of yeah. I didn't get to my reviews of the Cohete this year actually, and I feel kind of bad, but they'll be reviewed for next year's list for sure. Uh, great, great, great job on those Cohete. I'd I'd have I'd have rebuy those cigars. I had a little humidor malfunction, so I had a bear like hook me up with Michaels uh, to get get those again. Otherwise, I would have really suffered. This was this was also the cigar I had uh, for him on the list as well. It deserved it. This deserved to be on the list. I thought it could have been even higher on this. I, I could have make an argument for this one being higher. Uh, yeah, I me too on it. But out of I, I will say, out of all the releases he put out this year, this is the one I would have picked. I they got this one right. You know, C one ten was spectacular. Um, I'm not. I don't think the Tux was qualified, did they? This. I, think yeah, the I don't think they've done. I don't think they've done a Tuxley yet. They might have done the Avion. I'm not sure. Next year, I think. I like yeah. The Avion. So, yeah. so what's the what was out there that could be on here? This is this is they they got this one perfectly right. It's too low. It's too yeah, low, way too but, low. It's cr- criminally low, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah but I'm, it's they picked the right tat. That's what I want to say. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, think, I think the, the Cohated deserved recognition. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think um, we haven't done our our top uh, twenty five listed TP yet, but. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident this is going to land probably in the top 12, maybe top 10, because um, across the panel, everyone thought this was a strong release. So even even conservatively in the cigar aficionado list, the fact that this didn't land in the top 15 was was kind of surprising, uh, especially with the original review of a, a 92 score and then a re-review of a 92. I would have expected 92 to to bump up to at least a 93 and and really put a strong showing in that top 15 slot with cigar aficionado. So um, surprising because yeah. it, it is a really strong release. Pete didn't honestly think he was going to make the list this year. I mean, he, I, 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 mean didn't normally say I don't want to jinx him. I, I, yeah. I don't want to jinx him. I did. I told him this year. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say for, okay. For instance, like I said, the Kappa special has never been the one I gravitate to usually. But I will say this on the like oh, just on the T one tens, right? As they aged a little bit, that got better. That got a lot better. It got a lot. That was a like, lot yeah, better. I, I agree. All the T one tens aged really well, especially the broadleaf and the Sumatra. I they did. All of yeah. them aged. They got better yeah. while they sat. This one though got a lot better. Huge jump. Yeah. Other ones got better, but this one got a lot, lot better. Yep. Yeah, so, like Hector, I had this on my list, and uh, I had this at, at seventeen. So you know, to see it at, at twenty one was was a bit of a surprise. Twenty two. No, I on my on my personal oh, on your personal list. Okay, yeah, okay. I had, it, I had the, I, this as a lock, um, and I had it at seventeen. So, okay. like I said, it very surprising it dropped to twenty two. Agree, agree. I thought this was going to be higher. All right, let's go to twenty one. Now, this is a cigar I have not smoked. It's a, it, this is a very new cigar. This may be the newest cigar on the list. Um, if I'm not one of the newest cigars, uh, the Allegra Robusto by Illusioni. So I haven't smoked it yet. I can't quantify it other than I was pretty surprised that because this came out after the trade show and it still made the list. So <clears throat> I've smoked this. I haven't smoked it in the Robusto. I've smoked it in the Corona. Um, I think it's a good cigar. Um, 21 okay yeah i mean i don't have a problem with it um again i haven't smoked it in the robusto uh, i was surprised just based on when it was released and them reviewing it etc 
but I, you know, Illusione is going to make the list and the where that they had it scored. And they, they, if I remember correctly, and looking at the, the amount of reviews, they reviewed it a couple different Vitolas, I believe, and gave it a pretty good score. So doesn't surprise me to see on the list. And this is one of them that I had in the, in the 20 mark. Um, so it's pretty close to where I thought, and it's a good cigar. It's, it's, I will say, I know this doesn't go into the list because obviously you have the Cohiba 55, but from a price point standpoint, it's a little on the higher side. So for those that are looking to try it, you'll see it's going to be a little bit more on the expensive, but good cigar. I, this, I mean, I love Dion stuff, always have, but I, but I've, I don't, I've never, ha I've never tried this one. Hell, I haven't even seen it in the wild. I haven't seen them out in our area. I mean, I could have ordered them, but I haven't really seen them in the stores yet. Yeah, so, Alan, at least Alan, why, 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 Alan has them, and and I've, I've had yeah. it. it's it's a, I think it's a very good cigar, but I'm a big yeah. fan of his stuff as well. We no, we were we reviewed it the Lonsdale size, not the Robusto size, so I can't speak to the size, and we haven't posted a review yet, but I think it's uh, coming out in the next couple of weeks. So you reviewed the wrong size again? Uh, did, Aaron, did Aaron like? Did Aaron like it? Can you say that much? I think you know uh, the answer. Don't Aaron, say. Don't Aaron say, doesn't like anything. Come on, guys. Don't don't say. Well, we need to. It's a teaser we Aaron's not yeah. on the panel so yeah. you can't speak okay. To okay fair enough um what I would say to you like Epernay has performed so well over the years too they really love that they really love Epernay as uh, well they the should hot, they uh yes it's outstanding of course the hot 10 is actually uh I scored really well for them too and that was another mm -hmm. one this year that that had a, actually a much higher score than this they uh the hot 10 I think had like a 93 or a 94 um and uh this one had a 90 i believe had like similar to uh the cohete had a, a 92 and a 92 so but or, the the hot 10 has been on here recently hasn't it has it been on here recently four years yeah ago? i think oh, it, no. it's like it has been on before yeah and it's a that cigar is freaking awesome the original so. what is it the robusto extra i think it was mm -hmm. that original size is the one i like yeah i like your church show personally but they're, I mean, if we're going off that, you know, on the list before size, not a repeat. I mean, they, they, they did it this year with the, the Rocky 60, right? So, I mean, it doesn't always hold true. Yeah, good point. No. All right, let's go to number 20. Uh, this was the one I thought that got totally boned in terms of position. Uh, <laughs> it's a Casa Magna Colorado Robusto. It was the best cigar I smoked in 2000 in the past 12 months. Uh, look, I wasn't expecting it to be number one again, but it just should have been top 10 in May. The way those cigars were performing this year, uh, if you haven't smoked Casa Magna, Colorado, Robusto, you were missing out on something. So it's, what's interesting about this, so Coop, I remember you guys texting a picture of when you were smoking it. And I'll be honest, the, the Casa Magna had fallen off my radar. I had smoked it a couple of years ago. I liked it. And but it wasn't like so memorable. I'm like, I gotta, you know, gotta pick up more of those. And then you guys you, you kind of texted said, go back, smoke the Robusto, the thing smoking unbelievable. I picked it up. You're absolutely right. It was one of the top yeah. cigars I smoked this year, hands down. I've I can't say that for every size. I can't say that for every size. Smoke no. like this size. Yeah. I, I I will because I smoked the D I've smoked the Diadema for years. That's my favorite Vitola. And I mean it it dropped off. Uh, I, I mean, I still enjoyed it. But it dropped off there for a couple of years, and this and the the last year it came back. And I did smoke the Robusto too on y'all's recommend too because I I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I smoked it. Um, and it yeah it's it was fucking phenomenal. Uh, but I I, I love the Diadema size in this blend. 
Yeah, I, I, I have this. I had the Go cigar ahead. at the show. The cigar was very good. Yeah, I, I nailed it on the list. That's I had this on the list. What did you have it, Hector? I had uh, actually. <laughs> I had it uh, at seventeen. Okay. I had it at seventeen. Pretty close. Yeah. That's not, that's not bad at all. Good job. Yeah, we. So Coop and I smoked this in our Quesada Corner, and I—I I mean, I smoked a lot of these when they were released. I, I thought they were phenomenal, but we talked about it on that show. It was kind of like it kind of got overshadowed by the other releases that came out after it. You know, oh, the seventy-five and uh... well, no, just like the Domus Magnus, and then the Oktoberfest came out, and it kind of just got pushed down. You know, where I was grabbing some of those or whatever. I didn't quit smoking them because they were bad. I just got lost well, in the shuffle same with me honestly. yeah monkey sphere man it's monkey sphere yeah. one cigar comes into your rotation and sadly one has to go out it just right. never it never fails but it's new one, you bring a new one in and sometimes someone some another one slips out of the out of play yeah and that's kind of what happened here and i'll tell you man i like when we did it i, I knew it was going to be good right but man, holy shit, it was really freaking good. Yeah. And and I don't know if they had like a dip in, dip in quality, kind of like what Bear was just alluding to, because I, I wasn't smoking them during that time, right? Yeah. But man, this thing hit so perfect, dude. I mean, it was like, I mean, it, it was going so well. I even started pairing it with different, you know, beverages, like some bourbons and scotches and some, even like, I, I think the night later on we were doing it, I, I paired it with like a porter. It was freaking paired amazing. I thought, holy crap, this cigar is awesome. And immediately it's like, I got to get a box of these. Like, it went from like, let's, we're going to try them for the show. Then I thought, I got to go get a box of these. Yeah. I need a whole box of these sitting available to me at all times. So, yeah, it was absolutely the same reaction. I had Aaron bought a box as well. Um, it was shock. But this yeah. was like, <laughs> it was, it's the only 93 I gave out in the last 12 months. So it was the highest scoring cigar. It's not eligible for the coupe list. And this is some of the problem I have with it, but you know, I kind of understand why we can't put old cigars in there either. So, uh, but it was the best cigar scoring wise I, I reviewed and smoked over the last year. Yeah. I, I was never, quite, uh, yeah. I was, I was quite surprised with the original review score of 94. I, I had this placing in the top 10. I had it at eight on my list. Um, and honestly scoring a 94 and then a re-review at a 92. Two, I, yeah, I, was I was pretty surprised. surprised by that. I was surprised. Yeah, by I wouldn't have expected that. Cause I mean, cause, yeah. Yeah, they reads okay because I have yeah. the box. Let me ask this question, okay? We are, I, obviously cigars are different from year to year, right? Um, vintages, and we—I'm not here to have that here that have that discussion. Considerably, we all noticed a difference. Is it possible they changed the blend? Or the I don't, vintage of the, the vintage of tobacco just is just fucking hitting. I don't know. I, to me, it wasn't that big of a departure flavor-wise than or, originally. I, I don't know. Maybe the quality of the tobacco got a little bit better. I don't. Or they aged a little bit longer. I don't know. I but because I I can't really say to that because I like what we were just talking. About, I didn't smoke them for years in between when they first came out and and this year. They just kind of and for one, they kind of were disappearing from retailer shelves. So I'd go into a shop. I wouldn't really ever see these so much anymore. They were just disappearing. Yeah. So they weren't yeah. around. Okay. So there is one note about this that I was reading in the Scar Aficionado. And I don't, this is the first I, knew, I heard of this when I saw it. I didn't know, according to Aficionado, they moved production from Nicaragua to the Dominican. 
because they were making this will put sense here. Well, shit, that'll fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, so if that's, that's the case, change. that's the case. There's something that happened there is what I'm just saying. But that's what it says. And like, I had not heard. I, that's something I want to follow up with, with them because I had not. That's what they're saying. They actually said that they brought production of Casa Magna in-house, moving it from Nicaragua to the Dominican Republic. That'll absolutely do it. That'll absolutely do it. And it's their, from what I understand, it's their brand. They were contracting with, but that's what they've been moving more stuff in house. They've been doing that with a lot of other stuff too. But that would do it. But with the tobacco they were using, Hector, you could tell us this. What, so when they moved, would you think they were using just Placencia's tobacco or, the, or was Placencia making it with Quesada I, tobacco? I, I, I can't, I don't know. I don't, well, I know you like this, like in general terms, in general, something like listen, that happened. If you contracted somebody, uh, when you contract somebody using their tobacco, okay, I mean, that's what I was wondering. The, imagine the expense of, hey, can you make this cigar for me? Now I've got to pay. Remember, I've got to pay what it costs for you to make it. Now I'm going to ship you my tobacco as well. That's right. uh, that's an added expense. Yeah. Let me ask it this way, Hector. Same country, right? Oh. You make stuff out of Lazona. You make stuff out of AJ. Can you make Can you make Azulejo the same out of both factories using tobacco? No, Assuming I, both places have. The same tobacco, the same ingredients. No, no absolutely not. I don't, I don't think you can. I we've talked about this. We've had we've been on different shows that we've all talked. That's about. my point. A factory has a, a factory has a taste. Yeah, yeah. You know, a factory has a taste. You know that did it. If that's true, yeah, we need to fill up, follow up on that. But if that's true, that I mean that that that's there's there's a reason. I mean, I mean, a factory has a taste to the point where people who really know like tobacco can can smoke a cigar and tell you what factory it's out of. So I don't yeah, it's that. a finger. I don't have that ability, but I can tell you. you know, <laughs> listen, we we took we had we've had six hundred one made three or four different factories now, and you know this is what we're making it now is is as is, is close to what it was when it was made it's the original with the original manufacturer, and it's, and it's the same cigar, same same you know same tobacco, same you know same filler, same binders, same wrapper, just as it moves around. You know, you you take that flavor that you. You inherit the flavor of where it's being made, you know? Well, I'll tell you what. This was a good move. Yeah. Well, I can say. Yeah. Whatever they do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Going to number 19. Uh, this is an older cigar. This is a cigar that's been around a long time. I think like over 10 years, maybe closer to 15 years. Uh, from Ashton, which lands on the list. The San Cristobal Classico, which is a 5x50 Robusto. Um, Four <laughs> fucking cigars above it should have been above this cigar. I think this is a great cigar. Costa Magna, the, I, I ta- the, ta- the Tat, the Knuckle Sandwich, and the Placencia should have all scored better than this. This but isn't this even is the best. This isn't even the best San Cristobal. No, see, I'll I like this. Guys I, on this. I'm a, I'll I'm die a big, on this hill. I'm a big fan of this size, but I think it's about maybe it's a little higher than I would have put it. But yeah, I like this I, size. I, I'll absolutely I die on this hill. This is the le- This is the worst blend in the San Cristobal lines. It's really? worse than Elegancia. Worse what? than uh, Revelation. Absolutely. Oh, I, I, didn't, no, I will fucking I die on this hill. No, Revelation's not as good as this one. Oh, Revelation's the best one, man. Fucking hands down. Not even close. Oh man, not even close. I will die on this hill. I'm I'm ready. I did not have I did not have the cigar on my list. I had the uh I had the aroma of the cool on there. Uh, Same. Yeah, yeah, I had they typically have gravitated to the aroma of the cubas, yeah. No, the blend. It's good stuff. And I'm gonna if I'm not mistaken, John, I think there was only like one or two of these cigars eligible for the list. Yeah, there, and I mean, there the, are very few actions this year. The, the, the irony is that uh, with all the Churchill love they're giving, I'm surprised the, the aroma didn't make it because they reviewed the Churchill size and it did yeah, it did it's, well. It's the one so Churchill it's kind of surprising. Yeah, the one Churchill that didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> surprising. Well, 
Well, here's another comment about a Ashton. Once again, uh, Cigar Aficionado proves for always picking the wrong Ashton product. So this is one. Let's go back to my favorite year of 2015. They pick the uh, Ashton Symmetry for the second time. Um, the Symmetry finishes at number eight. Um, man, the Symmetry is a blend that just had just has never hit for them. Like, I mean, it, it obviously hits for Cigar Aficionado palettes. It just does not hit for anybody else's, including mine. Total miss. It's, that was a it's total a, miss it's for a, them. It's a, it's a just, it's, yeah. But uh, it, they continued to, to put the wrong Ashton. Other, I mean, other than La Roma de Cuba, because I have a, I have an infatuation for that. I was fun, for I, that I, I bought a lot of boxes of this cigar over the years. This, this size, I have always liked it. it I was, don't have a problem with this. I don't have a problem all. with it either. Yeah. I agree. I agree with Bayer. It's too high. I don't have a problem if it was on the list, though. But yeah, I would. I this would have been it, a good twenty-five. This would have been a good twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-four, twenty-five would have been fine for this. Yeah, but like the Cojete is way better than this cigar. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, the Knuckle Forest. Sandwich is definitely way better. Oh yeah. You no, know? I mean, it's yeah, this is too high. I don't, but I, I mean, it's a good cigar, right? I mean, but it, yeah, twenty-four, twenty-five probably where this should have been. Not 19, but it's good. I enjoy it. It's well, that's the problem with the hundred point scale, right? You got uh, you got a pile of 92s there. So how do you how do you sort out through those 92s? Which 92 scores higher than the other 92? I don't know. I don't know how that. I don't know how you shuffle that. I was wondering how long it's going to take for you to bring that up. You, I mean, you've been smoking for a long time, John. I mean, okay. So am I crazy? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Or are you with these guys? On this particular, what's your what's your favorite Saint Cristobal line? Uh, well, like I said, I mean, with with Hector, I, I this one wasn't even on my radar. Like, it, it wasn't even in in contention as far as I was concerned for making the list. The La Roma Mi Amor was uh, like like that was to me that was the stone cold lock. Um, they they seemed based on the notes they seemed to like it more. It was the right size in the Churchill, and I had that placing at number twenty, and that seemed about right based on you know how they typically land on the list so um yeah i would have i would i would have thought for sure the la roma and it wasn't even a question um so that was a surprise to see the, the san cristobal hit that i i do like to be a more more than this one yeah me too. I, think it's, I think it's a better cigar but uh you know i didn't smoke the one they smoked so i don't know yeah that, well that's what i was asking john you're just your personal taste like on san cristobal lines like elegancia revelation and all of the above we'll would we'll would, would, the above. would be all of the above would be above the classico for me. Yeah, so but like you know I have to go with what was on the list and what was in contention and what was in contention was the 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 La Roma and and to me there's there's no there's no debate in my mind like the like I said the classico wasn't even a consideration it was like yeah between those two cigars that's obviously going to be the pick and it wasn't so that was that was yeah. another kind of. Um, you know, surprise cigar for me that knocked it out. I was like, I would not have expected that. That was, that was not even a, didn't even have to give that much thought. So. Would you rather smoke this or like Gloria Cubana Classico? <laughs> well, that's interesting. Um, probably the St. Cristobal actually. Me too. Same. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I would have knocked out, you know, I would, I would have probably put me more in here. It would, me and more in this spot would make sense. And you take out the La Glory Cubana, put that one in, and it's right. 
Hmm. It's only so many slots. What can you do? Uh, All right. Let's go to number Aaron's favorites. Aaron, be nice, please. (laughs) All right. I need you to be nice. They're good friends of us at JC. This is a family show. They're good supporters of us here. About a no knock on JC Newman. I'm sorry. This is a fucking joke. I am sorry. You're going to put the brick house back, put the double Robusto American on there or something like that. But you're going to put the brick house as a retread on the top 25 this year. It's an embarrassment. I'm sorry. Look, it's no knock in terms of is the brick house a fine cigar? Okay. You're going to put the brick house again on the top 25. That's a shit ton of retreads on here, though. Well, I know. Okay. Put it as put it as your your on their value list, right? Because it's a pretty reasonably priced cigar and they they rate it semi high or whatever. When I saw this come out, I I, I was beyond shocked. I I, I think there was any way that they were going to put the brick house back on this list. And here it is. To me, this is just, I, 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 it's embarrassing. I'm sorry. I, I think it's fucking pathetic. Pathetic. And I'll stop there because I'm supposed to be nice. And I love, <laughs> I, I, not a knock on JC Newman, congratulations to them. But if you're going to pick a Newman cigar because it's going to be slotted, this was not the cigar I would have put on the list. But. To the question, what other J.C. Newmans were, were eligible, right? Well, that's I was about to ask you that. So do you have the data for that, John? I know you do. It's a rhetorical question, but go ahead. I That was the only cigar that I have on the list that was in contention. Well, that it had so, to be. It has to be on here. Well, they don't well, know. They so have skipped J.C. Newman in the past. They have skipped J.C. Newman. And and, and on my list, um, because they originally scored it in a 92, and I'm like a re-smoke on a, on a uh, Connecticut as a 92 – I would not have expected it to still be in contention for the top 25 because, you know, typically with, with uh, Connecticut's, they're either going to place really high or they're going to place off the list. And so when I looked at it, I was like 92, it's a Churchill, it's uh, it's a Connecticut. I'm like the likelihood that it makes this, the list this year is very, it's got all the knocks against it. It's the wrong size. It's a Connecticut uh, only scored a 92 originally. I'm like, I don't think this is going to make the list. This is um, the Connecticut? In the Connecticut, yes. No, this is the Habano. Yeah. This oh, pardon me. I've got it as the Connecticut. My bad. But it's not the Connecticut. The Connecticut is called the double Connecticut. This is not. Uh, that's this. my bad. I, I have it. I have it as a typo on my list then. By the um, way, Connecticut's not a lot of Connecticut's on this list, if any. I don't think no, there were any Connecticut's on this year. We can say that. Well, okay. there was a lot last year, right? A lot last year, yeah, but the, it went back. It went back. That's yeah. why. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. They so in terms of eligibility, I put that Connecticut I, I, over this. That Connecticut's yeah. a much better. Cigar. Yeah, I love that. I love that cigar. <laughs> yeah, because when Aaron Aaron originally texted about the Brickhouse, and I was like, man, I smoked a ton of Brickhouse Connecticut. So oh. I love that cigar. And and I like the Mighty Mighty uh, Maduro. I like that. Shocker. One. That's a yeah. great. Yeah. That's a, no, but that, but bear, you know that was bonded to a sixty. That's why that it was is, good. No, it's good. Um, it, it actually gonna, is a good sixty. I'm gonna be with Coop on this one. The the Mighty Mighty in, in the in the Mighty Mighty size. That was the bell of the ball for the sizes. That was the right size for that blend. That was a great size. And you know me, do not like the larger engage stuff in general. But that was blended really well. They did a good job of that. Well, this qualifies going back to the brick house, and I'll leave it at this. This is the only thing on the top 25 that I actually smoke on the golf course. And the reason I smoke on the golf course is because if somebody steps on it, I don't get fucking picked. So guess what? There you go. Congratulations. <laughs> it's on the top 25 because like class Aaron, class F full? Class F full. Aaron, I'm gonna ask a dumb question. Uh, do you do you do you like the do you like Diamond Crown? 
I do. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Okay. Like the so, black, the, the black. Yeah. Oh, the black diamond. No, I'm talking about the original, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the natural, the diamond crown. Um, not the, not the Maximus, not the Maduro. So I actually just took it not that long ago. I do. Um, the only thing about it for me, for my palate, I, I, it's not uh, from a body standpoint. Like I don't get a lot of flavor from it per se. Um, but as far as what I smoke it, if somebody gave it to me, absolutely, yeah. Probably not Coop's uh, uh, cup of tea because it's it has a little bit of a flowery yeah. uh, note to it. But uh, yeah. I I really enjoy it. Uh, it too. does not hit. It does not hit cigar fish not palate. I mean, John's probably got better data on this, but. I, uh, every time I see it uh, rated in in the magazines, Diamond Crown, Diamond Crown yeah, specifically, they they're really like hard 80, on Diamond Crown. It's like eighty eight and below, man. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's actually kind of surprising. Which I can see them on the Connecticut's and not Connecticut's, but the but the Maximus is is a you know it's that's on the other end. It's much more yeah. spicier. Oof, yeah. I love the Maximus too. I think Julius Caesar is the one that kind of lands for them. I yeah. love Julius Caesar's fantastic. I've smoked yeah. box. Oh, that. it's great. The that's Julius Caesar is the one. Yeah, Bull Shark, Shark likes the Caesar too, man. Oh, I know that. I, 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 did, I, I did not have it on my list. Yeah. See, I had a, I had the regular Diamond Crown yesterday. I smoked the number fours a lot. The Robustos, I love them. I absolutely love them. I do too. I yeah, like I it did. better. Than I, this. I gave some to Dave Burke actually too. Uh, Diamond Crowns. I think, I think the takeaway from this is they need to review a lot more JC Newman product. I, yeah, I think they're doing the some year. good. I think they're doing some good stuff too. Uh, I know the yeah. Americans not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the, the reblend of the black diamond was really good. I the agree. The, uh, the El Patan smoke was solid. is awesome. Yeah, they did a good job on that black diamond. They were a little rough at the show, but once they got out, they're smoking great. Bear, what was the was the American you like so much? The size was it Robusto? Or uh, no, I've I've really Coop uh, uh, and I actually funny enough for having this discussion. The I really liked the double Robusto when it came out. That became my favorite. Uh, I've smoked more, you know, over over the last couple of years. I, I, I um I think Coop and I are on the same page on this. I think the Toro is the best one. Yeah, uh, okay. the double Robusto is a very it's a it's a slightly different blend too. The double Robusto. Yeah, there's more yeah, of the hero in it. I had I that's the one I didn't like it, but the Toro because y'all are like oh you should try the Toro. I liked it a lot in the Toro, but I don't like the other sizes. Oh, I think the Toro, Toro is Bella the Ball by far. The uh, the double Robusto made the Cigar Journal top twenty five this year. It's a, I like the double. I like the Toro better, but I think the double Robusto is good. I think it's the second best size. That would what I would say. <laughs> because Bear was saying, you know, he was asking me did it go down in the rank. I said no, it never scored as high as the Toro, but it still scored very very well. All right, let's get to what I think is one of the most controversial ones on this list okay and this is the cohiba 55 anniversario 2021 so this is gone <laughs> what so there's two points three points i'll make first is the cigar that's going for 300 euros second okay is this cigar was smoked from a box date of november 2021 before it was officially released into commerce and the third thing is this cigar scored a 95, and typically cigar aficionado will, when they rescore these, they put them in inverse order. If this was put where it should have been, it would have been in the top six. <clears throat> so a lot, a lot of weird things with this, right? Like, first of all, smoking a pre-release box, I don't remember another case with cigar aficionado doing that. They might have, but the second thing is. 
that they bumped. They said they bumped this cigar and they, they wrote this. The cigar scored well and would have appeared higher on the list if it had not been for the restricted price and limited availability. To me, this is either it should be in the top 10 or it's not. And why are they basing this off of pre-releases? My, like, it's when not it's all a pre-release. To put the, 20, it came out in 2022. To no, that's the box date. That's when it was packaged and, and put in. It, it's, that's not when it was released. Yeah, you're I mean, right. Your box, okay, your box date would be whenever they packaged it up. And, you know, okay. so. Okay, you're right. You're right on that. My mistake. I'm and, and, and I will say, Coop, <clears throat> and not to be a cigar aficionado apologist, because I've been an, as hard on them as anybody. I actually think that the final score in this was a typo. No, they wrote they wrote this. They said the cigar scored well and would have appeared higher on the list if it had not been for the restricted price and limited availability. Yeah, fair enough. I I just assume that based on the original review score of ninety three, that their final score of a ninety five was a typo and yeah. it should have been it should have been posted as a ninety three. That's the only thing that makes sense. David Savona put list. a tweet out on this too, and he also acknowledged yeah? the okay. fact that this was why they did it. Well, that 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 doesn't seem fair within the list i mean I given the amount of uh limited availability cigars that have placed number one or number two in the past and given the price tag of those i i don't see how you can um apply that condition either either it scored well or it didn't and uh you can leave your commentary on there but i don't i don't feel like you can artificially bump a cigar down just because whatever there's certainly been just as many limited cigars released in the past on their list so i didn't know i didn't know either that they they take price into consideration well i well i mean that's what i'm just going off of what they wrote right i mean since when did they do that when they gave gave, uh the casa magna the number one original they acknowledged the fact that the reason they had it was because of because of the value behind it too back then here it is that's the tweet Well, that seems like um, I'm going to call shenanigans on that then, because uh, either it scored a 95 or it didn't. And That's where I'm going with this. Why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, if they change the rules on this or maybe that is one of their rules that we didn't know about. It, well, apparently it is. We just we just talked about two examples. I, I'm with John. Why does that matter? It, it's either good or it's not. Right. You know, this is not we're not this is not a list of value right or you know like we talked about earlier. or availability right it's you know i mean this is not the first additional limitada it's a bit on the these lists why is this one different it's not, it shouldn't I, be. I i i look i agree with you on this too um what I, do. <laughs> I don't have any uh, uh when it comes to the cigar i don't have any uh any expertise or uh, i thought you were looking at jump in there so sorry. yeah i, I no, smoked no, the no, wrong no. cohiba 55 so when i smoked it that's another story i mean where i had a i had one of the cohiba robustos banded with a 55 band on it it wasn't the limitada so uh that this, was is all, this is all john's baby i'll let, I'll let john go with this but uh <laughs> yeah it was just i i thought it was a little weird is all like but i don't know i see i don't this is again where they're tr- they they opened up a little transparency with this, right? But I think they opened up a can of worms with the transparency because they never explained, well, what is the rule? How do they rank the did the scores? Ma- to me, it's telling me the scores no, more, no longer matter with the ranking, that they I, can go back and change that. So honestly, that's I, I, I got to give them some kudos to, for telling us that. I, I, look, I agree. I do. I agree. But it opened up a can of worms, I think, a bit, too. 
Yeah. And what's what's kind of crazy for me is like I I, I mentioned that I, I do some Cubans, and when I get boxes, I I sit them down for a while. At Cohibas, I sit for a long time. Long time. Yeah. Long, long time. Oh, God, I, I wish we had that option. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you don't need it. You don't need yeah, that. You, you imagine, don't need that time. You imagine you come to a shop. Hey, listen, this is the uh, I this Laranja. It's fantastic. But can you smoke it in two years? <laughs> hey, gross. it's it's just it's you know it's the way well, it is. That's that's, that's what I've that's what I've said for years, Hector. Can you imagine if you were at an event where that you were hosting and you said and and a customer came up to you and said, "Man, I bought a box of your cigars." And it was so awesome in a box of 25, 18 of them were smokable. Oh, perfection. You'd get, you would get lambasted. Of course. But yet we, there's this accepted rate of failure with Cuban cigars. That's just like, oh yeah, that's, that's Cuban cigars. That's okay. It's, it is what it is. It's always been like that. Listen, um, you know, I, uh, I, I don't want to be a Havana's apologist here, but um, I can tell you we're going to be talking a lot about this when we do the DP top 25 list about quality uh, and they're all non-Cubans. And I can tell you that uh, the, the rate of burn issues and draw issues in the non-Cuban industry has gone up like 300%. Yeah, Factory, I've been listening you would, to your they, stuff, John. Absolutely, man. I've been hearing Factory. it. And I've been smoking it, too, man. It's Factory, you're, you, you guys are 100%. Yeah. Factory, you wouldn't expect it. How did this get out of the factory? Well, look, we can, we can do a whole one-hour segment on this topic. Yep, I agree. Let's, let's not go down this tangent because we will be here all night, and it's yep. like 25 degrees here right now. All right, all right. So man, let's go on. We need, we need to speed that list up, bro. Yeah, we're going to speed it's it up. Not, we got... it's, it's 63 now. Okay, yeah, all right. So we'll go <laughs> to 63. Let's do 16, and we have to do one uh, intermission. All right, 16, another Cuban, the Romeo Julieta Linea de Oro Nobles. And I've smoked this cigar this year, just so you know. Me too. Uh, I did. And um, what do you think, John? I, I actually thought this was a really good uh, release. Um, I did too. It, it smoked really well. Um, interestingly enough, despite all that, I don't think I had – let me just double-check, but I don't think I had this as a finalist because um, just – you know, ironically talking about the limited quality yeah. or quantity, uh, this is extremely hard to get. It's not cheap. And yeah. so like I had this as a miss because I was like, I just don't see this. I just don't see this making a list. Yeah. Um, I agree. I mean, I thought it was, it, and I like the size, by the way, it's a five and three eighths by 56 uh, with, with a Bellicoso head on it. I, I thought it was a very good size. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, I didn't review it because it was, I was smoking in a social setting. But it was very good. Uh, it's not a cheap cigar. This is forty-two. Uh, this is forty-two pounds. It sells for so it's ain't cheap. If, if you can get it, if you can get it, yeah. If you can get it, this is yeah, very this, hard one. This is one I've that I've been. It's all really high on my want list. Yeah. I, but I haven't haven't able to get my hands on these. Yeah. But so I haven't smoked it. But this it's, is one John that I've been really wanting to get. John might know a guy. I know a couple guys. Yeah, I may have to talk with you guys. I want. I actually want to review this cigar. It's very good. Well, so like the Cohiba Fifty Five. Interestingly enough, this was a November twenty one. Uh, and this is you know where the last time we'll talk about it. But uh, this is a November twenty one box release, and and the re smoke was also from the November twenty one box. So I don't know if it was from the same box or they got another November twenty twenty one box. But 
Uh, I think that was the only box that was available in production. So uh, again, extremely limited, extremely expensive. So it is interesting that despite those, I guess it wasn't limited or expensive enough as the Cohiba 55 to get knocked down. Um, does it deserve a 16? 16 is a little high. Uh, I think it's a little high. I don't know. I think um, maybe I'd no. have it with a 20. I'd have maybe a 20, 21. Nah, it seems right for what it scored and what it is. I think it's, I, I, it's I, I think on. I would have scored it a 91, which, you know, 93 is a little high score for me on that. I don't know. I, I can't speak 100 point scale. So, right. I mean, that does, doesn't translate for of me. Of course I understand. not. It, yeah. This is like a, a 5.36 or something. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I would have um I would have put the linea probably in the high sixes, low sevens. The construction was excellent. The Ooh. cigar was consistent all three thirds. Yeah. I had really good construction on that cigar. And it Burn. should be for 42 pounds, frankly. Yeah. Like there's no there's no excuse there. But um I would have actually had this one if I knew it was going to make the list, I would have actually expected to crack the top 15. At, at that at that score for you, John, that's like a three box purchase for Aaron Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah wow. minimum three, but maybe four. That's yeah. why Aaron's quiet right now. That's what he's doing right now. He's, he's I, yeah. he I gotta find out if Seth smoked this cigar. I gotta find out if Seth smoked this Cuban cigar. I'm on this website from website from Switzerland right now. I'm making a purchase. Of course, of course. No. You're gonna pay him more than that. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this moment to say something about Cubans too. Like the past, I don't know, John, correct me if I'm wrong here, about seven or eight years, they've been getting much bigger ring gauges. Way bigger. bigger. It's a big trend they're doing it, yeah. And it, it, man, it was pissing me off because I don't like big ring gauges. I'm, I like the smaller stuff. But I have to say, a lot of the stuff that's coming out with these larger ring gauges are freaking good. You, you know, when yeah. I went to Hector Luis Prieto's farm, he was doing farm rolled cigars in 60 ring gauges. And a lot of the... uh a lot of the you know, rollers that you go, uh, the house rollers will do 60s, and they can make a good 60 ring gauge cigar. There's no question. I don't know. I just hate the sales. Shocked. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, that's all I had. All right. Let me, uh, what I want to do is I want to do our presidential trivia segment right now. Nice. Uh, and that is brought to you by United Cigars, uh, makers of. La Diana Havana distributes the Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron, and now the Alfonso line. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United. So in this segment, guys, you probably are familiar with it. John, you may not. Uh, we, we do presidential trivia, but the idea is we try to stump Bear, okay? And Bear has been doing this. I believe he's done 11 of these. He's got 10 of the 11, right? Um, if he's stumped, Bear has a right to go appeal this uh, in terms of being wrong. And, John, you've added a bonus question tonight. So, uh, and I think I know the answer to the bonus question, but I'm gonna, let's see if Bear does. But Bear, it's Christmas time, right? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, right? So I want to know the first president um, who put electric Christmas lights on a White House Christmas tree. So in other words, the White House Christmas tree had, was, you had, we put electric Christmas lights on for the first time. Who was the president that that happened under? It was actually his wife who did it. This is a really great question. Um, so it's it's kind of close to the question that I had on Sunday about who who had the first uh, Christmas tree uh, inside the White House um, or the White House, which was Benjamin Harrison. That's not the answer to the question. No. Although although Benjamin Harrison was the first president to have electricity in the White House. Fun yes. fact. Um, so the uh, the correct answer actually, and this is a really cool tie-in because it ties into the bonus question, I believe. Um, but um 
the answer is uh, Calvin Coolidge, who actually lit the first national tree, uh, and it was actually um, it was actually a tree for uh, it was a tree from his home state of Vermont. So, okay, Barry. So you are correct that the national Christmas tree, but the the question was electric White House electric Christmas lights on the White House, the one in the White House for the first time, and it was not Calvin Coolidge. It was Grover Cleveland. Okay. Get on the Googles. So you can re- you have a right to appeal the answer, just so you know, um, on that one. Did we stump Bear? But I believe, yeah, it was it was Grover Cleveland's wife who did it. It was because it wasn't the national tree. It was the wh- one in the White House. Mm. In the blue room. Did we actually stump with the Bear? Ca- with the candlestick. <laughs> Electric. Wow. And then I'll throw one more bonus question. Another, 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 another trick question. You, 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 you that was not, I said very quick. White House, the White House, the, White, the, White House, the, White House. the National Tree is the White House tree. It's, it's on White House grounds. But, he, but he, he so, there was a tree in the White House. He's talking about indoor tree. Oh, okay. Well, would you have answered, would you have answered Grover Cleveland? Be honest on that one. No. Okay. In the, okay. Because <laughs> that's not the answer, but okay. <laughs> that's was, fine. Grover Cleveland was in office before Calvin Coolidge. Yep. So, no, I wouldn't have gotten that. All right. So, John, you have a follow-up bonus question. I do have a bonus question. I suspect Bear knows this one because I think it's probably famous, but I figured it'd be a good tie-in being the only Canadian on the panel tonight. And the bonus question tonight is, who is the only Canadian who is sworn in as President of the United States? Now, I'll give a little background there. Uh, during his candidacy, uh, it was used as a pejorative. Uh, he was accused by his running mates of being Canadian. Um I don't think that's ever actually been proven. There's been a lot of discussion, but uh, it, it's certainly to this day still up in the air that he may have actually been a Canadian citizen uh, and therefore not did not meet the constitutional statutory requirements to be president, despite the fact he became president. I do know the answer to this one. So that's that's a really great question, is, John, by the way. Is this confirmed, though, is my question. I, I've heard. It's not. That's guys. the thing. Like, that's okay, yeah. the, 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 that's yeah. some background yeah. on it. But. OK, go so ahead. again, yeah. another tie into uh, uh, a question that you'll you'll hear uh, on another LS Fumar takes, which happens to be about the fact that Andrew Jackson actually has no official birthplace because he was born in the he was born in the wilderness. And uh, the land is actually was actually disputed. Was he born on North Carolina soil or South Carolina soil? So he actually has no birth state. North Carolina. Uh, so, um, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's North, North, North Carolinians would say. So that's what you would say, Ben. But South Carolinians would say that, that he was born in South Carolina. Um, but the reason why this is a really cool tie into my original answer, which I still say is correct, but that's fine, um, <laughs> is that, you know, Calvin Coolidge brought down a tree uh, from his home state of Vermont. Um and uh, that's actually where this president hails from, which is Chester Arthur, uh, who was the accidental president, uh, as they used to call it, because he was actually never elected to public office. He was never an elected to public office. He was he never he didn't win re-election. He got sworn in because uh, <laughs> the president, uh, James Garfield, was, uh, oh, was Garfield, right. Garfield, right. You're right. Yeah. Garfield was assassinated. So he was never supposed to be president. So, yeah, yeah. John's absolutely right. It was a huge controversy uh, about where he was actually born. Not that we've ever had that again in the United <laughs> States history. That's never happened again. Uh, but yeah, Chester Arthur is my final answer. 
That is correct. The Secret Service has actually done numerous investigations, as has the uh, Canadian government. Uh, they believe, but cannot prove, that he was likely a citizen of Lower Canada, a British subject born in Dunham Flats, Quebec, near the Vermont border, but born in Quebec, and therefore would not have met the constitutional statutory requirements to be both vice president and president. Um, but he was elected, so it's one for the annals of history. Well, why yeah, do they think secret, that? Do he have a weird fascination with hockey and no, his real secret, polite? His and secret, had a fast, his, does, his he's too polite. Name, the Secret Service name was Maple Leaf. I mean, you, know, you would have <laughs> thought they, you know, they would have. It was the weird. You know? It was the weird facial hair. <laughs> but uh, that's that's something that needs to come back for uh, presidential candidates. They need to bring back the beard. They knew. I, I agree. I agree. That should disqualify you if you don't have a big thick beard. <laughs> oh jeez. All right. So I'm going to throw one more bonus question at Bear, in the spirit of Christmas. Oh Jesus! Here okay, stump right. me so, again. It's a trick so, question. all right. Saturday Night Live is famous for their impressions of presidents, and one very famous Saturday Night alumni is uh, the person that Bear absolutely despises <laughs> is Chevy Chase. What president did Chevy Chase impersonate on Saturday Night Live? Well, I'm sure whatever he did was done poorly. Uh, He's the only a, one that didn't look like the president. Uh, he he didn't look face. anything like the president. I'm just to tell you that right now. I mean, Daryl Hammond looked like. Well, let's, let's see. I mean, that's okay. So he was he was in the 70s, right? On 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 he was on Saturday Night Live in the 70s. Yes. He, was in the, he was in the yeah he, inaugural season. Um, well, then that's got to be one of two people. Um, and I'm sure he did a shitty job because it's him. Uh, it's, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Gerald Ford. Leather I was helmet. Go Nixon. Oh, good, good, good answer. And as a correct answer, it's Gerald oh, Ford. Leather helmet. Yeah. General Gerald. He was great. As, he did a great job. Yeah, he actually got Ford. the affectations down perfectly. It was he, really well done. He, he had that. Yeah. He was really good as down Gerald Ford. Did he, did he, fall, did he fall on his ass? Oh, <laughs> That's what they, you know, that was the whole thing. It was like the physical comedy they put into yeah. that too. They, it didn't was, look, uh, they didn't make an effort to make him look like Ford, like all the no, other ones. No, not at all. Who, who, I remember he had the debate with Carter, and I think I want to see Dan Aykroyd played Carter in, 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 on that debate. <laughs> okay. And he Dan, did pretty- Dan, Dan Aykroyd is incredible in uh, um, the uh, uh, American, Pres- American president, the uh, comedy with James Garner and uh, Jack Lemmon, uh, where they all play presidents. Oh, and Dan Eckwards, uh, the current sitting president for the majority of the film. Yeah, he is fucking brilliant in that. It's it's great. Uh, that is a great film. Yep. That's hilarious. It, that, was, that, now, that's funny. Yep. That Now, that's comedy, and that's funny. Yep. And by the way, it was Dan Aykroyd who was doing Jimmy Carter in that debate. <laughs> so I just, I'm, sure he, I'm sure he was good because the character that he plays later on in that film, he plays a, a president from the south so he has a little he, yeah he uh, very underrated alumni i think from i thought his career would have he had a very good career i even thought it was gonna be bigger uh but he's very underrated saturday nice quite nice question coop uh okay. you stunned me man so good good job uh, you have a right to appeal it but uh to, we can figure that all right so that was our president's uh trivia segment sponsored by united Cigars. hey let's get back to the list here because i want to i do want to go a little quicker um number 15 
cigar is and now this cigar was a former cigar of the year on cigar coop okay it made a return this year this was another late release uh it is the original lot i should say the original size of the la Polina goldie the laguito number two the six by 38 petite lancero i do have this cigar in my possession i have not smoked it the, um i bought the they re-released it this year so it's the first time they released this size in 10 years. I did I did get a few of these cigars. I haven't smoked it yet. But when it came out, this was not only my cigar of the year, it was Seth's cigar of the year and a few other people that year. This uh, was a this was a big release for La Polina. Um, but I have not smoked this iteration of it. So I can't really comment other than look when it came out, it was it was the best cigar in 2012. I, I haven't smoked the new version either, but when this originally came out, this was freaking awesome. Holy cow. I was going up to Havana Phil's and buying them up. That's uh, <laughs> where I got mine too at the time. Yeah, yeah. Seth was like, the, well, Seth was the one who said, you got to smoke this. Seth mm-hmm. and I were on the La Polina bandwagon very early on. And he got these into Phil's and he's like, you got to get this cigar. I know you're not a Lancero guy. Uh, I consider this a Pete to heat Lancero anyway. And uh, it's by, fo- but my only thing is the Goldies have gone downhill the last few years. They're not what they were originally. Can we do breaking news? Yeah, let's yes. do it. Carlos Correa is back in free agency after failed physical. Oh my God, Rob is going to have a heart attack. Okay. What? Why did he fail? Did it say? Uh, it didn't say. It they didn't said say. a medical issue. Yeah, he had a medical issue. Yeah, Holy... they, they said that they they de- delayed the press conference because of a medical. issue. I had a feeling so. that was going to happen when you when you delay the press conference. That's when they're very because holy cow, Rob and, is going to lose his mind. And the first ones reaching out to him are the, the Mets, the Dodgers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, if we I, I, has I, Rob commented yet? Not yet. I mean, but, it just happened a minute I'm ago. Sure, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure the Red Sox are nowhere near that discussion. Bleacher Reports just just, uh, just listed it. Wow. Yeah, I had that cigar as well. And, you know, I, I love where it's made. So, you know, I, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a no-brainer for me. And I had it on the list as well. I had it on the list, actually. Uh, where did I have that on the list? Yeah, I had it in the, in the 20s. Yeah, I, I also had this on the list at uh, landing at 23. This this one was, uh, I think, one of the easier ones to predict making the list just based on the original score of 93. Um, I didn't expect it to land 15, but I, I had it at 23. I figured, like, Hector is going to land on the 20s, no, no problem. Yeah. I mean, but this was an epic smoke when it came out. I mean, it was just... Uh... It should have got number one on Aficionado that year, but La Polina was very new to the market. Um, that was the Afordia Santias got number one in the Toro, but to me, this was hands down 2012 the best cigar I had. Mm-hmm. It was it's a legendary cigar in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the greats out of El Titan de Bronze. No question. Yep. Um, uh, but that was I, a that was a tough year, man. That Florida Santillas was was great. a very good cigar. It was very good. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can argue that. All right. Hey, number 14 was the one that I could just tell you. Um, this was one a lot of people were considering top 10. I Some people were even hoping at number one. Um, this cigar scored very well in the initial smoke, but actually went down a bit in the re-smoke. Uh, it's AJ Fernandez's New World Dorado in the Robusto size. Um, it lands at number 14. Uh, I thought this was the best size of the Dorado, by the way. So I do too, and I, what I, I'm going to make a prediction that I believe this cigar next year is going to be very high, if not cigar of the year or, or very close. I think that it's it's one of those cigars that you're going to see repeated 
it's AJ. It they like it. They reviewed it um, in multiple Vitolas, I think. Um, and, they like this size the best, yeah. Yeah, and I I, I actually thought when I did the, my list, I thought this was going to be top, definitely top ten. So does it surprise me at fourteen? Maybe not necessarily, but I thought this was a very good cigar. And a, I won't say it's a departure from AJ. It's got more sweetness. It's not that like is in your face as the original New World. So. I have no problem with it. I think it's a good cigar. I had this also in my list. Uh, I had it a little bit lower, not because of the quality of the cigar. I think it's a good cigar. I just always, I just look at those other, those other numbers that we always look at. What, what other does he, did he make other cigars that are in the top 10, you know? So yeah, I had them a little bit now, but I, I think it's a good cigar. Uh, I've heard some people didn't like it. I, I thought it was great. Matter I, of fact, you know, when I smoked it, I, te- I even texted him and, you know, you know, it, it was just a quick, hey, smoking your cigar, it's great. And that ended up into a 15-minute conversation. But still, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's I, I thought it was a very good cigar. Yeah, I haven't I'm, had this. I haven't seen this in the wild yet anywhere around me. So. They've been selling fast. They were here and they went fast. I've, I've got this on my review cycle uh, coming up uh, actually probably this week. Um, so I haven't smoked it yet, but uh, I'm actually looking forward to smoking this. And based on the original review score, I actually figured because it's AJ, um, the review, it would have lifted. So based on that alone, I actually had this placing in the top five. I uh, On my list, I had it placing as three. So um, falling to 14 was a bit of a surprise for me. I, I, I would have figured top 10 based on the original score. No question. That's what I thought so too. Yeah, I thought, like I said, I thought it would, I didn't think it was going to get one. I know there were a couple of AJ reps that were hoping it was going to get one. And they asked me, and I said, I don't think it's getting one, guys. But I was thinking maybe it would be announced in that, like, you know, it would be somewhere in that five to seven range is what I was thinking. Um, But yeah, that was, uh, but that was a newer cigar that came out again. So yeah, they did a lot get of a new cigars this year. Yeah, there were. And, and at number 13, they go back to a classic, though. Uh, another Churchill, and this this was, I think, the biggest surprise where this cigar landed. Okay, second biggest. It was the second biggest. It's the Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 Churchill. Um, I I was surprised. I mean, it scored a 93. I mean, I thought it might make the list, you know, based on you know, I saw the review early in the year, but I didn't think a 13. But I, um, you know, Antonio is a great line. It's a great line of cigars. They, said they, love, they love Nicaraguan tobacco, so, you know. Yeah. It was I good had, to see them recognize this cigar. Yeah, my my issue with that cigar, I, I had it in my in my top 30. It, it didn't make the cutoff because I had unfortunately uh, put the Drew Estate Underground 10 ahead of it, and I figured it was one or the other. And I just, and and another shock, I have been smoking the hell out of that Drew Estate. Uh, <laughs> I've been smoking the hell out of that Underground 10. So I just uh, I underground ten that robusto is a great size. I've been smoking the big one. I mean, it's just uh, you know, the double, the double, yeah, the double. I've been smoking the double. I, yeah. I think it's great. It tastes like a can of figs and plums to me, you know. And uh, I just, you know, I, I flipped the coin on that one. I, I lost, but you know. Yeah, you make- I'm with you, catch yeah. the double is the double is money. It's fire. I I'm in the fire. robusto guy. I, I weasel those every chance I get. Whenever oh. I see uh, one of Willie, one of the no, no, whenever oh. I see any of the Drew Estate guys, I weasel yeah. them. You know what the favorite Jose Blanco is in this one? So Lancero. He loves that Lancero. Oh my god, he was on my ass for like three years. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember that. 
you know something? You got to smoke this in the Lancero. Not a lot of companies Dr. make a good Lancero, but Hoyt in Nicaragua, they know how to make a good Lancero. Dr. Cuenca, you know, I'm telling you something. He's almost as good as Paulito cigar. <laughs> I shouldn't said that. No. no, but I know Jose loved that cigar. I mean, he was like, you got to smoke this. Because, Ben, it might have been on the trip we were on when Jose was there. It was. That's where it started. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, I remember that. Com- yeah. And Every I had not conversation them- ended in that. Lancero. By the way, have you had the Lancero yet? You got us. No, I can't find smoke. that shit anywhere. <laughs> oh, I can't find it. I can't smoke it. He he went and did that CYB Lancero because of, he wanted a Lancero in that line. Oof. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> All right. All right. By the way, Hector, this uh, Warzone Rabito is fucking awesome, by the way. Oh, thank you so much, right. brother. Looking forward I'm, to smoking, it. I'm smoking my Habano Robusto in the knuckle sandwich. It's really good. I'm smoking the Habano Toro. There you right go. Now. So just well, as a side note before we move on, <clears throat> I actually I actually did not have this in my original list because it did not come up on the searchable category. It was not listed in the uh in the review list. So I missed this one. Well sometimes ins- but I think I saw it in an insider. Insider. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the data doesn't make it. Like this is yeah. the problem of when we pull the data. It's we have to like sometimes I'm pinging bear for magazines or I'm going into my old insiders because to, to double check and, and a lot of cigars will show up that's not on the database on the website. Yeah, yeah we missed have... a Mr. Rocky one year because it was yeah, we, a, did. we did. Yeah, we missed yeah. it two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I have four cigars that on this list that uh did not come up in the search, but uh because they're all insider cigars, but ultimately made the top twenty five list. Yep. John, you thirteen spot. Uh, Which is also is the tra- is the tragedy of 2015's list because that's where the la- the Ranja hit. <laughs> a lucky smoking, which I'm smoking right now. Yeah. All right. What card number twelve? Um, I thought this one had a shot at top ten. Um, great cigar. I love this. This is also it's also ten years old. Uh, La Florida Minicana Oro Chisel, coming in at number twelve. Uh, I'm I thought it should have been a little higher. I love this cigar. I'm a big fan of the Oro line. This is one of the best lines they got. Yeah, I had it in my list as well. I had it top 10. Yeah, I thought it would be top 10 for them. Chisel and everything, yeah. I I had it on my list, and I just missed it. It is the one that I I thought for sure I'd nail. I had it at 13, um, so just missed. But, yeah, I for sure, there's no question. Of all the LFDs they reviewed, this was going to make it, no question. And and my favorite Dominican line by far. That's a great line. line. Um, The Maduro is great, too, in the Oro. The Maduro is great too, and the the natural, the just the natural and the non chisel. It, it's yep. the Oros are great; they're fantastic. Great. And they be, the, the TAA cigars, which you know, say what you, TAA the TAA Oros are based off that Oro blend as well. And they're there's again some of the better TAA cigars that are out there. All right, let's go to number eleven. Um, this was uh, Ernesto gets on the list again. Uh, EP Carrillo Pledge Apogee. This is the size of the six and a quarter by 58. Um, I wasn't surprised. This is about where I thought I thought it would land outside the top 10. Um, I have not smoked this size though. I gotta be honest with you. I have, I guess I have you it. have. Oh, yeah, I did, but but that, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I, did, I, yeah. I have not smoked this. Yes, size. I did, yes, you're right. And as a matter of fact, uh, I've due not reviewed my, it. Yeah. Due to my, uh, you know, I made a, I made a choice uh, and I did not have EPC in the top 10. 
though I did, uh, I thought, uh, as, as we'll get to it later, I thought that the Oliva by EPC would be in the top, that would be the top cigar. Of the we year. all, we all thought that. I mean, we and I all, thought that, and I thought that would cover both bases. That's why I didn't, I didn't include it. But if you look at my cutoff list, it's, a, it's like at number 28. Right. So I had it, I had it in the 30 that I, that I thought we were going to make the list, but I didn't, I did not have this one. Is this the size we got the show? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's why I had, that's why I remember. Yeah. I did can have we, it. Yeah. Can we, can we talk about, can we talk about the, uh, the Aliados now? Coop? Cause I want to, yeah, I think, I think it's a good point to talk about it. Yeah. So, okay. So scores, uh, a 93 from Scarfish and a high score for them. Um, you know, we all, we all smoked it. 94. 94. Excuse me. We all, very high score for them. Yeah. Um, we all smoked it on a round table. Uh, and we all had uh, s- similar conclusions to where this had a good start to the smoking experience. And then it, it tapered off uh, to where it just didn't no score. Dive in, no dive in the last really second okay. half. You like said what? it. Yeah, it's true. It was a nosedive. Yeah. Um, so so here's my here, I want to pose a question. So we, we, we've, we've we've had this we've had this discussion, this discussion before about how. They review cigars or how they go through this this uh, this review process. They only smoke the first quarter, right? Which explains the ninety four, right? For you know, somewhat. We all had a great experience in that first third. So, is it possible that for the top twenty five bracket, we can confirm that they uh, actually smoked the whole thing, and that's why it didn't appear on the list? I don't, I don't know. I, I, so going back, I don't know the answer to that clearly, but I am very surprised that I, when I built on my list, I had that in the top five, um, just based on it, checking a lot of the boxes of what, you know, who's going to make it where they had scored it. I thought too, you know, from a, I, I don't know what they did on a resmoke, but, um, I'm shocked that that cigar did not make the top 25, especially based on, again, what we talked about in terms of that first third or that first quarter, whatever they're going to smoke. That was a very good cigar. Yeah, I had the uh, QB Alados uh, making number one um, based on the size and based on the original score. Those those are both and, checklists. And the, prin- and the principles involved, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I actually had the Laha Star. So I had a double dip from EPC and, um, uh, you know, Bit of a bit of an outside baseball thing for me, but uh, I actually had the La Historia. I figured was gonna was gonna be the. Uh, I didn't think they'd go back to the pledge. Uh, well, I, on this one, I agree. I oh, thought the same you, thing, John. Well, it would have been technically an Oliva and an EPC, right? That's why I figured. I went with the simple math on that one. I thought it would. You know, <laughs> I think we be all two birds with one stone. Yeah. I think we all thought that, and then. And you guys know I love La Storia, so I mean that's yeah. uh, I love that cigar. Yep. No, I, my, I thought La Storia may I thought they maybe go back to the well La Storia with that one. Because I remember the rating they got and it did very well. Yeah. Oh, that was your number eleven cigar. We're in the top ten. Now, number ten, and I like this size of this blend. I thought it was the best size of the blend, and I did have this size. The rare pink sophisticated hooker. Uh this was a seven by fifty-three. This this is if you've been a doubter of rare pink, this is the size. I, I had no problem with this in the top ten, but this so, this was a very late release as well. Well, not late release too, and I can't find this cigar. Like it's not. In- I had it in the dr. <laughs> I had it in the dr. 
That's yeah, you gotta go to the source it. to get this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I even, think, even, so even, I haven't. Even the guy who sells Cubans on the side can't get it. I mean, <laughs> does Jay Davis have it? I don't know. So, that's so I, I well, Jay's watching. I'm sure. We can if Jay, that. if you got some, let me know because I'm I, sorry, uh, Aaron. I'm sorry, Aaron. Go no, 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 yeah. no. Sorry, I, I was going to say I I really liked the cigar, but I haven't had it in the Spitola. But I had this in the top ten on my list. I mean, it's Fuente. It's it's newer release. It checked all the boxes, et cetera. So I have no problem it being in the top ten. But I haven't smoked this Vitola, so I've heard yeah. good things about it, but I can't find it. Yeah, head, it's it's a it's a level up on all the other sizes. Hector I this... and I went back. Sorry, Hector and I went back and forth in this one, and I I had the uh, I had it as a Stone Cold Lock. Um, I had it pretty high. I had it at number four. Um, but yeah, this was the Fuente that I was sure was going to make the list this year for sure. I didn't have it because Rare Pink hit the list last year. Right. And so I went, I had actually two pointers in my top 25. You guys have my list. Yep. I, I had the, you know, I, I had the, the, their principi version, which is just the work of art. And then I had the Don Carlos Robusto. I thought the, the Don, Don Carlos, how did Don Carlos Robusto not get on? And, and some of these other cigars that we're talking but, about but, did, but that's, you know, like they I'm consider saying, it a different brand from what I understand aficionado I, too. But you know, then, but you know, I, I just didn't think the rare, and you know, it was a Churchill again. I didn't know that they were going to embrace Churchills this year. It's kind uh, of I'll a Churchill. I'll, 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 I'll be, yeah, I, it's kind of a church. I'll be making 18 of them next year. But, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> gotta be ahead of the curve. And with, and with any luck, Hector, they'll screw you again and put you at number 13. No, so, <laughs> but, but listen, I, I mean, I, I, I had two points of the list. I just didn't think it would be the rare pink again, especially in this size. I thought they would go, you know, you, you can't go wrong with a work of art. And hell, the Don Carlos Robusto got what a 94 or 95, Johnny? It was, it was uh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was I a finalist. It was it was up there. I mean, I know. thought it might I thought it might be up there in top five. I thought this was a top five scar. I had it slotted at number five. So I was one off of John's uh posted yeah. at number four. Yeah, I can't say I, I did a list. At 10. I can't say I did a list. I based it on when I saw the review of it. Which was very recent. So, and the only reason I didn't think two Fuentes is, you know, as we talked about at the top of the hour, uh, there's just too many. There's too many cigars eligible for the list. And I just didn't think this was going to be the year where two Fuentes would yep. would make it. So, yeah. Yep. All right, going to number nine. This is a cigar that made the coupe list two years ago in the Toro size. It lands on the surprise Churchill size on the uh, aficionados, and it, I love this cigar. Romeo Julieta, Reserva Real, Nicaragua, Churchill. This is a very good cigar by AJ and Raphael. I, mm -hmm. I really think they did. This has been one of my favorite. Aaron, you were high on this cigar. I remember you thought it might get number one. Yeah. So not, I haven't had it in the Churchill. So what I, I went back, um, I remember when we did the show, I guess it'd been, was it two years ago? Maybe ish. I don't remember. Yeah. But, but the, um, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who, frequented a shop down in Florida. And when this cigar came out, he said they couldn't keep it in stock. So then I, I, I was like, wow, okay. Got to, got to give it a shot. Price tried, great. I, it's price great. It, this cigar too. It is. Yeah. Right. I was going to yes. say price point is great. It's a great cigar. I think it's, it's, um, if, if you haven't had it, it's got some good transitions in it. It's not, uh, it's not full body. I'd say it's probably a medium, medium plus really like it. I, ben, you were smoking it tonight, right? The church. Yeah. Oh, I you, just, I finished it earlier. It was did you like fantastic. it? Oh yeah, I think it's the best size hmm. out of this line. I got to smoke it, Churchill now. Yeah, because I'm excited. It's so good. It was just very smooth, elegant, delicious. It was it hit on all cylinders. 
really and you're, you're not and historically you're not an aj guy right ben no I mean, not even close no I, so. I i i think aj did a great job on this cigar he, he really did this and was i had it in the top 15 i had it 13 uh but you know i i, I for sure when we talked last saturday johnny i, I said this was the outfit this was gonna yep. be the uh the the outfit in the list Coop, I know we got yeah. a couple of few. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, John. Uh, I, just quickly. So the, the only reason I had this as a miss was just the size alone, because um, I already had three Churchills on my list. And I was like, there's no way they're going to stack this many Churchills in the list. So that was the only and then, disqualifier I had. And then, yeah. The more we know, the less we know. The more <laughs> we know, the less we know. Yeah. Yeah. Just like football. Yep. So, 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 yeah, I was going to say, can um I know we've got a few more to discuss and that, but that brings about a point here. So I, I and you, you know, this, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Churchill fan. I like the Vitola, yeah. you know, for the, you know, for the most part, I think it's uh, I, I think it's, I think it's highly underrated and it's usually mm-hmm. it's underutilized now, which is, um, but does this, does this go to and show uh, again, and this isn't the first time that they've been accused on this on the show and, and been accused of this in general and uh, cigar shops everywhere. Does this show, you know, just how out of touch cigar aficionado is with the today's smoker? Why? Because it's a Churchill? The amount of Churchills. Oh, the amount of Churchills. Uh, I, I don't think so. Maybe I think it's anything. They're, they're, they're showing that there are sizes out there that perform very well in a Churchill. Because there's another Churchill coming up that I've smoked as well that I thought was a really good interpretation of the blend. See, I, I give, okay, so we, we've all been, we've all been pretty hard on aficionado in, in a lot of ways, but I give them kudos for going. I mean, if, if, if the Churchill's the best size, then, and you know, then go with it. Right. I, I don't think that, uh, you know, just because they put other Churchill's says, well, let's not put another Churchill on there. So I, I, I don't know many people that smoke the Churchill size, which is kind of too bad because it's one of my favorite sizes. I um, haven't smoked it, like I said, this cigar in that size, but, but I'm going to. Um, so I, I like it. I mean, I have no problem. If it's, if it's, if it's ranked that high and they like it, put it on there regardless. I, I think this is one of the better releases that, I mean, R- Raphael's done some really good releases, but I think, you know, you want to say Monte Cristo 1935 followed by this one. I mean, these are these. This was a stellar release for, in my book. Yeah, I, I agree. I, especially the price points under ten bucks with this. It's an AJ cigar. Even if you, I think it's a little different than the normal AJ portfolio. I, sure. I enjoyed this cigar a lot. All right, number eight. We're going to go the opposite direction. I think this is the lowest rated Padron on the list ever. Uh, I think it's the lowest Padron has ever placed it on a top 25. Someone can correct me. I, I, but I believe, I don't think they've been lower than eight. Uh, and they go, they go back to the Padron 1964 anniversary series in the Principe, uh, which is the petite Corona size. Uh, and it's the natural blend that they have. Cause I've been told it's Maduro only if they say Maduro. So um, this, uh, this is a cigar. I'll just say, uh, a few people got me hooked on this cigar when it, this size when it came out. It was a very good size. I'm not it's not the size I love, but this blend I always thought was good in this size. Listen, so I I worked in a retail shop for a little while, and maybe you know I I you know that I subscribe to regionalism, uh, but the Principe and the Exclusivo in 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 shops here in Miami fly off the shelves. Yeah, I mean those. Are yeah, it's an sizes. affordable sixty four too. I mean, it's and they fly off the shelves. It's a yeah. great it's a great little size. I did. It's a great size. It really is. It's it's 
criminally yeah. underrated. Yeah. I just didn't think it was the Padron. I mean, how did the 80 not make it? I mean, how did yeah. he, as highly rated as the 80 was, the 80 was That's where I would go back. The, the 80 pick. is just – I don't know how you put this above. The, it's a very good it's, Padron. Don't get me wrong. It's the highest rated – it's the highest rating that it's gotten high in terms of lowest on the list that since 2014 – uh, when Padron Family Reserve 50 year Maduro made number seven. So this is even lower. Didn't they yeah. have a thousand series that made it a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, like, so now we can, so comparing sort of apples to apples, because this is a Padron versus Patron thing. Uh, and I love the 64 principally. I've got a box and I think they're amazing. I like, I like the, the Maduro. Universal. I like the Maduro one better, though. I, I think the Maduro is excellent, but. If I've got a choice between the 64 Principe or the 2680 years, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many, many how people. Many, how many Principes can you buy for what you bought an 80? <laughs> if you're in a, if you're going into a store, you're going to smoke an 80, yeah, yeah. But, so, but Ben and I did, Ben and I did. But uh, if, if we're ranking them, and you know, you're saying which which one's the better cigar? To me, that's not even a question. The 192680 <laughs> is is going to be the one I'm going to pick based on based on their score. Yeah. But yeah, I bought the Principe, so yeah, take that as you will. Yeah, I, I it thought would. it would be. I thought it would be the eighty. I, yeah. I would have thought the eighty. But there's the, no, there's no shame in. <laughs> but that you remember the eighty so. lost to uh, eighty lost to Casa Magna one year. Yeah, it did. In it was in that, and look again. I love that. I've talked a lot about that Casa Magna Robusto. The eighty was the better cigar that year. You know, I'll be honest with you. It is the lowest. I just went through it. It is the lowest Padron ever. Padron's never been added to the top seven. That so here, guys, just think of this: when the, when the reveal was coming out last week, Padron and Fuente were pretty much off the table on day one. Yeah, that was shocking. That's what. That's why when I texted you guys in the chat, I said this is the year for Cuba. Yeah. Yep. And and then I when when then it, when it was number four, I was like, well, maybe. Not. I still thought it had a shot though. <laughs> I still thought they would because there were so many Cubans. I, but, feel, uh, I feel very slighted. I'm not in this chat. This is, I, I don't know. Oh, where, we can get you in it. We'll get you in it. <laughs> Listen, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to do it. But You'll I'm be sorry to, you're in it, but you're going to regret this and we're going to have to vet no. you first, but no problem. You're That's right. fine. Uh, background <laughs> check. No problem. Right. I'm going to need All a right. copy of your driver's license. and That's fine. Yeah. All right. We're going to number seven. Uh, my father gets back in the top 10 after a couple years out of the top 10 uh, with the labor. 1922 Churchill. I was not a fan of the labels you and the Churchill size. This you one, could, I was not a fan you, of this. You could, you could give me La Bijou in chalk. I love that, but I did not like the Churchill. I'm Petit Robusto all the day with this one. Yeah, I'm a Petit Robusto guy in the, but, but you know, it's, it's the La Bijou is a great blend. Um, they love the blend. Well-deserved. I would think we would be hard pressed yeah. for any of us. Yeah. find anything wrong with that that's I, yeah. i'm with hector i'm with hector yeah. you can you can give me you any me, size of that label yeah. you and i can tell me it's a lot of cuban sandwich and i'm all over yeah. it bro I mean, yeah. you know, I, 100 percent. Yeah. you know and, and i don't think we've been talking a lot on our team about the 100 años uh which we think is incredible i bought those cigars for garrett uh matt and dave in minnesota i said you guys got to smoke these now they loved it uh, I hope that 100 Años shows up on a list next year because that is that took the Labor's You blend to another level with what they did with that. Outstanding, fucking sensational, yeah. It, it's 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 I I call it Pepin's masterpiece or Garcia's masterpiece, however you want to call it. But it was my fault. It was a it's it's not on my list this year, but I can tell you why. It's gonna be it'll be very high on my list next year. 
It was a great, great. This size, I just didn't think this size did it for me. But but my father, you know, they haven't been in the top 10 in a couple of years. So they get back in there. And this is a blend that, you know, tried and true blend. But they didn't have any new core stuff this year. Now, it's going to be an interesting conversation of this cigar versus the next cigar on the list. Well, actually, yeah. Now, again, had, again no, I didn't have this cigar, by the way. I have by the way, and father. I like this blend that's coming up next. So but I think I had, it, this was I, maligned. This was if, a maligned one. I thought. Hold on. But I didn't just the, the on the my father part. I didn't have LBSU. I had the number four Lancero. Uh, I didn't the think they would do Lancero, though. I but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we. I'm listen for next year. I'm just going to throw this shit out the window. And you know, <laughs> because, That's what listen, I, you know, I, I've, I've, I've had, I, I've had Jus, Yeah, It's a fantastic cigar, but the Lancero rated so high. Yeah. And you know, and, and how many times have we said they don't like Churchill's just like we said, we're going to say, I, we don't, they don't like Lancero's. No, they do like Churchill's. They don't like Lancero's. No, this, year they like Chur- this year. Well, they the- like Churchill's. <laughs> this year they like Churchill's. Yeah. All right, so go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. Go to All right, list. next next one's number six. Now, this one got a lot of alignment. I think it's a good blend. Um, they love they love this blend. They love this blend. I like this blend again. The Churchill's not the size for me in it, uh, and it was this company doesn't miss the list. It's Alec Bradley Black Market Churchill. Black Market's still one of the. You talk to the Rubens. This is still one of their bread and butter lines. It does very it's well. The, it's the line. It's the line. We had, we had dinner. We we had dinner with uh, with Bradley. Um, with Brad. Bradley, and he said. And I asked him what was their their number one selling cigar, and he said the black market. And black I will market. say, and I'll say this too. So we had this discussion as a group, and Bear, I think you asked me what was my favorite Alec Bradley. And at the time, I, I mentioned the Prensado, but I will be. And you guys were like, "No, you got this and that." And then when 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 Ruben told me about the um, the black market, I'm, I went back to it and it is really good. It's probably my favorite. It, it is a really good, it, it's an underrated, it's been around a long time. It's a very unique flavor profile on this cigar. Um, I haven't I, had it in Churchill, but I like the, I, I really I, I like got, it. In, again, I, I've had, I, I tend to like the Robusto in this size. Yeah. That's the but, size I like the best. Yeah, the black Robusto, Robusto is, is I, I always have a box of those because the Robusto for yeah. me is the bell of the ball. So I was surprised to see the Churchill in here. I think they. I think if we look back, Johnny, when we talked the other night, I think it was the only cigar eligible. Yeah, it was yep. the only cigar that, yeah. that had. It, so it's. I had it on my list as well. Next yeah. year's gonna be a different story. They have a lot. Oh of yeah, these. they had but a lot of nineties that I read back, and I went back through. I don't keep the data as tight yeah. as John does, they, uh, but like the uh, they scored. Alec Bradley scored a lot of nineties, but nineties isn't the qualifying score. It's ninety-one and above. Typically, is what yeah, seen, both so. both this and the my father on the resmoke got elevated from a ninety three to a ninety four. So you know they obviously liked yeah. it on the resmoke for sure. And they like this blend. This is I think been on the the, the top twenty five before. Um, but this was very maligned. I heard people really ripping this one. I'm like, guys, there's there were worse cigars than this to make the list. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Is six a high? Yeah, six is a little high. I thought for it, but but i haven't had you know, again the, the churchill's not my favorite size but i don't know even the robusto i wouldn't have his top 10 maybe top 20 it's solid all right we'll move we'll move this in we're in the top 5 and this is the this is the churchill i do like and this is the oliva Serie v churchill extra it's it's actually a, more of a double double corona if we uh looked at the uh name council but they call it an extra um Look, Siri V is a great, great line. And uh, when this came on the list, I think we all questioned what was going to happen with QB Aliados at that point. So well, I think when, when this came out, I think on the chat, we said 
Kubal Yaz was done. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was done. Yeah, especially because we didn't know that Ernie had the 11, but um, yeah, I think we all thought that. This is, a, I, I haven't, usually there's a lot of levers in play on the hey, list. Coop, hey, Coop, sorry to interrupt. Uh, ben just sent a text. Can you promote him to panelists? He, he's got to come back in. Okay, I have my window hidden. That's why. Uh, Fro- frozen from the weather. His internet froze. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> got a, he got attacked by a bear. Better than overheating like it did in Vegas. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but so we, that means we have to go back to when we lost him. But I think this is, a, I think this is where we can, I, I mean, we could talk about it at any point, but I, and I know we have all have our problems with, uh, with this list and how it compares to, like I said, to 2015, because I am going to go back to 2015. I'm going to review that list, that list with you really briefly at the end here to why this, I think this is the worst list since 2015 is still the worst list in my opinion. Um, but, um, you know, Skip Martin's been in the chat tonight, and Skip's often talked about this uh, this point with us several times, Coop, of how looking at how brands age over time, you know, yep. and, yeah. and not by it, aging, it, like it, uh, like putting them away, like staying in the market, aging, staying in the market, stay in the market. And he these, changed my opinion on a lot of things, that conversation, too. The These, I mean, a lot of these, I mean, the 64 anniversary, Le Bijou, Black Market, Oliva V, right? These are all uh, these are all tried and true for these particular brands that have stayed in the market for a real uh, Hoya Antonio, right? Yeah. La Flora Oro, you know they're they're all they're all cigars that continue to perform well every single year. Uh, they've been in the marketplace for a really long time. They are consistent performers uh, for consistent companies, and so I think that's the uh, we have our criticisms of this list, but these show that why these blends stick around because there's they're they're good you know we've i mean we've knocked a few of uh, of wounds in the late in the later parts of the list but they're you know these are all these are all brands and all blends i mean i know i know john uh, really likes this this particular blend he's i mean you've got you've got boxes of the and it's the v maduro for you though right that's that's your money yeah, it's the V Maduro, but uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Serie V in any size, the Lancero, the Churchill, like all the all the sizes. I think the Serie Serie V for me is um, the superior blend between the Serie V and the and the Milanio. Thousand um, percent. I'm with so, you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I have no issue with this showing top five. I think if you go out and smoke a leaf of Serie V uh, in any size, you'll be like, yeah, okay, this is yep. this is a extremely consistent, well performing cigar, great construction, uh, good price point. Um, I have no problem with this being top five. I think this is a solid, solid spot. I agree with that because this, I love the Serie V a lot. And actually the Churchill's uh, my second favorite size. The Double Robusto to me is my favorite uh, Serie yeah, V. That's, that's mine. I love it in the Maduro, yeah. that Double Robusto. And the number yeah. four is, the number four is also oh, that's very great. Good. Ooh. Great size at number four. Yeah, yeah it's the deadly. Number four is underrated. It, uh, pretty yeah. much all their lines that they have the number four is really fantastic. Yeah. You know, my number three would be the Lancero in this. But oh, so to good. me, the Serie V is just an all-time yeah. great. It's yeah. it's it's great no matter what, man. You pick that up, it's gonna be a fantastic smoke. It's just so consistently good that yeah. it just never goes wrong. Yeah. You know, I'll say this, I, the, it's the one I go to. Go ahead, Ben. I, I was just going to say, I do miss the days back, way back in the days, whenever the, the Maduro came out all around Christmas time as a special release. That was kind of nice. 
Yeah, but I, I do agree. miss that. I agree. Yeah, when they yeah. went into regular production with it, it's it doesn't. I don't. It just doesn't perform as consistently. The majority. No, the, the double robusto is great in that size. I will say that it is. So, no, yeah. yeah. The five by fifty four. Yeah. I'm just overall. I just haven't. I haven't seen it performing to the standard that I at least that I remember it. No, I I totally agree with that. I feel the same way. I mean, back in the day, you used to get a little ten count box, and it would usually be in a special size. Sometimes where it would mostly be. The, those were freaking phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, people would seek those out. Now they kind of lost their their the specialness of those cigars, so they're not that big of a deal anymore. And I just, you're right, Bear. I don't, I don't think they're the same. I mean, they don't have the richness they seem to be used to. They are lacking maybe richness, Sam. I'm with you. I mean, maybe that's one of those things that's kind of put in our head now because we can get it so easily now. I don't know, but to that, me, that- it, it, it's not as good. But that Serie V sampler that's got the five different sizes in it, I think five or six different sizes, that to me is, you know, if you haven't experienced the Serie V, that's the the one to get because then you can go through the entire series of sizes. Um, you know, it's e- easy price point to get into it. And it I totally great, agree. And, I and, and, and it makes a great, uh, great Christmas gift. I, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I, if I rem- give those samplers out as Christmas gifts to people because they were phenomenal. It was a phenomenal price. With a bunch of great cigars, and you could try all the different sizes. It was awesome. If yeah. I remember correctly, John, listening to some of your reviews on developing palettes, the uh, you you have Maduro v, v Maduro is going back to what 2010? Uh, 2008. I've got a minimum of two boxes of 08, 9, 10, 11, yep. 12, and 13. And so oh, I occasionally go back to the well. I mean, some of them are aging out now, especially the 2008s. But um, you know, like the 2009 was just a monster in terms of power. So uh, yep. it's it's faded a lot, but it's still a, a really good smoke. So that's one of those that I've got kind of stashed in the back of my humidor. And, you know, this is the time of the year where I kind of go back and go, let's, you know, let's let's try the nine versus the 12 or the nine versus the 10 and see how they stack up. And that's why I, I, I have the same way I took several a month boxes. to move. And that's why it took a month for John to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same way though. I still have, I, I probably have, two or three boxes of each year of the original release of those little 10 count boxes myself still have them, but I'm a cigar hoarder, but to me, they were special. There were, there was, there was something that was really special. There were, you know, most shops that give it a lot of them. So yeah. you always bought, you always went at least two deep, right? Yeah. Usually this, I would smoke one and put one away, but I, I still have several boxes. I would just keep just because they were just a special thing to have, you know? Now they've kind of lost their luster because you, you get them all the time, but I still have them too. And it's it's lost to the annals of history, but I I had a, did a review where I smoked uh, three three different V Maduros at the same time on a on a live broadcast. So that was uh, that was an interesting experience. Did you uh, hook up your iron lung too at the same time? I uh, I figured I might come out of that a little green, but uh, <laughs> it's all right. All right. Um, hey, just one more point on the V. The greatest Calabra I have ever smoked yes. is the Siri V Calabra. To me, that there's yes. never been a Calabra that good. Um, th- that was like an event only thing, I believe. That they or you used. go to the factory and you gotta talk to uh, you, you gotta you gotta. You well, know? Gilberto came over to um, he came over to Drew Estate one night and handed those out to us. Mm. Um, and actually, I got a second one of those. And I still have that second one. It's probably about 10 years old, probably aged out at this point. But 
But that was the greatest Colibra I've ever had. I don't think there's a Colibra that comes close to that Serie V one. If you ever, ever, anyone has ever access to that, get that cigar, that Colibra. Buy it. Do what you have to do. Uh, it, it's 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 unbelievable. Fly into Nika. All right. All right. So we're in the top four. What I want to do, we'll do top four. Bear and I have to do uh, the great things, and then we'll wrap it up with the top three and some other wrap-up. So we're, I think we'll get we'll get you guys out. All right. Number four. Uh, was a Cuban. Um, this was the first time I believe a La Casa del Habano exclusive actually made the list. I don't remember another time it, it's happened. Uh, so I didn't see this one. I, I wouldn't have seen this one happening at all. It's the Hoya de Monterey Elegante, which is that like Figurado size, the six and a quarter by 47. Uh, I have they not love this blend. One. They love this blend though. Yeah. They love this blend. Um, I haven't had it, so I can't comment. But when it, when this came out, I think then we all questioned, will there be two Cubans in the top four? You know, so that, I think that was what the bigger question we had then. Because, like, first, well, is the Cuban first, off the table right now? First time ever. Yep. Yep. So uh, I think the, the, I think the big surprise for me on this one was, was um, you know, and there's, there's been a lot of discussion on this, is that the original review box was February of 2018. And that was kind of one of those – Oh, four-year-old Cuban smokes really well. Tell me, tell me something I don't know. Um, and then they went out and got a June 22 box and it scored higher. And, you know, every, every cigar review is subjective. Um, but even the guys who smoke a lot of Cubans or exclusively smoke Cubans, I think that raised a few eyebrows to say like, so like a five month old box smoked better to you than a four year old box. That's kind of surprising. I mean, yeah. again, it's subjective, but that's, that has Just never been it, my Don. experience. Just say it. You call bullshit. It does seem surprising. I call bullshit. Yeah. hundred percent. This is crazy. And the, all the ones that, you know, you see it has a special band, the Casa de la Bottas band on the bottom. That's I, two I, points right there. None of those, none of those smoke young. They're all shit. Young. <laughs> They're all shit. I, so I can't believe one from June 2022 could score a 95 because I've literally never had one young that I would have rated probably above an 85. They age fantastic, right? But young, oh, they're terrible. I've never yeah, had I, one that was good. I, I would smoke one if I was down in Havana um, just to see what it was smoking like. But if when I, when I bought a box, that was going away for at least a year. There's no way that I would even consider reviewing something that was five or six months old. No no chance. Yeah, so so for folks who may not have followed this, I just want to kind of make the, what we're talking about. When this was originally reviewed, it was from a box date of February 2018. And now for the re-smoke, the box was from June of 2022. What was the original score? Was it 95? 93. 93. 93. They had it oh, lower. Oh, that's bullshit. They had it lower. <laughs> that is such bullshit. I, now I haven't again, I haven't smoked this size, but I agree with you on Hoya de Monterey in general with that with that line. I don't even want to talk about this one no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's go to one of the great things are happening here segment, and I'll go through mine quick. Uh, sponsored by Tobacco Area USA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Huyeta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Cigars. Tobacco Area USA, great things are happening here. So this is where Bear and I, we pick a good news story from the week. 
um, and talk about something positive instead of um, the uh, the negatives here. Um, Bear, I'll go first. Okay, so sure. we I thought this is just going to piss off some people. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was a great FIFA World Cup this year. I thought it was one of the best FIFA World Cups um, <sighs> that that happened. I hear you guys, but but if you uh, watch that championship game, that was one of the, that's going to go down as one of the greatest soccer games of our generation. I don't care what anyone says. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. It was just everything. I mean, that game was just everything you wanted. Like, for everyone who says soccer is boring, watch that game and tell if you're not excited from that game, it was it was just the electricity and intensity. Um, Bear Bear has come up, you know, Bear pulls a lot of sites, uh, stories from this Good News Network site. And there was a story here that had five good things that happened from the World Cup this year. The fifth one is going to be a little controversial, but I'll mention it anyway. Okay, I'll just mention what the five things were. Um, The first thing was they mentioned that Messi emerged from Maradona's shadow. I think he had obviously Maradona had the championship. Messi didn't. So I think he got that off his back. So it was was a by the way, if you did you see the crowds today in Buenos Aires for that for the parade? Yeah, that was insane. I I mean, there had to be five million people on the streets there. I don't know what the count was. They had to helicopter the team, Argentinian team, out. Yeah, could get out. <laughs> there were people on overpasses of highways. Like it was, it was insane. I, I never saw anything like that. And and look, this guy might be playing in Miami next year, Hector. So you know, I could, if he Messi was outside, I wouldn't open the door. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. I mean, I just yeah. listen. I know, I know, people love soccer, but if, I'm not going to go see Miami's soccer team play. I don't, I don't do soccer. Yeah. But I did. Let me. I, I'll do. I will tell you this. I did see. Me and Eric were in the warehouse, and we saw the first half of the game. And he turns to me and he goes, "It's two nothing. What does that mean?" I go, "It's like twenty eight nothing in football. It's over. I mean, yeah, it, <laughs> this I game is over. This is twenty eight nothing. You know." And 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 I saw Argentina go into that Dean. Uh, what was the North Carolina coach's name? Dean. Uh, Dean Smith. Dean Smith stall ball. They started. They went into that stall ball defense. I went. That's over, man. These the French have no shot. I get in my car. He gets in his car. We I I make I do a couple of errands. I turn on the radio. It's two two. <laughs> it's yeah. Hector. Hector. That's called in soccer terms. It's called parking the bus. Yeah. Well, somebody told me. The yeah. guy who goes to the shop was a big soccer player. Played in college. He said two zero is the most dangerous score in soccer because you think that you've got enough of a lead and blah blah blah. And the French scored within what two minutes. They tied the game in two minutes. So. There was 11 minutes left, and all they had to do was just not let them score. And then Mbappe got a PK, and then a minute and 32 seconds later, he scored his second one. So, so you said that I heard people say, "Coop, I don't, I'm not trying to step on your on your on your spot here," but yeah, he got the he got the he got Maradona's uh, shot off his back. He's the goat now. But from what I understand, this French kid is the new goat. Oh, he's great. He's great. Oh, Mbappe? Uh, yeah, Mbappe's he's great. Next, he's the next great. Yeah, he's yeah. the next great. I mean, he's already got a World <clears throat> Cup, and he's very young. I mean, to me, the goat is Pele. He'll always be Pele. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. What Pele did is fantastic. Um, but all right, the other, the other stories were uh, Morocco was the second story. Uh, making it to the final four, they they and they beat some giants along the way of Spain and Portugal to get there. So they uh, they did really really well. That was the second good news story. First yeah. African nation to get to the quarterfinal. Yep, first African nation to get to quarterfinals. And the third thing was in general the success of the African teams because five African teams won at least a group match, 
and two of them, Senegal and um, Morocco, made the uh, knockout round. Again, this is, you know, Africa has not had a lot of success going deep into the tournament. I think Cameroon is, is the only other one I remember getting to the, like, final eight. Yeah, Ivory Coast usually does pretty well, too. Yeah. Uh, the fourth thing was, um, and this is, uh, if you're into this, but they had the all-female officiating team um, in the World Cup. That was a first that happened. So, uh, you know, that's that's a pretty big deal, no matter how you look at that. Um, and I didn't hear anyone complaining about the officiating in that game. So I guess they did well. The fifth one, and this is a little bit controversy, but the, the, they wrote in here the Qatari people, not the Qatari government, but the people, um, everyone, I guess the comments were, you know, the average people, you know, working, you know, supporting the World Cup, service industry, restaurant. I, I heard, everyone said just no, nothing but wonderful things about them. And it was, you know, and I understand there's a lot of controversy about where this World Cup was, and I'm not trying to minimize that. But it's kind of like a, a bit of a Cuba situation when you get into the people. Um, they found them very warm so and hospitable. So those are my five stories, and we'll put the link in this, um, so you guys you can read the whole story Dude, on that. There's no love for Canada. There was no it love for Canada. Hockey. They were the, hockey, didn't they finish last? <laughs> didn't they finish last place? This is, a, this is the first time they qualified for the World yeah. Cup in 36 years. Yeah, 36 it's, it years. Was a big, it's a big deal that Canada was there. They didn't write it in the deal. article. They didn't write it in the article. But yeah, that's. All, I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Canada uh, hosting part of the World Cup in two cities. So listen, listen, John, when you guys get Argentina on the ice, they got no shot. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got no listen, shot we had no shot the against the Netherlands in that match. I knew it from the start. I mean, but I don't want you to think I haven't watched soccer. I just like watching one team play. I am I telling I, you, I like watching the Germans play. I, I do. They, they I do. played terrible. They were like they, party. They, were, they, they the Japanese played real well. How about saying the Japanese yeah. really played well? I mean, they you know? they played play well when it matters. They but played. They won a big Japan, match. Yeah, they won some big matches. I love watching. Japan the always play. does. Japan is. We don't see them play because every over here, all we ever see is Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, League One, Premier. We don't see nothing over there. Yeah, Japan has a really big booming soccer culture their players are getting better and better and better and better and it showed at this world cup and you saw their they're fans amazing and team. their fans cleaned up the stadium after they won the game. that was a real new story last time by the way yeah, yeah. that's crazy that's great <laughs> yeah, yeah uh so uh by the way i think it's gonna be u.s is gonna be really strong in 2026 especially playing on home soil it's gonna be a big difference i was i was in st louis for my son's soccer tournament he is where we all we did was what <laughs> Watch the the, the the cup and and uh, his goal is to play in 2026. So that's what whether or not he does. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But we're a soccer family. I'm by proxy because my son's not playing. I don't watch a lot of it. But obviously, you know, we're a soccer family, so it's fun to watch. I love soccer. It's one of my top sports ever. I want, I've been a huge Barcelona fan and Manchester United are my two main teams. But I get what you're saying, Hector, about the German. It's it's amazing how the the big the big soccer countries France and Germany England and Italy they all have their own certain styles and especially Spain I love watching Spanish soccer because it's so elegant right and and like the German is as you can figure it's very technical it's a well, very it's, as as thing. John as John likes to say when he talks about the German engineered cigar they play they play like what it's soulless they're just there it looks like you're watching a video game 
you know, the, they, the kicks are, you know, the passes are, you know, I, I just, I just like watching the German yeah. stuff. You know, it's interesting that, you know, Mbappe plays for, he plays in France. Yeah, he know? plays for uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, Saint yeah, Paris I mean, we don't hear a lot about that, that team here. Um, but this guy's 24 years old. I mean, he, and he, and now France is a legitimate world power in soccer. I mean. Well, they won the last one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember when they won it in 98. Right. But they played it on yeah. home soil and the French just have one of the biggest home field advantages in sports. If you look historically. So but then, you know, they hit a, a then they got to a final against Italy. Right. One year. And then yeah. you know they got last year. I, I predicted them to win last time. I thought well, they had a favorite. Yeah. What was such a big deal when they won in 2018 was the, the World Cup before they flamed out. They flamed because out bad, they, yeah. Because they, well, the reason why because they had a lot of massive personalities there, and they couldn't come together and play. Yeah, everybody wanted to be the big top shit on the team. 2018 team played as a team, and it's carried over to this World Cup because a lot of the same guys are playing it, and they have legitimately some of the best players in the world on that team. It's, oh yeah, this it's is, amazing. This is a yeah. They're they're going to be a factor. Uh, we interesting to see them playing in the other hemisphere. How how they'll do because they they flamed out in Brazil. So the European teams typically have not done well in the Western Hemisphere World Cups. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Messi fan because I'm, I'm I love Barcelona, and he is one of the greatest that's ever played the game. But you saw the passing of the torch at this World Cup. Mbappe is now the greatest player in soccer right now, and he's only 24. That's what's him. He's got he's got maybe 12 more years. I mean, so he could easily be in a few more World Cups. I mean, remember the last time a player had a hat trick in a World Cup final. He put that team on his back, by the way. I mean, he just put that team on his back. He was the only one to do anything in the penalty kicks uh, at the end. I mean, he did everything possible. He really did. He put that team on his back. Yep. All right, Bear, what do you got? Well, Coop, everyone on this show uh, knows what uh, affinity I have for um, veterans. Um, so uh, it's my time uh, to uh, say thank you to uh, to Hector and to Ben's wife for their service. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but Hector also uh, served um, for a number of decades uh, as a police officer as yep. well. Yep. And uh, first responders kind of fall in the same camp as veterans for me. Um, I, I, I've always had great respect to them. I mean, I was a, I was a kid, you know, I was a high school senior when 9-11 happened. Uh, and that kind of caught my attention uh, in a lot of ways. I was raised in a, in a, in a, in an army household. So I, I had great uh, respect for our armed forces um, individuals, but it was, uh, it was that time that where first responders really kind of came on my radar and it happened again uh, during the Boston marathon bombing. Uh, and it's so much video of, of men and women uh, in uniform, first responders running running the wrong direction, as well as we've said before on the show, Coop, right? And it's it's unbelievable that even when off duty, it doesn't matter, the uniform is still on, the badge is still on, they're still running the wrong direction. And this story is pretty incredible in itself. Uh, and this is a first responder who was actually uh, they he's unnamed, he's still unidentified, but he's an EMT that was on a skiing trip. He was on a skiing trip. And um, and uh, so what happened was an avalanche. So there was a skier who actually was uh, skiing the slopes of Neff's Canyon in Utah. And um, 
when the skier actually uh, Travis uh, um, Hausener took one step too far as, as the articles quoted as saying by passing through a low, uh, a loose snowpack and triggering an avalanche. So he was completely buried except for a single arm, Ooh. broke his femur, hurting his arm in, in the process as well uh, for 45 minutes uh, through pain and agony. I'm sure he was shouting for help digging and an EMT, again, identified uh, with the United Fire Authority, who was on his own skiing trip, passing by, heard these screams, and dug him out. And for eight hours, eight hours on a mountaintop, waited with Hosner until help arrived. Um, this is an incredible story of survival and of a person running the wrong direction. And, you know, this was supposed to be his time off, you know, his damn moment of leisure. And... <laughs> When tragedy struck, he went the wrong direction and he helped out his uh, his fellow man. And it's stories like this that are, you know, often, you know, often buried um, as what the Good News Network is really good at doing is finding the finding the good in everyday life. And, um, you know, and uh, and I know, uh, you know, I'm Hector will probably crack a joke, but I know if Hector was on that mountaintop, he would have done the same thing. Um, which is says something about the hero, the heroes and heroines that uh, they put on a uniform every day, whether they're police officers, fire, uh, firefighters, EMTs. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And I think we need to recognize them. And so whoever, whoever this man is, cause again, he's unidentified, um, you know, Travis owes his life to him and, and, uh, and it's just, it's a great story. Nice job. Yeah, I agree. Good job there. Luckily, yeah, luckily, I don't know much Hector, more I can add, but that's just, yeah, it's great. Hector doesn't ski, thank God. Yeah, right? <laughs> Hector doesn't do snow. Hector, well, I like snow, I just don't ski. Okay. <laughs> this has been Hector here. Uh, we're going to need a <laughs> we're gonna need a unit up here. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm we'll gonna get go back. And, I'm going to pinpoint you on Google here. This is where I'm at. <laughs> right. What's the temperature now? Uh, Did it go below 60? Hold on, brother, hold on. <laughs> Sixty-six. All right, you're fine. Okay, all right. We're we're gonna hit. We're gonna bang out the end of this now. So, no all right, then. number three. And by the way, that was our to, uh, great things are happening here segment sponsored by Tobacco or USA. All right, so let's get to number three. Twenty-eight here in Texas now. Yeah. I have Call the heat me. on here. If that's uh... all right. So number three, and this one was the big surprise for me. Um, and I think we all probably have similar thoughts uh the davidoff nicaragua diademas uh gets on at number three uh to me uh this was the uh the biggest surprise for me i didn't see this one coming they have had davidoff nicaragua in the top three back in 2013 a lot of people thought it was going to win that year and ironically it lost to a cuban that year um but it was uh but this is yeah davidoff nicaragua diadema scored well i just didn't see this one coming so I think this is a this is a great cigar. Um, I have not had it in this Vitola. I mean, the Robusto oh. for me. I know I, I know Coopy like the six sixty in it, but the the Robusto in the Davidoff Nicaraguan is the jam, in my opinion. I mean, I think it's the best size of that cigar. Look, it's the a tubo. Davidoff. That's the tubo, right? Uh, no, it's the box there is press. a tubo. There is a tubo. So there's, one. there's there's a, there's so there's a bo- so there's a Robusto, a Robusto tubo, and a box press Robusto. Okay, yep, you're right. 
the box press for Busto in that David off Nicaraguan is outstanding. Outstanding. So, Former top 10 cigar. Yep. I, um, I agree with that, but this is the best size. This is the best this, size. Thousand percent. By far. This, 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 this mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Man. And I love the box press for Busto, Aaron. I love the box press for Busto as well, but this is the size. They got what it. What right. is the size of this one? So it's a Figurado. It's a Diademus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's six a, and a half by fifty. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I did not have the cigar. I've had the uh, Davidoff Nicaragua and the Robusto, which is very I good thought, in this size. It's a very good size. The, when it came out several years ago, that was the best cigar I had at the show as well that year. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't have Davidoff on the list. I went. Uh, I did my split with uh, you know the same thing I do with uh, Hoya and, and Drew. I thought the Camacho Corojo, which I think that's what we all thought. I think we were all thinking that one. I thought the Camacho Corojo would be on the list, and it was not. How does, uh, since you brought it up, Hector, how does, that was one of the, I had a list of some of the cigars that I thought kind of got passed over, however we want to say it. How does that cigar rate, from a ranking standpoint, score that high and doesn't make the top 25? But that's that's why we're here, Aaron. We don't. Yeah, know. I know. That's that's the questions we yeah. ask. Listen, there. I mean, I know that I know there's a segment coming up, and we're going to talk about that. But I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, and I and I'm not a big smoker. I don't really smoke a lot of Honduran cigars, <laughs> unlike what you you know the, the story the the Honduran tobacco story. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I really I thought looking at the ratings, and I've actually had that cigar. I, th- I thought it was going to be on the list. The more we know. The less we know. Yeah, this cigar, I, let me ask y'all a question because I don't know, but is this like a regular, like available regularly now? Because when this first came out, it was in that special pyramid humidor. That was, was they, no, this. not this one. The Bellicoso was in the pyramid humidor. Was it, was it the, I thought it was the Diadema. Was it the Bellicoso? It was the Bellicoso. Is, uh, okay. You have a, which is your Davidoff store there in North Carolina that you guys buy Davidoff at? I go to Tinderbox. Tinderbox. See, Al Allen's not a Davidoff store, uh, so uh, he doesn't have any Davidoff there. And I really, I don't smoke a lot of Davidoff, to be honest with you. I did, but up up here, just nowhere in Western North Carolina that I can really get them. So I still get these back home in Biloxi at the cigar shop, my home, my true home shop. Mm-hmm. That's the only place I can get them. So it, it, it's a, like I said, I I I think the sixty is even better, but that's not a regularly available cigar. This one is. So I, I at our the lounge that I'm I'm a member at the the Byron Lounge here outside Chicago, they carry a boatload of Davidoffs. I'm going to lounge tomorrow, so I'm going to pick this up tomorrow. Smoke it. Yeah, I would definitely do it. Uh, I was just looking something up here. Um, interesting enough. Um, let me pull something up. Well, he's looking that up. David- How do you no, feel about this? I was wrong. I was wrong on something. Okay. First I, I also haven't smoked the diadema. Um, I I have smoked uh, multiples of the Nicaragua and every other size. Actually, I think that is the Toro when it came out was my bell of the ball, surprisingly. Um, but uh, you know, I'd I'd be down to smoke it in the diadema. It's just it's um it's a big commitment, right? Like in terms of smoking time, like I don't know six, how long six, like it's that, a six it's a six by fifty, you said, right? Yeah, but John yeah. smokes really, really slow. Yeah, I mean that's Davidoff has that probably at a fifty-minute smoking time, and and the the surgeon smoking time, and that's probably like two hours thirty minutes, two hours twenty oh, minutes. Jesus. So yeah, John's I, the only smoker that I know that is slower than William Cooper. Yeah, 
John, 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 John can stretch a Robusto into three hours if he really Remember wants we to. Remember when we were spoken of Solomon, awesome. John? We oh, my God. You must be great at a titty bar. You could, you could just, you, I, you milk a drink, dog. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm all about the value, baby. I gotta get my, I gotta get my dollars worth. You know I can just mean? see the girl going to the dancer. He's been here for six dances, and he still has that <laughs> one drink. What, 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 what song did he want? We wanted a song from Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Oh my gosh, sixty minutes long. What is this guy doing? I'm gonna have to charge him double. The guy wants me to dance to Yes songs. <laughs> <laughs> the eight minute version of Roundabout. I don't want to talk uh-huh. to that. Uh, all right, let's get to number two. Uh, I think a lot of us thought this would be the cigar that would land very high for Rocky last year, but it was reviewed very late in the cycle. But it's the Rocky Patel 6060 that gets the number two. Yep. So repeat. So, John, back, I mentioned this earlier. This is a repeat from last year list. I, when this thing came out, I think the Toro is the best size in this cigar. Now it's a little bit inconsistent and I, I've, um, I've got, okay. Throw the comment here. I've got a couple boxes of the six. The, I've got a couple <laughs> boxes, but in the Toro. Um, what? You gotta I be know, kidding. I know. Shockingly, but um, really like this cigar. I haven't smoked it in the 60. Um, I thought actually, was it last year? I thought it actually had a chance to be cigar of the year. Um, just based on getting Rocky finally getting cigar of the year, et cetera. Um, good cigar. Surprised it it they went back to the well again with the six the sixty, but you know. Well, the Grand Reserve was, was on the list. last year. The Grand oh, Reserve right. was the the so Grand was Reserve two years was ago. Two years ago. I've had I've had this cigar as well. I thought it was I thought it was good. Uh, I think I've I've seen a, a big change in the last three or four years with Rocky stuff. It's uh. You know, it's really, I, I'm, I'm really digging it more. The ALR, uh, this one as well. Uh, listen, and it's and it's one of those, and unlike Coop, I'm not a big six by a six by 60 ring gauge smoker, but I, I thought it really, I thought it really did well. And, you know, it's a, it's a cigar that me and John both had on the list. I'm pretty sure yeah. we, because we, we, we talked about our list extensively last week. So we, we, and I had it high. I had it, uh, I had it top five, so. Did they re- did they review the the disciple or the white? The white did not perform well. The white I think scored like a. Uh, a uh, I don't know sub, if they saw- sub. Yeah, they did know. the white. Uh, it was like an eighty-eight or something. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I didn't have it eligible. I, I mean, I thought the disciple was actually the better blend here. I see. I yeah. thought I was. Gonna, I think the disciple might show up next More year. More consistent. Yeah, the disciple scored some good points. The robusto scored a ninety-one. And mm. when was that? Re- I don't know when that review date was. But uh, it was an insider on April fifth, so they went sixty over to Disciple. I, th- I think the I, I only know. surprise on that, sorry to cut you off there, Ben, um, was that the original review score on this was a ninety three, and the re-review score was a ninety six, which was a bit of a surprise for me because, uh, like Hector said, it was on my list. I had it uh, at twelve. I figured it would it would probably score ninety four, ninety five, but um, I was surprised to see it jump up to a ninety six for a final score. That's that's the biggest jump of any of the cigars that were reviewed in the top 25 list for final score. This one for me, I'm the outlier in the Coop Coalition. This one I thought was just okay. This blend. Oh, I, 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 I didn't do great for me. It was it's, inconsistent. It, it was, was very inconsistent for me. Yeah, I mean, not, when it hit, it was fucking good. But yeah, but I, I had ones that were not good. Yeah. I, I've um, never had one that I thought was good. I thought did, they were no, kind of okay. I, when, I've never when had ben, a 
Well, I thought when we when smoked we, it at Michael's, you liked it. Yeah, I was gonna say I, gave, I got you guys. I got you guys the Toro at Michael's when we we were together down there, and I thought you. But then I also gave you the Reserve, which you really liked. Yeah, but I had the same thing late last year. I smoked it, and I'm like, man, this is gonna be on my on my list for 2022. When I got to the review cycle, it came out with 88 every time I smoked it. I'm like, um, to me, it just it was a it was a miss for me. Um, and the disciple was was far better. It was a far better cigar at a far better price. Yeah, I don't I don't dislike the blend. I just thought it was okay. I mean, I I mean, I know y'all loved it, so maybe the bar was a little bit too high for me. I was expecting too much out of it, maybe. But I thought it was it was good, but not like wow, I want to buy a box of these. Good, put it you, that way. You know, from what we had Rocky on KMA Talk Radio on Saturday, he did a very short segment. And he said that this was a project very similar to the ALR, where these cigars were rolled and aged for a while. So that's what he had told us, which I was really unaware of that. So it's not that the cigar was ever young when I had it. I thought it was always ready to smoke, but it just there were times when it was on, it was on, and was times when it was off, it was off. It seemed like it just never there were more. It, it never it never had something where it would be a top twenty five cigar for me. And I've been high on Rocky with the San Andreas wrapper over the past few years. He's had some great ones. This one, I'm in the minority. A lot of people just love this cigar. You know, when we were looking, I don't know if me and John, I think with John, we talked about it as well. We were looking at the cigars that were eligible for Rocky. Uh, were under under the his flagship or whatever. There yeah. was one that came up that we thought might have a might have like a a shot remember the uh hiroshi was it no not the hiroshi uh the the, uh, the, the hamlet the yeah hamlet. it got a high score it got yeah. a high score but i that's an also that's also inconsistent though that's a cigar like i smoked i smoked a hamlet and it was the worst rocky i've ever smoked and then i re-smoked it again and it was it was it was good i mean it well, wasn't re- i wasn't doing handstands over but they reviewed that salomon which is a root i thought always the best size of that. very consistent yeah but I, I didn't think it would make the list because I, I think he's out of the industry now. So I, I didn't yeah. think it would, it would make the list. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I I figured the of all the ones that that reviewed, um, it just seemed like a natural fit, you know, with Rocky's Rocky's celebration, sixty sixty, just seemed like you know that that was a pretty solid mm-hmm. fit for for a lock spot. And um, the like I said, the only surprise is just that it placed number two, but. Uh, I don't think there's any question in my mind it was going to make the list. Yeah, Rocky was very classy too on the whole getting number two. He 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 didn't have any. He was very appreciative getting it. He said all the right things. Um, you know, it's something. It was a cigar he was really proud of. So, I mean, you know, obviously I think he would have liked to have had number one, but um, it wasn't meant to be. That's that's made in Nicaragua, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's uh, he's he's. Uh... Amika's doing great things. Uh, it's Amika. Amika's. Uh, I mean, yeah, all the stuff good. coming. Uh, Tabacusa is doing some. That did the winter collection down there. <clears throat> they did the quarter century down there. They. Did, I love the cigar smoking championship cigar. Comes and, out of that. And other I, brands that are coming out of that factory now are also performing really well too. All Saints. All Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's get to the number one cigar of the year, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. It is the. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, H. Upman number two. I don't know what more we could say about that other than there is a little box date controversy with this one, right? This was another I mean, one where the box dates changed. I know. I mean, it's, it's, was, how are you going to review a cigar that's four years old and give it number one? 
Now, if I was to smoke the cigar, I would smoke it at four years old. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what, and, it, and they gave it a 96 with the four-year-old one. And then they had a box date from this year and it got a 98, which ties oh, the AP Corolla oh, record. God. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about this soon. 32 pounds, this cigar, by the way, Aaron, if you're looking to buy it. Well, I, <laughs> I guess like, the cutoff is 100. Like right. Exactly. You, like, like exactly. I told, like I told you guys earlier, <laughs> I, I broke I broke one of my own rules and I was peer pressured uh, into smoking one. And uh, I, it was and it was from November 21. It was from the November 21 box. And I smoked it. Well, you guys saw the photo. I smoked it past the ring almost. Uh, I burned a little bit of the ring. It was it was really good. Of course, you know, I can only hope that the rest of them in the box didn't burn and tunnel, so I would can feel feel better about that. But you did it for academic purposes. Only. I did it. I did it only for research. Only, only, yeah. for, research. only to advance my craft. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was uh, it was really good, man. <laughs> I swear yeah. I, now I, I will I hope say, my dad. I hope my dad's not watching. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. really, it was really good. <laughs> now this cigar is a very good cigar. It, yes. No, Granted, it is fantastic cigar. Really good for always. I've always enjoyed them. They always hit, but they need time too. Uh, they all need time, but this one needs this, time. This cigar, May twenty twenty two. Get the fuck out of here! It was no. so clean. <laughs> this cigar was so clean. I mean, the retro it was so clean. It was just. It was wow. You know. Yeah. I'm glad I performed for you, Andrew. Yeah, so it was. You know, I, I kind of wish it hadn't because. I wouldn't mind having another one. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having another one, you know. Actually, he gave me two, and I'm going to give one to my kid on Christmas Day. But uh, or maybe not. I mean, he's he's doing pretty well for Christmas. I might just smoke it myself. We'll have to see. All right, guys. Um, and I'll bear you wanted to do one thing as well. Um, you yeah. Wanted your, you wanted to do yeah. So, well, like uh, like a lot of us had some problems with this list, uh, particularly in the later parts of it. You know, there are some good cigars on this list, but I, I, I you know, I've alluded to it a couple of times tonight. 2015, obviously, it was absolutely positively my, I, I still say it was the worst year um, for it. And so I, I'm just going to go through it really briefly. Now, it has Aaron and a lot of people's favorite for the number one. It was the, my father, Libesha, 1922 uh, box press. But it, my again, my problem with this was uh, brought up earlier in the show, which was this, this was an exception. It's, you know, it was a number five cigar a couple years prior, and then it pops number one this year in 2015. Number two is the Ramon Iones, uh specially uh, selected, a Cuban. Great the, number number yeah, three. Fantastic. Number three, CAO Flathead. The first yeah. six, wasn't that the first sixty that really did well for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first sixty. Yep. That really it was the V sixty six six sixty carb. <clears throat> uh, Arturo Forni Don Carlos uh, Don Carlos Bellicoso number four. The Padron Family Reserve fifty year natural gets beat out by the CAO Flathead. Yeah. No, don't think that. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, this is why it gets bad. So number six is the Illusioni Ultra, one of my personal favorites. Uh, number seven, here's the Rocky, the edge. Love it. Love the edge Maduro. <laughs> yes. Uh, the edge is the edge. It's the edge. Yeah, this is the edge of Bono torpedo, Habano. which Love is it. frankly I'm the boxes and boxes of that fucking cigar. The Habano or the Maduro? The Habano. I know it's, it's like my crates. guilty pleasure. Crates I fucking have Gets that so count. many boxes of that damn Habano. I gotta admit, it's that my guilty locker. pleasure. I do. Yeah. 
it, it, it was actually in the torpedo, which is also the, my the worst performing Vitola in my experience in the edge. The yep. symmetry I already mentioned is number eight. Boulevard Bellicoso Fino at number nine. Great. Okay. So Good. the edge, the CAO flathead are are in the top ten. The Liga Provada number nine, double Corona number ten. Hammer and Sickle Churchill number eleven doesn't exist anymore. Rest in peace. La Boheme. Pittori, number 12, doesn't exist anymore. The travesty of all travesties at number 13 should have been fucking number one. The Laranja Reservatoro, best cigar in the entire top 25 that year. And I'm not just saying that because of who's sitting here. Number 14, the Trinidad. Uh, uh, John, forgive me, the Vigia? Is that how you say it? Vigia. Vigia. Uh, Alec, Bra- Alec Bradley Sanctum, which doesn't exist anymore. Probably one of my least favorite performing Alec Bradley's. Oh, great. Um, still can't believe the Mundial is discontinued. I'll still cry about that one. Uh, I know uh, I know. Coop loves this one in the 60, but I also do not like this blend at all. The Avo Synchro Nicaragua. Ben, you agree with me on this? No, I don't. I thought you didn't like it. The Nicaragua, I do like. It's the uh, Fogato that I don't care for. Oh, okay. Uh, number 17, uh, I think it was the second best cigar in the, in the lot, the La Mission uh, Latelier. That was an un- unbelievable cigar. Yeah, so, unbelievable. so good. At so 17. Good. At 17, getting beat out by the Edge, the Flathead, La Boheme, Hammer and Sickle. The I, like the, I like the La Boheme, by the way. Uh, number 18, Heritage by Dunhill Robusto. Also doesn't exist anymore. That, not a bad actually, cigar. That's a really good cigar. Yeah, not a bad cigar. Um, I, I under, you know, back, under the radar. Back in the day, yeah. Dunhill yeah. did some really good stuff. 19, in my 19, I'm sure uh, I, we know Ben's not going to like this because he's not a fan of the brand. The King is dead. Oh, that, that had no Last business payday. on those. Yeah. No. Terrible. Dog shit. Yeah. 20, Espada, Monte Cristo, Quillon. Not a top, Not a top 25 cigar, but not bad. The Nat Sherman Timeless Nicaraguan 6652T is number 21. We all know what a yeah, we all know what a mess number 22 is. Padilla. But that wasn't a bad cigar. That Miami Miami 8 and 11 11 in the torpedo. Yeah, but if you had the original version of that, you wouldn't think that one's any good though. Uh 23. This is where Oliva pops on the list. It's the Nub Cameroon. Lowest rated Oliva, I think, on a list. Yeah. 24, a cigar that uh, Coop, you and I have always said is underrated um, and has never gotten any love from consumers. So, tw- two cigars on this list never got any love from the consumer symmetry and the LFD Coronado Corona Special. But this was a good cigar. Oh, it's was a very right. good cigar. I love it. Should not have been, not, should not been number 24. I never got any not. love. Never, never got any love. Hasn't aged well. Doesn't get any love from the consumer. And then twenty-five, a cigar that I really enjoyed, uh, but just never caught onto the market. The Sublime's. Uh, they never. Extra. They never marketed the cigar well. It's a good yeah. cigar, but it never got marketed right. You know, if you look back, yeah. if you look at that list from number six to number thirteen, the the the, the secondary the the, re, the review or the relight or the retaste or whatever, it's all the same. They just slotted them the way they slotted them. But I mean, we could have been anywhere from six to thirteen. We ended up thirteen. But it was it was it was really a good it was a turning point for our company. I mean, we hadn't he hadn't been on the top he hadn't been in the cigar fish not the top twenty five since two thousand I don't know two thousand eight or two thousand seven or something like that. So I mean that was the first time that as a company we got on the list. 
I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm I'm glad it was a turning point for you, Edgar. But like I said, like I mean, and I know this it's my bias creeping I, into I, it. But I, I mean, I, I thought it was. I really, I was really hoping. I really thought it was. A, I thought it was a really good cigar. I thought it was a top five or six cigar. It is. But it, it, is. Just, it didn't work out that way. I mean, you know what, and Hector too. We talk about this a lot on our on the coalition when we're doing reviews, and we 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 take the approach of is this cigar going to stand the test of time? Is it going to be a classic? That Laraja is absolutely a classic. So congratulations again. Yeah, I have two boxes upstairs at all times. I have a standing order at BB. You know, you them. you make fun of me and my boxes all the time. You've mentioned about how many boxes you've got. I think you got way more than I do. Yeah, but I'm a hoarder. You buy two, three boxes of everything. <laughs> everything. I will say that list, like the to, I, the Coronado is freaking awesome that should be a top 10 cigar i love it was number two oh. it was number two it was number two in uh, uh in uh oh six yeah it's yeah a it's great awesome cigar. great the and whole line is great in that cigar all the sizes are good enough this yeah. this was the number this was 2006 boulevard royal corona was wins the cigar of the year uh, coronado is number two padrone 64 anniversary number three number four romeo and juliet the short churchill cuban Carlos Tarano Exodus 1959. Fuck yeah, number five. Oh, that was nice. awesome. Yeah, I'll it. take it all day. Uh, may it rest in peace, number six, the Jose Sejas Signature Series 2000. Love that cigar too. La Aurora Preferido Emerald. Also fucking love that cigar still to this day. Ashton Estate Sun Grown 20 Year Salute, number eight. Also love that cigar. Tatuade Cabinet Noella, number nine. And number 10, probably the lowest Fuente. Arturo Fuente, Don Carlos Bellicoso. Number 10. Don Carlos is just an all-time great blend. Yep. Yep. It scored higher than the Opus that year, so two Fuentes this year in 06. Fuente, Fuente, Opus X, uh, Reserva de Chateau was number 15 that year. Puros Puros Indias, 17. There's a throwback. Don Don Tomas. Number twenty-two. You had a a Don Tomas and an Aurora on the list. Look at that. I so, will say that 2015 list, the three Cubans that are on it, are freaking phenomenal. Yeah. They're they're staples of my humor. Consistent performers. Yeah, hundred percent. And they're <clears throat> Bolivar and Partagas are two that I will smoke. Young is a wrong word, but like newer because they have some pop that make it where they're so real flavorful when they're young. They're excellent, even better when they're aged but yeah like that Ramon Aliona especially selected that's one that I don't I don't really age that long three years they're freaking all they're phenomenal yeah I smoke through them too fast is the problem I can't I can't get enough age on them because I smoke them too fast yeah the Trinidad on the other hand those need extra time to sit for me I I because I, I have a box that's like 10 years old now and it's They're almost ready. So good. Yeah, <laughs> almost ready. But so, I tell you what, it's it's freaking like those cigars, the Trinidads. I, I just they're really good if you just age them like four to five years or no. You can smoke them; they're really good then. But you keep let them go; they get better and better and better and better every year past that. In my I'm head, just, I, I'm in just my glad. Head, in my head, I have a meme of of Ben just opening up like an oven. Is the Cuban ready? Just another year. <laughs> Just, another, Just yeah, yeah. one more year on this Trinidad right here. Hey, I'm a patient person. I promise, sir, I promise this is the last one I'm going to go through, but this was the original list, guys. This was 2004. 
Okay. So we're talking about things aging. Of course, Padron Siri, 1926, 40th anniversary Great win cigar of the year. Legendary. Uh, La Aurora, 100 años, Bellicoso. One I know. First on Maduro, number two. Oh, yeah. Cohibo Siglo Six. Yeah. Okay. Three. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Arturo Fuente, Don Carlos, number two, number four. Yeah. Yeah. M- Monte Cristo Platinum, one of my personal favorites. Uh, a great cigar. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Great cigar. Number five. Number six. This is the one. La Gloria Cubana, Reserva Figurado, Selectos de Lujos. Um, was number six. Number seven, Ashton VSG, baby. Spellbound. Oh, yeah. VSG. Number eight, number eight the Monte Cristo, number two, Cuban. Davidoff. Number nine, Millennium, short Robusto, series Robusto. Great yeah, cigar. that's good. That'll Great work. Cigar. Yeah, I like that. No, number 10, Trinidad Robusto, not the Cuban. Uh, really? Yeah. Number number eleven, Lito Gomez Chisel Puro oh, okay. DLG. Great cigar. Number twelve, another Cuban San Cristobal de la Habana El Moro. Yeah, um, that's criminally that's underrated. Yep. Yes, yep. I agree. Haven't number had that thir- ages. Number thirteen. Uh, we Ben's probably got a few boxes of these put away. Fuente Fuente Opus X Perfection Number Five. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> four, 14 Vegas de Fonseca Sabrinos H. Upman Magnum 46. Oh, great cigar, also great legendary. How that's not gotten a number one even surprised me with number five six. years of age, might be yeah, one of the best yeah. Cubans on the market. Oh my god, oh my that's really great. Yeah, number 16 oh. La Roma de Cuba, the Corona. Good, mm-hmm. and then this is a cute. This is this is the reason we're all here today, guys. Mr. William Cooper at number 17, the CAO, La Anniversaire, Cameroon. That's a great cigar. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we- Oida, Nicaragua, Celebration, Churchill, number seven, number 18, Sancho Panza, Extra Fuerte, Madrid, 19. Man. 20, Camacho Special Limited Reserve, Rothschild, Maduro. 21, oh, the, yeah, 21, Ashton Heritage, Puro Sol, Bellicoso, oh, number oh, two. Oh, love them. Awesome. Yes. This is back when they were good at number 22. I remember these back in the day. These were really good. I, I don't really care for them too much now. The number 22 is Rocky Patel Vintage 1990. Uh, yeah. yeah, those were good. I like the 90 and uh, 92 were uh, awesome. I was a 92 over a 90 guy myself. But... Yeah, me too. Yeah. Padron gets its second top 25 spot. They won Cigar of the Year, and they're also at number 23 with the 6,000. So, so that's the lowest rated Padron in. Which one of the six thousand? Yeah, but they won yeah. cigar of the year, so it doesn't really count. It yeah, that's true. Around. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And then H. Evan Vintage Cameroon Bellicoso at number twenty four. Horrible cigar. I never liked that one. No, never did, it's never not liked. horrible. Come on. I never cared. I never for liked it, it, Ben. It just never did it. For, it just never did it for me. But I love at those. the time in two thousand, at the time in two thousand four, this hot little brand that would soon become very, very, uh, very, very famous. Tatuai Cabinet Especiales. Oh yeah, twenty five. Nice. Classic that was the original. That was the original list. Yep. Hey, what was the vintage Cameroon size? What did you say it was? A robusto. Be- Bellicoso. Oh, the robusto is better. I would agree. I would agree. It's better. Yeah, that Bell- I, I've had that Bellicoso specifically from this because of this list, and I didn't like it. Yeah. That was the original list, guys. Yeah. That's how far. By the way, that Camacho SLR was a great cigar too. That that SLR. I agree. Was- yeah, that I was say, a good I, list, man. That's a good list. That was a good list. You look at that list. That's a great list. And you look at that. It's aged pretty well, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would agree. It's uh, 
And all so right. that goes to my point. 2015, there's a bunch of shit that's not even on the market. Yeah. Almost and, all this is still on the market. Yeah, no, and it's their epic their epic lines. I mean, the only one that's not one of the ones that comes to mind is the uh is the SLR, but I guess Davido could always bring it back. Um yeah, but pretty much that's Maybe that Trinidad's not on there anymore. That Trinidad was not a good cigar either. Oh no, that's no. I'm sorry, that's the Cuban one. I was thinking of the. They have a picture of the Altidus one on here, but when I click on it, it's the Cuban. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I want to wrap up just quickly. Um, we can go through. What was your biggest surprise and biggest snub on the list? And I, I have a feeling we're all going to agree on the snub. Yeah. Olmec. And here's the thing about Olmec. Okay, I thought it might be too late in the in the cycle, but there were reviews that were published after Olmec that made it on the list. And in particular, uh, the um, the Fuente Sophisticated Hooker and the La Polina were published after the Olmec. So I don't understand how Olmec did not make e- this list. What about EPC last year? Or the year, the year that they won, they were it was a December release. Yeah, it was a, it was a late one too. Yeah, when it went from a fucking but, but, ninety-one to a ninety-eight. But it's clear Olmec was snubbed here. I mean, it was very. I mean, I the only thing I'll say is okay, it was a little late to put it on the list. But if I'm going on their criteria, it should have been on the list. I'm looking at my list here. It should be top ten. What was what did it score? Ninety-three was the original score. Ninety-three. No. That how was how the fuck whatever. Like the La Polina, the La Polina and the Sophisticated Hooker also scored 93s afterwards. And it, it, uh, like I said, they were not, um, yeah, you know, I, I, like I said, I thought it was a little early to put a late, I think late release, they go way too late in the cycle, but I'm going based on their criteria. Olmec, you know, gets the snub here. And I said Davidoff was my biggest surprise. So I didn't think it that was, Davidoff was. So the Olmec they reviewed was the, it was a Claro, right? Yeah. Yeah. Claro what size? Uh, Claro Corona Gorda, pardon me. That's the best one. The hell? They, they reviewed. Had, they reviewed they the Corona Gorda. The Rabuso. They had two there. Yeah, yeah. Both at ninety three. The Corona Gorda is better than Robusto. I had three cigars that I yeah. thought. I don't want to say they were snubbed. They just didn't end up on the list. One is not. I mean, it's it's probably just me because I'm a I'm still a boutique guy at heart. I thought the Aladito Patton. Was a cigar. I agree. I, I, I a good cigar. A, that's the yeah. Uh, that's the A size. I, I have. I have some. I have I an it, open box of them. By the way, I thought it could have pulled. It could have pulled the Matilde Sublime kind of thing and landed low, in the low twenties. You know, I haven't had that one yet. And then Ferio Tego. I'm surprised Ferio Tego didn't make the list. You know, uh, you know. Pop was it eligible? Y. Yes, it was. Yeah, timeless Panamericana. Yeah, the timeless. The, the timeless was eligible, and then obviously, you know, Nick's Nick cigar. They had the ten-year one, got a ninety-one. Timeless ten-year well. tour was the one I had uh, on my list. Yeah, that I thought that should have been on there. Yeah. yeah. So I you agree. know that there's I and according to uh, as I look at my list, there was three. I mean, you know, you, yeah, we could all say the Don Carlos could have been on the list, but there was another point down there. So right. But uh, that's the that's the one that's you know the, those are those are the ones that I went wow, you know I I thought especially after. After you know, Aladino's really going to come up on the up for the last couple of years, you know. Yeah, patents are limited size that they do. Right. They only produce them every so often. Um, it's a great representation of the blend. I'll say that. I had Is I that- had the I had the Aro on my list, but it was a PCA exclusive, and maybe that wasn't you know they don't do eligible. It's, Same. They did La Casa de Habano, though. Yeah, but yeah, I. I but, well, but still, I mean, I just 
Yeah. But listen, listen, we've talked about it there. We, we, and we talk about it all during the year as we get ready for this, how many churches will make the list, how many Connecticut's then the second breakdown that me and Johnny talked about, well, how many are going to be from Honduras? How many are going to be from the Dominican? We know there's going to be at least three Cubans. Uh, you know, the rest are going to be from Nicaragua, you know, so it, it's, 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 you know, I, for next year, I, I I've got to, I may even retire after this because, you know, <laughs> the last two years, I'm, you know, I, I went from 21 to 20 to 19, you know, uh, it's, it's, you're getting some of these brands on here, trying to figure out what brands are going to make it is, is, is hard. You know, it's, it's, it's part of the guessing game. It's the same fun that we have when we do draft talk, when we start talking about who the jets are going to take and who the dolphins are going to take and, and, and and who the saints gonna who are the saints gonna fuck up and draft you know you know hey <laughs> i thought you were fa- i thought you were falling asleep i had to get your attention you were leaning down so i thought you were- <laughs> i'm reading all the i'm reading the chat room stuff. <laughs> i thought you might have been hell? falling asleep on me you know hey at least but, we didn't draft Tua. hey listen man when he's good he's good <laughs> and when he's- I, I give him credit. He's consistent because when he's good, he's good, and when he's bad, man, is he bad. <laughs> but I couldn't. I can't blame him for last week. But you know, yeah, I think uh, Olmec surprised everybody. But don't. I, I wouldn't feel bad for them. I think they'll do real well in the consensus. Uh, and the other, all the, all these other guys, uh, they'll make a lot of other lists. And some of those bloggers who have best of two lists and stuff, they'll. they'll, they'll so listen on there as well. again. I I didn't think this was the best list. But if anyone from Long Island is going to throw stones, they better look in the mirror at their own list. Is what I'm going to say. Oh, listen, I mean, I, I mean, I've I, seen I, some crazy stuff showing up on people's lists. I, I still have, you know, listen, uh, you you guys know my feelings on this. We've had we've had lists, we've had guys who are who are cigar media guys who put nine cigars from a particular brand on their list. I get it, you like that brand, but nine of them. You know, I've seen guys. Well, the one guy, yeah. Yeah, the one guy well, who said he had the, the one guy who said he has he had on saw he had a, a Alzheimer's onset Alzheimer's and he, he put nine nine cigars on his list from one manufacturer. Uh, one of the one of the lists put a, a event only cigar as number one. You know, so but like, what do we say? This is all subjective. It's your list. Yeah. You do what the hell you want. Yeah. With it. That's what I'm I say. I think I, I think we should we should probably yeah. after after yeah. we all break from here tomorrow, we should probably submit 10 names and do our own list this is the the ca review list top 10 you know and you know and i'm sure all of yeah. our lists will be different you know yeah. it's 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 blue if, if if it wasn't if it didn't have a little bit of controversy <laughs> and it didn't have it didn't have questions it wouldn't be worth it wouldn't be worth debating right look and and, and people could say what they want that they don't pay attention to these lists of course they do of course, of course they, they do. do i mean i could just tell you they do. I mean, the there's numbers, only, the look, numbers are there. The numbers, the traffic's there. Sure. There's six I'm just going to say that. Yeah. If, if the traffic wasn't lists, there, I wouldn't do it. There's six or seven lists that I, that I, that I look at, uh, you know, because I think that's, we're more in touch with those guys. Not that the other guys don't have any value, right. but it's just, I don't have a relationship with them or, or they haven't reached out to have a relationship with us. And, and I get it. Listen, you know, a lot of guys get into this. I mean, a lot of guys get into this, not because they want to be media guys. It's because, they like cigars and, you know, and it's, it becomes, it becomes a hobby. They get a following and then, you know, they, they put a list out. Man. Did, did yep. you hear my, did you hear my theory about quality importers, how they can win the consensus? How quality importers can win the consensus? Yeah. I told Joe Grove, go out and buy some bundles of cigars, put it in a nice humidor pack with a cutter and lighter, send it out to the media guys. Tell us this is, this is the QI 
reserver, right? Made it Lozona. And then we'll just move forward. Yeah. And then and then you'll have a consensus <laughs> win. I'm telling I'm telling you, I, I, I don't don't give Joni ideas, all right? <laughs> just go. Don't give Joni I'm afraid I did actually. <laughs> okay. Listen, right. it's there at the end of the day, we are in a great we work in a fantastic industry. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're selling mangoes or anything on the side yeah. of the road. We're, we're, we're in a good range. We're having fun, you know? All right, guys. Anything else? And I don't, we... I don't want to, Oh, by the way, I don't yeah. want to hear any more bullshit talk about the baseball show being too long. All right? <laughs> I'm trying to end it. Just so, <laughs> I'm just, trying no, to end just, it. No, but I'd like to end on the point. Of, I don't want to hear any more talk that the baseball show is too long, all right? We, we milked four show. hours out of this thing today. Yeah, oh, we listen. did. I haven't felt my feet in the past hour and a half. <laughs> you're, 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 I'm going. I'm leaving. It, it yeah. could be worse. You could be sitting outside of John's house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Hey, I want to thank you guys uh, for all being on tonight. I do appreciate it. Uh, thanks. Our audience held, hung in there pretty good tonight, actually. I'm freezing. I mean, yeah. geez, um, I'm sorry. You know, of course, the 60 degrees, uh, 69 degrees. I know. Um, programming note, we have two more shows this year. Um, uh, actually three more shows. Ben and I will be doing Casada Corner tomorrow night. Uh, Manolo Casada 75th anniversary cigar will be smoking. It will not be four hours long. It will not be four hours long because we'll be finished with that cigar. <laughs> um, on Thursday, uh, Aaron and I will have primetime episode 253 and we'll have Tim Wong in Aaron's studio. And then the following Thursday, we have one more special edition and our, our guest will be Tom Wazuka. So Tom hasn't been on our shows in a while. So we'll catch up with Tom on uh, all things. And I'm sure we'll be talking Lions football with him as well. So And PCA. And PCA. I'm sure he's going to have a few things to say to me about that. So, <laughs> All right. That's two great guests. Too. That'll be really good shows. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, it's a good way to close out the year. We're starting to book yes. up uh, next year as well. So, but guys, thank you very much. Thanks, our audience. That wraps up Primetime Special Edition 132 into the Annals of History for Tuesday, December 20th. Now, Wednesday, December 21st on the Eastern and Central time zones. <laughs> the shortest day of the year here. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. See you see next ya. time. Goodbye. Have you got him. Later, guys. <laughs>